Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. However you happen to be watching and or listening to this, I want to welcome you to the final episode of the Gaming Circle podcast live stream for 2022. Yes, that is a mouthful. <laughs> I keep adding that to it because I want folks to know that we will definitely be back for 2023. Yeah, and we're we not going to pull an on the reel on you. Hey, now. Hey, now. We have big things planned. And of course, the voice you hear before we get started is the man who always joins me, and I'm happy he does so for all of 2022. The man who has been sharpening his skills in the gauntlet of the Twitter spaces, Mr. Everborn Saga. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing great, mm. but I haven't been in Twitter spaces in months. I didn't even know they shut it down the other day. They, sh they shut it down, and then they brought it back. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get a into a little bit of that. So I was just so, about to ask, what's the story uh -huh. with that book? Go ahead. Go ahead. We're, we're definitely going to get into that, 100%. Because as And welcome, folks, who've already joined us. As you know, this will be the final episode, the final live-streamed episode of the year. And I figure, hey, if we're going to go out, we're going out with a bang. We're going to do a bit of tech drop stuff. We're going to do a little bit of on the real stuff. We're gonna Obviously, we're going to talk a whole bunch of gaming stuff. I want to get into Twitter just just for a little bit because we are Twitter people, you know, so I definitely have to get into it. But before we do, let me reintroduce our returning champion, the man who has been on this show before. But if you haven't followed him, that means you don't know what you're doing. You should have been you should have been following him. If you have been following him, you know, he's into doing some serious essays. He's into really introspective conversation, but all in the frame of gaming with that smooth, dulcet voice. Mr. Ty Talks is back with us. What's going on, good sir? How you doing today? Hey, man, I'm good. Thanks for bringing me on the show. The last one, actually, you know, I feel a little bit last honest, one though. of the year, man. We had to we had Thanks to close out with a bang. Fringer, we we bring in the returning champion. Why not? Why? I like to call Ty the Isaac Hayes of video game commentary. Bro, bro, that is a deep cut, and I see where you're coming from with that. Now, appreciate now, now, that. Now, 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 you know who Isaac is, right? I, um, I, no, you know, but, this, I, but as soon as you said him, I was thinking it's someone good, it's someone good. So Isaac Hayes, right, is the, and this is for the olds in the room. Isaac Hayes has a lot of history, but for the youngins in the room, the 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 best way I describe him for for anybody who's of a certain age to remember is he was what's the, what's the dude from South Park? Come on, chef. Know the, chef, the voice of Chef from South Park, and he also That's happens to be the man who wrote uh, uh, the the theme song to Shaft. You've heard Shaft before. I've heard Everybody's Shaft, heard. definitely. Yes, yes he yes, wrote 100%. the theme song to Shaft. But anyway, yes, his voice bro, Who Everborn. is the man? <laughs> no, we're not going to do that That's today. Right. Thanks for that, Everborn. That's right. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, yes, welcome, everybody. Thank you guys so much for being here. I see Gerald Mack is in the spot. I see Live Supremacies here. A bunch of people. Doovy, what's going on, baby? You know, there's so many people in here already. We're, we're going to get started. And, of course... Yeah, this is the last show of the year, so this this time around, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Uh, I, I, we'll be talking games, 100%. We'll be definitely talking games, but I want to hear, when we talk games and when we talk news, I want to hear, you know, we'll recap a little bit of, of everything we've gone through this 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 year, and I want to hear a bit of what you guys are excited for for 20, 2023, something new next year, you know? Uh, the answer also, to all those questions is Activision Blizzard. <laughs> we will also get into the Activision Blizzard block, but that will be towards the end of the show because I know some people are like, "Oh, another one." I want to hear, I want to hear what you think, Everborn, specifically about, you know, 
when we're going to see things, where, like what dates, is it going to be hot and heavy? Is it going to be later? But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. First and foremost, let us start as we always do. But this will be a bit, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more in depth, but some games that we have been playing. Okay. Now uh, uh, we can start, you know, uh, and, and start any way you want, gentlemen. I'll start with you, Ty. Uh, as you see on my screen right now, uh, you're seeing a bit of, uh, of high on life. I will share a few other games I've been playing as we're going on. But, sir, what have you been playing? And and don't just limit it to this week. What has what has been keeping you busy this year? Like, what is the game that if I asked you, you have way more time in than almost anything else you would tell me? Um. So, this year, gaming-wise, hasn't been probably the best, right, for me anyway. Um. I was, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which okay. my issue with that game is just... I think it's just first of all, I think Ubisoft makes great games. I think from uh um I think they're just a few steps away from actually being a top tier developer when it comes to the Assassin's Creed games. The issue I have with Valhalla in particular is just the story is too bloated. So I'm I'm 70 hours in and I'm Bro, I don't know I was when they two and a half two hundred and two hundred hours in, and I don't even think I'm like thirty percent into the story. I, at some point I just I just stepped away because uh, and so, to your point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just about the 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 Ubisoft where mm-hmm. they're kind of taking um, the Assassin's Creed and how big those games are. To me, there's ways to do a big game, and I think we've seen that Elden Ring figured out a way to have like a huge game, but still compact, where you you have this excitement of exploration, yeah. but and you didn't feel like it was too much, even though it was huge, right? And even yeah. When you get to the end of the game and you start watching some of the YouTube commentary, you even getting to the end of the game, you feel like you haven't scratched the surface. And I feel like I feel like when I play the Assassin's Creed game and the latest one I've played is Valhalla. Now I don't have as many hours as you guys. I have like 10 hours. But what I found so, is so in other words, 10 hours. That means you just like saw the opening credits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. But what what, what I really found with uh, with Valhalla and, and some of the more recent uh, Ubisoft games, they're telling an interesting story, but I don't feel engaged by the story. I don't have a, an emotional connection. And I feel like if you want to tell a story, you got to get the players emotionally invested on top of whatever gameplay you add to it. And, you know, and then when I explore, I don't feel a sense of wonder because you know Elden Ring does, and I don't want to compare it to Elden Ring. I'm just saying. Oh, who's comparing it to? No, 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 Elden no. Ring? I'm not. I'm not comparing it to Elden Ring. <laughs> so, I'm just Ty, saying. Ty, so that you know, we have this thing on this show where we tend to compare everything to Elden Ring, and he gets on me every time I do. I'm but but saying. to be honest, I I understand why you kind There's of. I mean, it's an open. There yeah, is. it's an it's an open world game. Um, and I do agree with some of the things. Just first, first of all, Valhalla's story, I think it's uh, it's just I, I don't enjoy. It. I think it's very non-existent. I think um, Origins with Bayek was an amazing story. Like the that was the one. game, the like, best I, one. Oh, yeah, for bro. me, like that's one of the best games ever. Like I actually love that game so much. Mm-hmm. The issue with Valhalla isn't even first of all the story is not as good. That that's that's the first point. My my main issue is. I love the fact that, you know, like in, in this Ubisoft games, you can do many things. You could go play Orlog, you know, you could go like, you know, play racing games. You, like, you know, they give you this open world for you to explore, which is great. So for the people who want to be there for 400 hours, 500 hours, you know, that, that, there's things to do in these Ubisoft games. My issue is when with the main story, I just want it to end. I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. the story. 
And what you've done is you've just padded it with the same mission type structure. It's over like you and over want a game. beginning, middle, and an end, and that end just never comes. It exactly. Just keeps going and going. And so, going. so it begins to feel like a chore, right? Basically, it, it, exactly. It is a chore. Like some of some of, some of the main story missions, I feel like they would have been good as optional side missions. And then I would have been like, "Yo, Ubisoft tells really good side stories," but they've just created a situation where it's like, "Okay." The story's 10 hours long, but we wanted you to play for 20 hours. So we're just going to add extra content. And that's just the issue. But you know what? And, and, and I hear you on that. But since you are a lover of Ubisoft games like me, could it be that maybe you're, you fell into the same trap I did? Now, let, let me explain what I mean by that. I played Origins, by far the best Assassin's Creed game, uh, story-wise, RPG elements. It was, to me, perfection. Loved the way in uh, uh, Egypt was represented. Bayak is the man. Team Bayak from Siwa all day, right? And then after that was done, it was great. I put, what, 110 hours in it. I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable. This is awesome. This is great. And then as soon as I'm done with it, they went, hey, Odyssey. I'm like, oh, well, I guess uh, Odyssey. Another 300 hours into that game, right? So, and of course, as soon as I was done with that, Valhalla showed up. And I'm like, well, I'm continuing the train. And then it let me down because the story was derivative. Uh, once you play them side by side like that, you notice that like things they used to just give you in the old versions, they make you pay for in the new version. And by that, I mean like polymorph, you know, uh, in the older versions of the game, you find your, your armor set that you really dig, you find your, your, your skills that you really like. So even though you can upgrade, 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 get new, new armor and whatnot, you can still make it look exactly how you want it to look, polymorph, right? In the new version, they make you pay for that with, with microtransactions. Whereas in Odyssey and in Origins, it's free. It's just something you can do with internal credit. So you know. this analogy mm -hmm. makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, when I think of kind of these overbloated games, and Ubisoft is not the only offender, right? A lot of people are doing this. It's actually more rare. It's more common that games feel bloated than they, than they don't. Um, but so if you're coming you're a music guy right so coming from the uh the record right vinyl and then going to cassettes right albums would come out and they would be eight to ten tracks and you had to cut out all the fluff because you only had eight to ten tracks that you could put on an album and those those eight to ten tracks were amazing and then the 90s come around and CDs come about. And then now albums could fit 20 tracks and people felt forced to add 20 tracks to filler. an album, right? Yeah, filler albums. And, filler and, tracks, and it yeah. kind of made the albums not as uh, exciting, right? Because you have all this, this filler. And I feel like that's what's happening with a lot of these um, Ubisoft and other games recently. Yeah. Like... You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Just because you can make a game bigger doesn't necessarily mean you, you necessarily should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah, maybe absolutely. it's also this idea of like we're shifting to this um, engagement uh, metric. You know, how long can we keep you in the game? And if we keep you long enough for the game and the game has microtransactions, at some yeah. point you might just want to spend two bucks or three bucks here and there. So yeah. I, I, was, I think I was um, reading up um, on Ubisoft's annual report and, you know, everything is just like, these are how many players are still playing this game. These are how many players are, you know, buying the answer and microtransactions in this game. 
So it's not really a sales thing anymore. It's just a matter of like you, you know, know how you know long what can taught we them stay? that I think you know what taught them that for honor. For oh, Honor yeah. came out and was a dud. And they were like, you know what? No Man's Sky did it. Let's try. And they were successfully able to turn that thing around. To this very day, it's got, it has even more players than it did at launch. It became that successful story. It became that that No Man's Sky, hey, it was crap in the beginning, but now it keeps giving, right? And as Ubisoft does, and we've, we've already just like provided that example, right? They do they do something magical with, with, uh, uh, with Origins. Then they up the ante with odyssey mm-hmm. and then they just go too damn far <laughs> right yeah, you know this is exactly what they're doing now with the games themselves you know funny thing is that even as a side point like a few years ago when people would say ubisoft makes the same type of games i always point to foreigner and siege like mm. to make a game like foreigner which is not a traditional fighting game again that actually Absolutely. takes like skill and then to make siege which is not a traditional shooting game you yep. gotta give them credit for that to be honest they're thinking outside so, the they... box that's for sure absolutely absolutely yeah and it worked really well for them siege and foreigner are really good games absolutely yeah I just wish that they would calibrate, like, sometimes too much of a good thing is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, like, what we just discussed here, right? I would think, even though by itself it's a decent game, I would say Valhalla is an unfortunate derivative of Origins and Odyssey. You should have stopped when you, when you had the chance, right? And then you went a little too far, and now every everything that you liked about Odyssey uh, or Origins has been kind of corrupted, in uh, in uh, in uh, Valhalla, right? So I hope they go back to, eh, we're gonna take another break for a little while and then come back to us. But actually- did they did they ever release that update where it was like the gods, the Norse uh, gods were? were... I, they, I, I heard recently, recently that they dropped their final Valhalla update, the Valhalla DLC, and you know how they do. They like to they like to keep that that game like grinding for at least three, four, five years after its release. So I'm sure they they've released all those extras as well. It's just I, like that, I told you, after three hundred some hours, I just I just rolled off. I, I didn't even didn't even pay attention anymore. Go ahead. Yeah, nah, I mean, I, no, no, I mean, I'm not gonna try it, but it did mm. look interesting. <laughs> and they are, they tend to be interesting. It's just there's so much of it that it drowns each other out. Like it just you know, as Ty I was saying, you know, it gets way too up its own you know what and before smell, long, it its own farts. it can, starts smelling its own farts yes it starts and then nobody cares anymore so okay, way, i do think you know things are changing a bit oh oh wow yes i do see umbra and pixel in the chat welcome gentlemen welcome i, I, I was talking to umbra in the background mr mr, mr. pixel bit g i hope you're doing well oh there's so many people in here cat daddy lurk is in here oh it, it's it's great to have you guys here 46 people in here so just so you guys know uh, a, a quick aside we are so close to our 1k subscriber goal we are under 100 people at this point so uh while this will be our final live show you might see you know your, your boy k might jump in and do a stream here and there i might drop in some content before now and the end of the year i want to hit that 1k so bad and in in doing so i'm also going to sweeten the pot just a little bit uh, before we, we we head forward, let me let me let me actually spill some tea that I, I've been thinking about. So, we are close to a thousand subscribers. When we hit that thousand subscribers, I will be doing a giveaway. What I will be giving away will be actually pretty damn cool, but I'm not going to tell anybody what that is. And I will give that away at any time, right when we hit that 1K. And I will do that on Twitter because most people will will, will see it and and probably tag me on Twitter. So that's where we'll do it. But in the meantime, in the in the in the in between time, in the short time here and there, I, I may drop one thing here and there for people to to enjoy themselves on. 
Now, I have only a few of these, so I will say this before we get back to the great conversation. I'm dropping in the chat right now. This is for new subscribers only. So in other words, if you are an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate guy, you can't use this. But maybe, I just put it in the chat, you can find your favorite PlayStation guy and say, hey man, even if you don't have an Xbox, two months, Xbox Ultimate, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, they can play it on their phone, play it on browsers, wherever they want. Two months free. There you go. Grab it. And whoever gets it, please let me know you got it. I appreciate y'all for being here. I'll be dropping a few more here and there. I have I have about four of them. But they're two months free Ultimate Game Pass. I hope y'all y'all enjoy it and, and are able to give it to somebody. It's a good stocking stuff. I would like to know who's listening to this show that isn't subscribed to Game Pass. That would be a Which good is, metric to understand. You see, and that is the reason why I'm like, give it to your PlayStation friend who doesn't have Game Pass. Because chances are there are you you know more of them than you probably do of people who don't have Game Pass and are Xbox players. That's a rarity, I suspect. Right? So let's get let's get further into it ty any other games that have been keeping you busy uh, uh, as of late uh horizon forbidden west um mm. i spoke to you about this a little bit um mm-hmm. that game is it's terrible <laughs> i didn't really want to use that word because it has some good elements in it but it's just mm-hmm. uh like i played it i think i put like maybe 70 hours or so into it and um, but you know, I think the gameplay is okay, everything's fine, but I think the yeah. story falls apart like in so many Did you many play the ways. first one? I did. did and you finished you know, the first one. I finished the first one, and, and for so me, you came lure... in knowing the characters, the second, and all of that. I did, yeah. Okay. But you see, ahead. my issue is the lore, the lore of the first one was um was Aloy and this, you know, like you know, the, the mystery behind like what's going on, you know, where are these robotic mm-hmm. dinosaurs coming from? And I think they they, they nailed that, you know, and silence and Aloy together. Um, I think the fact that, you know, she's quite naive and, and then you have Silence mm-hmm. who's, you know, quite like serious about these things. Like he's shocked that like, you know, why are you so focused on like, who's your, who are your parents and all this kind of story when like you have all this technology around you? Like this is insane. I think they yeah. played off each other really well. The problem with the second one is like, it doesn't really have that dynamic. And they, they introduce a lot of these characters who are interested or have a, a good foundation in, in their stories and it just doesn't get fully realized. So, I mean, I won't go into spoilers, but, like, you have a couple of um, individuals who they kind of come in and they just leave. And then you have um, you have the villains in, in this game, and they're just terrible, horrible villains. Um, the group as well, terrible. And I just, once the game finished, I was thinking, I can't believe I just wasted 70 hours on that game. Like, you know, it's one of those games, like, at least with Valhalla, I can be, okay, you know what? It's a bit interesting here, and I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. But with Horizon, you hate um, this. You hate this worse than Valhalla. I I despise this game, and I know that wow. the, the hatred doesn't make sense because the <laughs> gameplay is still good. But they, it's, they just, I'm just. No, like, this, this, maybe, is, this is great, baby. It. This is awesome. Talk this is what it. we're here for, baby. Come on, you know, go for it. <laughs> I think I'm so focused on the story, and all mm-hmm. I can see is missed opportunities. Mm. So many missed opportunities. I'm thinking about okay. the first encounter with, with one of the first villains you make and i'm thinking that was great that, that, like you know there's so many options you could do with that story right there and it just dis- disappears and then it comes back and then it's resolved like that so I'm let thinking- me uh, let me ask you a question um mm-hmm. i in in the lead up to forbidden west i i i played uh zero dawn um and i got homework yeah, I tried to do my homework. I couldn't finish it because, again, it's that thing where it felt like a chore. 
Um, I got the sense in the first one that it it rubbed me the wrong way, that it felt like they were borrowing from African culture, but mostly white people were there. And it, it said to me, well, what is the place for black people of the future, <laughs> right? Um, and and the and fact this that they right were- here, Quick pause. This right here is the reason why he is my co-host. Keep speaking on it, good sir. Come on now. So, I, like, oh. it 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 turned me off, and I'm wondering what 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 does that mean? Now, I know there was a lot to do about uh, the character models in part two. I don't know if they've addressed that, but one, did you did you get the same sense in the first one? And do you feel like that was at least addressed or alleviated in the second one, which I haven't played yet? To be honest, I, I didn't feel that. I didn't get that vibe in the first game. Right. I just kind of took it for what it was. I wasn't looking at it in that and that uh, from that analysis analysis point of view, right? In the second game, what I will say is that um, and, and here's about Forbidden West in general. I feel like it's a game where there's no distinction between black, white, big, small, slim. Like everybody's just kind of there, and everyone just kind of speaks. Um. So, I mean, that, that, that's that's more or less the vibe I got from um, from Forbidden West. You know, like you have these tribes, right? And they look, um, you know, distinct from other tribes. But in that tribe, it's there's white, black people there. There's big people. There's thin people. So it almost feels like they, they've made a game where, like, uh, you know, no colors, no diversity kind of game. And when I say no so, diversity, I mean, like, no cultural perspective. Just everyone's the exact same. If, from, from, I, I, from I hear West. you. I hear you, Ty. And I think both of you are right. I have a feeling, and 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 just so we know, we all know where we're each coming to this, right? Everborn hasn't played it. Ty finished the first one, hates the second one. I finished the first one. I have 350 hours into the second one. Okay? Now, and I missions, love right? that you hate it. Huh? Like, I mean, the side missions, right? I mean, because... Well, it's not, it's not the side missions. My, my daughter loves the huge turtles. So mm -hmm. yeah. it, was, it was her mission for us, and, and she sits on my knee... You know, we go into the world, we explore, we get as much stuff as we can, we we swallow up our, our, our experience points, and then we go take on big monsters. That's literally all mm -hmm. we did in this game. The story, like you're saying, that's why I have no issue with what you're saying, because the story is okay. I, I like the first one, so I remember the second one, but I didn't like the, the, the changes to the characters that they made. She's a little annoying, the second one. She's a little too confident, a little too bold and... There's, there's some parts she's of the story very that... irritating like i, I hated um the initial you know, action like yeah, the way she talks yeah. to people um yeah. Yeah. exactly well, there were some minute. changes wait a, wait a minute let me ask you a question about that again mm -hmm. i've only played the first one and i'm a yeah, good yeah. into the first one mm -hmm. in the first one they kind of treated her like crap so the idea that she's how is she well, talking so, to people so yeah i, so I would imagine she wouldn't have any love for them because in they the first one, she had her whole life. Yeah, in the first one, she was a complete outcast, right? And she was she was basically made to feel small because, right? And of course, throughout the the first the first story, she eventually learns that they're a bunch of morons who don't know what's going on, and technology is technology, and it has nothing to do with with worshiping things, right? So she becomes the one-eyed man in in this world, and you know. So in the second one, it's almost like she's built up a lot of a lot of resentment toward the I, land as, as she should as she should but that makes for really annoying dialogue and it makes for really annoying interactions with people because she always just wants to tell you to go f yourself <laughs> like but she's i always feel like i would do the same right sure. like, I'll, I'll, it makes I'll, sense I'll, I'll, but 
but from a gaming perspective, it gets a little bit grating after a while. I'll interject real quick and says, I think yeah. so for me, the, the first one, um, I understand why she hates everyone, right? But but the issue is there are certain people in the first one that she gets close enough to. So she's cool with them. Yeah. Now, when she meets them in the second one, she's kind of pushy towards them. Like she kind of like, you know, resent that she kind of like takes shots at some of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't like. So for example, it's like, all of a know, sudden, it's it's almost like she all of a sudden went to the gym and got slow, and now she wants to be big and bad when in the first yeah. one she was kind of like you know, I saw her yeah. like when she made one of the comments, I was like, Ain't that your homie from the first game though? Like, weren't you cool with him? Like, why are you taking a shot at him? Like, I understand if you want to take a shot at other people, yeah. but not yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So it's so that, yeah. that kind of rubbed me off the wrong way. And I think the, the issue here is she has a kind of superiority complex where she feels like she's the one, like, you know, I'm the, mm. I'm the only one who can save the world. And I get the story. They're trying to make it seem like, you know, she has this burden on her shoulder. She's the only one who can do it. And yeah. then as time goes on, she realized the power of friendship can help and all this kind of stuff. I think the problem is execution. It wasn't executed mm. well. Okay. Uh, so I get the story. It just wasn't executed well. You're saying the, the issue is when you have a, the main thing about a protagonist whatever they do even if they're an anti-hero uh even if they're a villain like walter white um or tony soprano they have to be likable and you're saying she's not likable it sounds she like gets better she gets better but overall she's not yeah, like over you know, time I, she gets better i agree with yeah that. she gets better overall but i, I just kind of felt like there was no need to kind of um force it down there was no need to kind of make her think like this they, they could have they could have done it in a better way and i think that's just the issue with um horizon the characters are not likable you have some side characters. I don't who are disagree with you. I don't yeah, some side characters. Even though I'm so many hours in, I don't disagree with you at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, you're you're right. You're right on that. But I again, 300 hours in, and me and my daughter love that thing because you pick, you know, you, you find the biggest, scariest monster and go, I'm gonna take them down. The snake, yeah. the, the the turtle, you know, all those things. And you go in there and you can really do something. It's the moment-to-moment gameplay is very fun. And it's enjoyable, and the graphics mm-hmm. are like absolutely next level, beautiful looking, right? But oh, so I, I was I played on base PlayStation Four, and I was I was oh, actually yes. shocked. See, I was even shocked there, how good it was, right? Yes. Yeah, I was blown away. On PS Five, it is mag freaking nificent. It's just mm-hmm. insane. But I will not discount any uh, like criticism you have of it because I can see how that 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 can get grading, right? Uh, I'll, I'll I say one point probably, really. Yeah, please. Go ahead. I'll say one point like, you know, um, not to like go into spoiler territory, but like there, mm-hmm. there's a particular character she meets, um, um a character called um Beta. And the thing about uh, this, I like the story around this situation. I think it's very interesting. And I think it asks you mm-hmm. very important questions. And yeah. I think it's also resolved. It takes a left, the... a very interesting left. Yes. Exactly. And I think the issue is there isn't enough of those questions. There isn't enough of this kind of stories. And Every they other story is just too quickly. Flat. They yeah. button it up too. When you brought that out, I was like, "Yo, this might go somewhere." And then they went away. Exactly. You know? I love the yeah, conversations that, that that they had about this topic, and mm-hmm. you know, I was I was genuinely like, "Okay, yo, I'm kind of on beta side. I kind of get where she's coming from. I get what you know, Ella is coming from." But then at some point, I'm like, "Okay, why why aren't the other stories as interesting as this?" Yeah, and that was so. So problem. for those who haven't watched it, uh, who haven't played it, and there'll be no spoilers, but it's literally kind of like. Uh, how Star Wars kind of alienated people where first it was like, she's the only one that can handle it. And then you find out that she's just like, she's not what she thought she was. And she's just a derivative, a, a pawn in this game, as it were. Very interesting juxtaposition. And then they just go, okay, yeah, move on. Isn't that like the <laughs> Matrix though? Kind of, kind of. It, it's it, it, it's on that level of, hey, you're so important. In this world, you're the only one that matters. Oh, but but are you? 
You're actually just another pawn in this game that, that, that you didn't know all this time. It was a very interesting off-ramp that they just kind of left the thread hanging and just kept moving. But I do hear you. No more slander for, for Forbidden West because I think it was slandered enough at the Game Awards. It didn't win anything. <laughs> Any other thing you want to you want to bring up before we, before we move on, uh, Ty? And any other games at all? Um, this year just that been you casual, to be honest, I've been playing a lot of FIFA. Um, nice. FIFA and just playing online, random people. I will be playing. What Smash do you Bro. think of what will happen to FIFA once once uh, EA loses its its uh, contract? How do you I think um, they need to go on a heavy advertising campaign to kind of let people know that we are the guys who made FIFA and this is going to be you gonna Are you going to move to like uh, to Konami's, uh, I forget the name of Konami's version. No, 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 no. EA um, is going to make um, um, EAFA, which is basically, it's just going to be FIFA, basically. FIFA just without without, without the official license. Yeah, yeah. and I think they, okay. they need to push, let, let people know the casual audience. And they're like, yeah, listen, we, we made FIFA, we're just switching names. And whoever who picks up the FIFA okay. license, um, they got a lot of big shoes to fill. I think like initially what, what will happen is people will get confused and they'll probably buy fifa thinking it's the original ea makers and then they'll notice it's different different graphics different kind of system and they probably won't like that or maybe they will like it i'm not too sure so are you saying up. and and i haven't been following this too clearly but are you saying that that fifa will then give that license to a different developer yeah that, i mean that's what they have ah, to do if ea is not going to okay. take it on then they might maybe yeah, yeah i mean presumably it might be 2K. yeah have they announced I, that, that that they'll do that or it's just something that we we know they will because they're, they're they're losing money if they don't right? oh yeah so, they will they will do it um yeah. in terms of who will develop it i'm sure they're, they're looking around you know you never know they might actually make a deal with ea it might just be a bluff right and they might yeah, actually work yeah, on okay. something out but but you know sure. i think for ea it makes perfect sense for them to go separate ways it's just too much money that fifa is demanding at this point um, so I mean, if, if 2K I, picks it up, that could be something. I, I would, I'd like a world where EA, you know, couldn't rest on the FIFA money, so they're forced to find new ways to innovate and and maybe get back to making some single player games or 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 something else. So you're, you're talking like parallels to to the ABK deal. Maybe if COD ain't available, I maybe say, I didn't say one word about. The I ABK know you didn't, deal, but you basically spelled it out without Ricky, saying a damn. Not even on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm just saying, uh, maybe it's a good thing if if EA yes, uh, loses that. Absolutely, I agree. I do agree. I do agree. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that there's a there's a good point there, but man, Ultimate Team. Do you know how much money that game makes? Like, you know, FIFA isn't like, you know, playing online. Like, the FIFA game itself is not even what makes the money. It's that ultimate microtransactions game. I remember, like, this was years ago now. I was talking to my cousin. And I said, do you want to play FIFA? And he's talking about ultimate team. And I was thinking, what the hell is an ultimate team? And then I, I started, started to realize, like, that's what everyone's playing. That's what the young kids are playing now. Everyone's playing that. Yep, and, yep. and I asked him about, like, you know, okay, what's it about? And he told me, like, okay, you can, you can, you can buy stuff or whatever. And as soon as he said that, like, I asked him, how much did you spend? And he just wouldn't let me know. And I, at that point, I knew that, like, yeah, it was hundreds. So <laughs> then you know it's it's over. It's a wrap. It's, yeah, it's ultimate team isn't going away. Like EA is definitely going to um, um, dip into EA FIFA, whatever they yeah, want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's going on? I see Mr. Joanna Dark is in here as well. Good, good morning, sir. And Mr. John Wolf, he says, <laughs> John Wolf says, where's the FTC when EA signed that NFL exclusive contract? NFL 2K5 was the GOAT, and it was only $20. Actually, that is a point to be made, right? They undercut their competitor at the time, right? There was a $20 offering, and they basically made them stop it in order to, to, to steal the contract, and, and, and uh, EA took, took it over. 
it, I wouldn't say that, that that reached a certain threshold, but that complaint is absolutely valid. And they let that thing slide. So, you know, but I, I think, it, you know, this was a, a different time. At that point, nobody was paying attention. So people get, get away with things that they might not be able to get away with now. Splendiferous, what's going on, brother? I see you in the chat. Uh, oh, I also saw Mr. Lucius Augustus. Thank you for being here. When I dropped my two-month uh, uh, um, Game Pass uh, Ultimate Code, he also dropped a two-month Game Pass Ultimate Code for new users. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And of course, we have Doovy being sl slanderous in here, saying that I inadvertently called this an Xbox podcast. Okay, sir. Sure. It is an Xbox podcast, but I also like PlayStation. And we're also going to talk a little VR and hell, some tech as well. So yes, all are welcome here. But yes, please hit the like button if you haven't done so already. We are we are slow marching to our thousand subscribers. We are under a thousand subscribers, people. I think we're in like eight hundred some 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 odd territory or whatever. We can do it before the end before, of this. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Before we get to the subscribers, how many yes, how sir. many people are watching right now? Right now we have sixty five individuals. How, watching. how many likes do we have? Oh, I, I honestly don't know. I don't pay attention to. to, right, to I need I need you to that. check this. How many likes do we have? <laughs> how many likes do we have? I think right, it's so six. We have, we have six likes. Are you okay. serious? Okay, that's there, terrible, there, man. There's some people in here that are not doing their jobs. Can Sorry, no, it's sixty-six. Sixty-six. My bad. Oh, sixty-six. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Sorry, okay. no, it's forty. Someone's someone on my phone. It's forty-one. Forty-one. Okay, forty. Okay. So there's twenty-seven people in here that haven't done their job. They haven't done their oh, job. Y'all need to get on the ball, man. Y'all need to get on the ball. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Mr. Everborn Saga, how about you? What games have been keeping you busy this year? I know Elden Ring took your life for the beginning of the uh, year. Yeah, you man. Were Elden, I mean, you were Elden Lord for a while. What, what, yeah. what, what, what's going down? I mean, um, Elden Ring is still my game of the year, but like, um, like honorary mention, just second favorite game of the year sonic frontiers i you know i'm a sonic stan right i don't deny that i'm a sonic apologist however i don't have a problem saying when a sonic game is not good right i've said so many times this game really uh surprised me and i and and it really set a new foundation for what for what a sonic game can be in terms of expectations right like the the this it's it's like you you get your boost levels right which is the sonic adventure style levels but then you also get this new open world um play style that is all about sort of traversal and finding the next rail to grind that really reminds me of jet set radio uh but in an open good call. space good call and, out. Yeah. and 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 then you add like I'm not gonna say it's as complex as Devil May Cry because you know it's a Sonic game, but the point is you add the combat there and you add that skills tree and putting all that together, and then you have these really inventive boss battles, and and that's super important because so many games today, even the top top tier games, will reuse boss battles over and over, and I feel like the boss battles here are so different from each other um and each of them you have to beat them in a different way and there's a new gimmick to beat them and that's before you get to the the mega boss levels which are the supersonic uh levels because this is how it works right you, there's you 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 have five islands and each island except for one of them um the whole goal is to find the seven chaos emeralds 
to uh, so that you can transform the supersonic and and then beat the the Titan on that level. Right. That's that's your loop. Right. So you have to do the cyberspace levels, which is a traditional, uh, you know, sonic boost style levels, sonic generation style, because some of them are side scrolling. Some of them are, you know, uh, running forward. So uh, you have to do those in order to unlock enough keys so that you can um, unlock the different towers that have the chaos enemies. And so that's your loop. And it, it just works. You never find yourself bored. Like you, it, you, I don't know, man, just it's coming from Sonic jumping on people's heads and, and doing homing attacks. This is just such a different thing. And like, I applaud any game developer who's going to sort of think outside of the box in terms of a franchise that is coming back and completely change the play style. And I think, I think so, they pulled it off here. Uh, two, two things about Sonic real quick. Oh, Thing number one. And that's before I get to the music. Which well, it we'll, we'll get there. There's still a lot to talk about Sonic. But yeah. thing number one, for those who don't know, quick PSA, if you want to try Sonic Frontiers and don't want to buy it, it is now available in demo form in the Japanese eShop if you have a Switch. So switch your, you switch your region to Japanese and you get a free demo of Sonic Frontiers. So I didn't know that. If you haven't, yeah, hey, pro tip, right? I, I thought thing you were going to talk about something else. Thing number two, which is what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Since, and, and, and Ty, I will let you weigh in on this first because Everborn Saga is in pocket. <laughs> He's corrupted, I, I will say. I will let you weigh, on the, weigh in on this first. Since four days ago, four days ago, we got a report from Gamatsu that Sonic Frontier sales topped 2.5 million four days ago. Which is right? fantastic for a Sonic Which game. is fantastic, which is the best-selling Sonic game ever. We're not denying that. And let the record show, there's a lot of Sonic and Frontiers being played in my household as well. I will agree that it's one of the best Sonic games ever made. No doubt. No doubt. I think they've done a great job here. You know, there's some still some Imagine if the performance was there. Like I've actually fixed the performance on my PC. You can go into DLLs and and set the set the the pop in to be much further along, and then you can just then you don't have to worry about it anymore. So, on that note, on that front, we're 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 in alignment. I mean, that's still. But here's where I'm going. He's like that. Here's here's where I'm going though. Uh, yes. Two days ago, Sonic was announced to have sold 2.5 million copies. Two days ago, right? Three weeks ago. Ragnarok was announced to have sold 5.1. What they didn't tell you is that Ragnarok so, was included so, in the I'm going that. to now, I'm we going to mute this man now. Okay. So, Ty, can I have this man's knees now? Because our deadline is December 25th and it's December 17th. Wait a minute. Right is, is it December 25th? Yet? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not talking to you, good sir. Okay. I'm right. talking to our esteemed guest. We have, we have a bet that by December 25th, by my birthday, Ragnarok will still will have outsold Sonic. Now, ultimately, will Sonic win? I'm pretty confident Sonic will win. But my threshold was my birthday, which is less than like 10 days away now. It will not outsell Ragnarok. Three weeks ago, whatever context it is, yeah, they, they bundled it into the console. True. Yeah, Sonic like dropped the price immediately because they saw it wasn't selling. Also true. All that context aside, 
sales right now. And and, and one thing that Everborn Saga and and shout out to shout out to uh, 108 Dragons. He was on on the show. He also made mention. There is never going to be a way for us to definitively like get the numbers side by side. That's just never going to happen, right? So we're just going to have to deal with what we have. And what we have is that two days ago, Gamatsu announced 2.1 million copy, 2.5 million in sales. Wonderful number, right? But three weeks ago, Engadget reported 5.1 million copies sold of Ragnarok. Now, with those numbers in mind, and our threshold being to the 25th, has Everborn Saga lost this bet? Yeah, for sure. Uh, 100%. Sure. Thank you, sir. I, to be To be honest, um, I never felt Sonic was going to do the numbers over God of, God of War because, I mean, God of War is coming off the back of 20 I'm million sales. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. I do think in the long run, Sonic is going to pick up steam. For example, I know I'm going to buy Sonic maybe in a couple of years or something like that. So, like, you know, so my sale will be added to that list. But um, as good as Sonic is, you know, you can't you can't sell a game that has sold 20 million copies plus and then look at Sonic and say he's going to overtake it. I don't think it works like that. Well, like, so you know, go ahead. Here's just one one little caveat. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about a number and that number is one point five billion. Right. That's the total sales of Sonic of Sonic. Uh, that well, not sales. It includes downloads, which he downloads has a lot yeah, of mobile yeah, games yeah. mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they sell you some of the old school stuff, and then they have endless runners and things like that. See, now, so now, Ty, is, Ty, he will now try and tell you that Sonic has the history and the capability to overshadow Ragnarok, and he's right. But it didn't. It's still the point. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, everybody. I, I, I want to hear this argument. I want to see so, what so you're here's the mind. thing: traditional boxed console sales. Oh, Sonic yeah. has sold over 150 million copies in its uh, 30-year uh, lifespan. We're not talking about 30 years. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, fantastic. I'm just saying. So we can ignore the 1.5 billion, right? Because I hear a lot of people say, well, look at all the sales that Ragnarok has done in its almost, what, 15 years on the market. It's done 50. Ragnarok? No, you no, mean, no. You mean God, God of War. War. God of War. Okay, They're just okay, talking okay. about it as an IP. So okay. as an IP, God of War has sold, uh, this is before Ragnarok came out, it sold 50 million units across the entire franchise, right? Of 15 years, right? Sonic has sold 150 million units through 30 years. But, but you so see, he's still not, talking about history, no, no, but he's no, not contending with what John Wolf is saying right now. Argument. Boom and Everborn got that Jim Ryan bend the knee special. I'm saying. No, 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 I'm no, no. Sorry. You're, not, you're not hearing me. I'm saying uh-huh. when we use the historical context of God of War, I don't think Sonic. that that is an indicator that uh-huh. Ragnarok will outsell it. Because if we're okay. using the historical data, Sonic has sold more. Sure, right? No doubt. I no think doubt. the issue there is um with, with Sonic is that like I, I so these Sonic games come comes out yeah, but the problem is they're not seen as quality games, right? So I think it kind of hurts Sonic's prestige a little bit. So when the next one comes out, maybe it doesn't do as well. Whereas Ragnarok is is coming off the back of a very good game. Um, so think think about Mario for example, right? Like the next Mario game comes out, I'm just probably just gonna buy because I under, I understand Nintendo gives me that quality kind of game anyway, regardless of the reviews, right? Now if Mario shows a consistent six out of ten, seven out of ten. Maybe I buy the first two, but then the third one I'm I'm holding back a little bit. So I think um I get what you're trying to say overall, 
but i think the fact that like it's just god of all people will buy like I, I have a couple of friends and they're casuals they don't really care about this um all the all the, the game news or all that kind of stuff but one thing is they don't need to look at reviews to buy god of all ragnarok they're just gonna pick it up because John they, they got to it the chat, old one man. right he's, he's getting grimy in that chat I whereas with <laughs> sonic i feel like they might need to look at reviews. They might need to think about it a little bit more. Okay, yes. it's supposed to be a good game, you know, like, you know, because yeah. I, I bought the last two and it, it was kind of crappy. So I think that's really the issue there with Sonic. Um, so, and that was my uh, issue coming well, into this bet because like Everborn is saying, he's right. If you look at historical evidence, they have more than enough to justify, oh, Sonic will rough, run roughshod on almost any franchise because they have that history, short of maybe Mario, right? Because Sonic and Mario have been going neck and neck. But to your point, well, sir, well, if we're because they had so many skills, Mario's not sure, even, sure. In not general, I'm not talking about specific. I'm not specifically talking about box yeah. sales versus digital sales. I'm just talking about in general, right? It's true that Sonic has the wind at his back, but the problem, which which led me to be on this side of the argument, was they have had a lot of outings that people have criticized versus Ragnarok, God of War, which has not had many outings that people criticize even the old school version of them there's a contingent of people who love that og you know misogynistic raping killing pillaging kratos right and then there's a new school of folks who love the dad simulator boy kratos there has not been oh i hate this versus you know what i'm saying some people like one versus the other but by and large it sells so because of your your analysis there ty that's exactly why i thought the same thing people will buy Ragnarok sight unseen because it's because it's God of War but because Sonic has so many pluses and failures in the mix they're going to want more information before they they jump in although where Everborn Saga had a point was hey we're talking kids we're talking you know Ragnarok is for adults and adults only right uh uh uh, uh Sonic is for everyone little people big people my kids play it all the time they don't watch reviews and whatnot they just want Sonic right but that's why I think ultimately, when it's all said and done, when it's when when people stop buying uh, uh, um, frontiers, eventually, it will outsell the others because it just will. Like people will still want Sonic next year and the year after. You know what I'm saying? Whereas as soon as you're done playing Ragnarok, you want the next story. You're not playing Ragnarok anymore. Sonic will just keep living. I I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I, but for December twenty fifth, though, it was December thirty first, but that's fine. No, we um, said December twenty fifth, my birthday. In, in any event, are mine, good sir. In any event, <laughs> it is not the twenty fifth yet, even though we said the thirty first. But oh, come on now! It's not are the twenty fifth yet. So you don't know what me... could happen on New Year's Eve. I think we should move on. The point is, you're not Listen getting the news. Listen to this you're guy. Not getting See, the he doesn't to... want to admit. He doesn't want to admit defeat, so we need to move on. <laughs> but you know what I'll say? Yeah, I think um, overall it's it's actually just a huge win for Sonic because I think we expect oh Ragnarok to do good. We expect it to be amazing, right? Sonic had doubters, and I think um, this game has... For me personally, I've, I've seen the gameplay, and I'm more excited for the sequel because, like, obviously they have a great foundation now. Like, like how yeah. do you build off that, right? Exactly. So exactly. when a new Sonic yeah. game comes out in three years, I'm expecting, like, big things. Whereas right. if to God take, of War... To take what they have now and keep it moving, right? To yeah, move whereas if, yeah. if a new God of War game comes out, like, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. like, know, what, know what to expect. So I think it's so, a huge win for the Sonic guys. <laughs> so before we move on from Sonic, right, we have we have a special guest in the house that will... that. He is Sonic apologist number two next to Everborn Saga, but he also tends to be like the CMA and deals with things on its merit rather than than ideologue. So we'll see where he falls on here. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the slanderous one in the chat, Mr. John Wolf. What's going on? Oh, what's going on, on people? Go, what's going on, Everborn? Hey, hey I, how you doing, boom, bro? You guys got the Jim Ryan special, man. He bundled it in. He knew that this deal was going on, and he said, hey, listen, only 20% of PS5 owners are going to buy this game, right? So I got to figure out a way to bundle this thing and get some consoles out there. You got the Jim Ryan special. You and Boom, Everborn. Mm, I see. I see. I see. <laughs> so, so even but... Sonic Apologist number two stands with your boy. It is you guys should have done lifetime sales. You know, I know that was going to take a little bit too long. We said the 31st and now we're cutting it back. No, we didn't. We said my birthday. I have receipts. I have receipts. I, I, need I have receipts. digital online I receipts. Need, which I, can I need receipts, receipts. But that's besides the point. Let me talk about the rest of the games I've been playing. Go ahead. Today. Go ahead, please. Um, one, <laughs> See, he wants to move on real one, quick because otherwise he needs to get on cam and get on his knees. But that's neither here nor there, sir. Move you, forward. You brought the date back to the 25th. And oh. now you don't even want to go to the 25th. That's all I'm saying. I think right, you already so, lost, so just keep it moving, but okay. Okay. So anyway, um, here's the thing. Um, another game, which I happen to be playing right now, I'm on chapter 11, mm -hmm. uh, which is a standout this year, is Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, yes. Speak on it. I know you've been loving that. Go ahead. Yeah. This game, again, it is not... You can still tell it was made by a smaller team, but it is just better in every way than the first one. Just every way possible. The story is more concise. The acting is super high tier. Uh, so ever, ever, and, I don't mean to cut you, but Victor Allistein, shout out to you, good sir. He, he posts a question, a very interesting question in the chat, which I think you should think about. What if, what if Sonic is announced for Game Pass now? I mean, is that going to be far different from Ragnarok being included in, with, with PlayStations? Well, it's not in PlayStation Plus. No, no, no. It's but it's included with the PlayStation, right? So you're actually well, buying a PlayStation but getting Ragnarok, and we're somehow counting that as a sale. All right, continue. I'm just Play saying. Tale. Go ahead, go ahead. Play <laughs> he's um, just not going to give this up, even though we all I see don't know why he thought I was right going to give this up. But anyway, uh, so the thing is... Uh, Plague Tale, uh -huh. can, I would like someone who has played both Plague Tale Requiem and God of War Ragnarok to objectively mm -hmm. tell me where the acting performance was better. But how far have you gotten into Plague Tale? Because Plague, Plague Tale, Tale, some things happen and characters change. Sure, sure. Plague Tale, all... I'm a few hours in and, and Ragnarok as well. I'm, I'm a, I think I'm about two, three hours on both of them. And I will I, tell you, it's neck and neck for me right now. Okay, I, I which I, is which is like top tier, you know, absolute credit to Plague Tale because, as you know, Ragnarok is like masterclass stuff. Everyone gave it a ten out of ten, and here's Plague Tale, you know, a second a second outing for with uh, with flights and money shooting its shot really high. So I think that's a that's a, a big win for Plague Tale. Yeah, but the production value is one thing. I'm specifically talking I'm about talking the acting, acting performance. Acting, yes, yeah. acting performance. Because the first in the first uh, Plague Tale, even though the acting was top tier there, I still think that it's the bad. animation was a little stilted. So it didn't really make it like it didn't connect as well as I think it should have. So the acting was there, the the the, the dialogue was there, but the character models moved a little stiff. And now I feel like they're a little looser, so it makes the animation and it makes the emotional scenes hit better, I think. But that's just me. Yeah. I don't, I don't so, know how you feel So, so if, if you've played the first one, because I'm like right at the ending of, mm. of um, 
of uh, Requiem. Um, if you've played the first one, you know, like that world is their children that are, you know, that have been sheltered because they kind of were royalty. And then they had to live on the road and see the harsh realities of the world in the middle of a plague. That's basically the premise of the, of the first one. Now, um, in Requiem, it's these kids, specifically Amicia, who um, has been hardened by the world, and we're not sure. We're not sure um, if she's taken the wrong lessons. Right? There almost appears to be like this bloodlust because she's tired of it. Right? Like the world has darkened her. Um, and seeing that and then the decisions that have to be made and then her like, you know, being forced to be to become an adult, and which puts her at odds with the adults in her life is it's it's really like high level storytelling that you do not see a lot of in games. Um, and I'm I'm like every time I'm playing it, um, I'm just like. I'm excited for what's happening now. Again, the game is a little bit of a walking simulator. Like if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be completely walk, honest, walk, walk, stealth, walk, 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 hit yes, a person with a rock. But, walk, but they, walk, walk, they've stealth. given you a lot more tools uh, yeah. so that you feel more agency. Because that, that was my biggest complaint about the first one is that there were so many canned animations. I didn't feel like I could get away from people, and this is still a little bit like that. And I kind of wish she would just like pick up a sword. And in the end, she kind of does, but you can tell that she's never practiced with a sword. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but the point is, um, I, I, I just it's it's one of the better stories that I have experienced this year, and that goes for film, television, uh, and gaming. And I like, praise, if you man. haven't, if you have not checked it out, um, please. Like, do yourself a favor. I, I would even like. You kind of need to play the first one, <laughs> but yeah. but like, you can, almost... you can get a summation of the first one. But it would help if you played the first one, and it it actually also shows you how far they've come if you play the first yeah. one because that bar is great, and then they exceeded in every way possible in the second one. Yeah. So what you're so... saying, Everborn, is that basically that game being on the game of the year panel uh you know for for game of the year was was warranted what were like a game like stray you kind of scratch your head and you're like okay by the way did you pay stray john uh, i did you did okay okay yes. i liked stray game of the year worthy i don't know but i did like yeah stray. what would you like replace stray with a lot of people said cult of the land yes 100% 100,000% Cult of the Lamb should have been there. Uh, I would have replaced Stray with Cult of the Lamb, 100%. And that could have won, right? But I'm only saying that because Mm -hmm. I've played Cult of the Lamb on the Steam Deck, Mm -hmm. and I haven't played it. (laughs) Um, I haven't played Stray. So you can't really And as as the man Pixelbit G also points out, which I was also just about to point out, the greatest game that many have played in many years, freaking Vampire Survivors. That should have also been in in that conversation. 100%. Hundred percent. So I'm not um, saying it should have won, but it should be in the conversation because it's you a think there's gaming like a, award. Do you think there's a difference between, um, like for example, like we 
when it comes to game of the year awards, like the games that should be there are games that can actually win because I don't think Vampire Survivors would ever win. I mean, yeah, in, but in, do you in, think in an Stray ideal world, a chance in hell. Do you but think? See, that's the thing. I guess the question is: Do you think Stray has a better chance of winning than Vampire Survivors? Oh hell yeah! I thought, I thought they yeah. were going to give it to Stray because they didn't want to choose over Elden Ring and God of War. So I thought yeah, that that was a possibility. Oh, that would have been so insane. As, as <laughs> that would never have passed. As Pixelbit says, this is the Game Awards video games not production awards right like yeah. I, I i hear you that there's no world in this scenario where vampire survivors would have won but that's because their their metric of awarding those things are not correct they're not they, they call it the game awards but they focus on everything film and the gaming aspect of it is secondary right if you're a game awards and you're focused on gaming and the moment to moment gaming then Vampire Survivor deserves to be in that conversation. And so does Cult of the Lamb, because their gaming is next level interesting. That's what you're there for, the Game Awards, not the Oscar-movie-like so -like awards. What made Stray, and I'm saying this, I haven't played it, so this I'm this is actually a I played it, question. I think it's great. What makes it stand out this year? What makes it special? It makes it special because, what makes it special is the atmosphere. It's very atmospheric. Right, it's very mysterious, very atmospheric. The quality of the graphics is top tier. It's almost, almost cyberpunky. Right, you have little robots. Like it, it's, it's juxtaposed with old school world. Right, normal streets, but instead of humans, you have little robots there, and they all have different. Th it is a very great world building. Unfortunately, what they did with it ultimately fell flat for me. It was kind of like the the world building started at an eight for me. And then the gameplay and all that ended up 7.5, right? It could have gone further. Maybe they should have picked a different protagonist instead of a, a cat. <laughs> I don't know. You could have done a lot in that world. Yeah, team it's dog very... all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's similar It's similar to like a game like High on Life that KS mm. is playing right now. The mm -hmm. world, the, you know, just the, the game, the gameplay elements. It's just a fun game. And it's just for from a gaming aspect. It's just, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? And And it's not a bad game, but for it to be nominated i was kind of scratching my head and i was like i think that these guys are going to try to pull something here where they're going to give it to stray or to another game because they don't want to choose between mm. god of war and elden ring but i'm mm -hmm. glad i was wrong on that so what i will say though because you you mentioned that the 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 uh the, the gameplay i'm playing right now i think had this game come out earlier it may had this game come out earlier and it wasn't just on xbox it may have gotten like that game of the year conversation as well uh, and, well, hold and on. that's not to say and it's not to say <laughs> let me Wait be clear let me be let me be clear you haven't played this game so let me let me so i have sir oh you I have okay, like okay. Two hours last night. have you awesome good it's uh, not to say let me be clear it's not to hold say up. it's not to say that the game rises to that level every year but this year where stray was involved this could have gotten involved as well because stray is not as good as this even without this. the comedy even without the comedy, this is a competent shooter. Very competent. It gives Ratchet and Clank graphics a run for its money. See, it's quite good. See, this is where this is where we're uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Go off the rails here. Uh, no, please. Here's the thing, this is going to be right? off the rails. The show. I, please, go for it. I right? think that, and again, I don't even have the knife yet, so I haven't been sure. playing it that long. Okay, right. It's a great game. Like I, it's really, really good. No, no, no. Well, the world and uh -huh. the writing and the premise—that's all great. What As a like shooter, the shooting it's, mechanics, the shooting is are not excellent. Good. Hey, no, Call of Duty, what watch you're out! Talking about. 
Watch out, Call of Duty. No, I don't know kidding. what you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. I, like playing games like this, I always come in here expecting lackluster, lackluster gameplay, which is but you're there you for the comedy. That's what you. Got. No, I I disagree. I completely disagree. And I and I've heard many reviews who agree with me. And what makes this reviews for this game polarizing is you have to like that 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 brand of comedy. If you don't, you're gonna hate this game. Right. No, no, no. They, I love, I love the brand no, of comedy. No, no, I, I'm just, I'm saying playing. what I'm saying is that is the backdrop for the reviews, right? It's not the, the mechanics well, of the game. Yeah. It's not the graphics of the game. Every time I've read, and I've read a bunch of the reviews here, because I, I wondered why uh, it's, it's so polarizing. Every time I've read a bad review, like this is a terrible game. It's specifically about the comedy and the writing. Yeah. Nobody has pointed out like, oh, it's not really a, that good a game. If this wasn't a comedy, in my opinion, it's still a very comp now. It's like a competent, like OG Xbox One shooter. Not not like OG OG. I'm talking like it's not like it's not Call of Duty, right? But if this was a game that you play, like that was had a serious premise, right? Graphics is not so, so goofy or whatever. It's still the moment to moment shooting. The AI is freaking aggressive. They will not give you any quarter. It's in the same the vein shooting is as really a, good. What, yeah, it's in the same ahead. vein as Strang you remember Stranger's Wrath back in yes. the uh, it's yes. in the same vein. Munch's Odyssey, you know? Stranger's Wrath. Yep. Perfect, perfect analogy. What? Yes. So so what what I'm what I what I'm saying first of all, with the review, the reviews make no sense for this, and we shouldn't give the reviews any weight. Because I wait a minute, the reviews are Hold specifically about the about the comedy. Because, Hold on. There's literally 12 reviews, right? There, you don't have a large enough sample size to say that those reviews matter in any sort of decision-making well, way, I, I which is I wasn't strange talking to about, me. No, no, I, I understand about the the number, just the, no, no, the content. Of but the I, but I think yeah. I think that's the point right now, right? Mm -hmm. There are only twelve reviews, right? Mm -hmm. So, if first of all, why did only twelve people review this game, right? It's not like they couldn't get it on Game Pass. Yeah, that, and I think that speaks <laughs> to, you know, uh what what the 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 review the review body, right? The people reviewing these games, I think it speaks to where they prefer to play things, right? Because I think if this was on PlayStation, I think it would have had 50 reviews, 90 reviews. How and then it would have And this is why I'm saying in the world, in the year where Stray got to Game of the Year conversation, had this been a multi-plat, right? More people would have played it. And as you know, Justin Roiland is his brand of humor is beloved. It is beloved. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken the crown, the South Park crown that he has. We know it. He's taken that South Park crown. They're still out there, but he's out there. The this is a type of game. game mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to cut you off, everyone. Uh, no, no, I mean, please, uh, please, Asante, right, this right. is a type of game that back early, late PS3, early PS4 days, people would have been asking, "Why isn't this game on Xbox?" Mm -hmm. This this would have this type of game would have been found on only the on only the PlayStation brand. So I think it's huge that uh, that you know, and it just goes to show you where we are today with uh, with Game Pass and the ability to introduce smaller games like this to a wider audience. Now, to Everborn's credit, why? Game? I mean, it's kind I, of ninja theory. It's kind of ninja theory. Double A, but pump pushing a, a, a pushing higher than it should kind of thing. You know, like okay. you can see this and compare it to Ratchet and Clank, and people won't complain. And that's a big comparison, huge comparison compared to Ratchet and Clank. But it does. Do you, you not compare the um, the lack of reviews to uh, to uh, 
advertising because I, I didn't really hear about this game. Like, yeah, it just this dropped. dropped. It dropped. Absolutely. Yep. That's also a you know, thing. And I know Microsoft's trying to be yeah. quiet on all with the whole Activision mm. thing, but I feel like this like this should have been yeah, advertised. Yeah, this, this a was a victim more. of it. Absolutely. I agree with yeah, you 100%. It's, it's so, a shame. Okay, that, that brings up a very interesting point that I wanted to uh, mm -hmm. talk about. Um, like, the what does the world of video game advertising look like in a post game pass world and let me explain that question because kate you know where i'm going with this because i talked to you about this yesterday yep so one of the bigger complaints that people have with netflix is that they really don't advertise their stuff and then you have to go in and find you know what the 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 great thing is and there'll be a show that was out for months and you you just found out about it because they don't really advertise not in the traditional advertising sense that we get from from films right and we say that they're terrible at it but you know a large part of production budgets or um i mean i know they're separate things but a large part of uh spend on any project traditionally is advertising right and we see with Netflix, people complain about their advertising. However, after all that complaining, we say they didn't advertise this thing. And then they publish numbers and they say how many millions of people watch this thing. And you're like, how did that happen? I didn't even know it was a thing. So the reason Netflix doesn't follow the traditional advertising model for new content that they put out is because they have a captive audience. They know people are in their service. So they're not spending they're not doing ad buy in newspapers and billboards and um, TV TV show commercials because the billboard is their app, which they know you're in every day, and then they surface it to you, right? So if you look at High on Life, it is in the top ten most played games on Xbox. If you go uh, and look it's at top the eleven, list right now. the eleventh. Well, I mean, it maybe it's down to eleven now. Maybe it's down to eleven now, but but. Yeah. When it came out, it it it, it, yeah. it was higher. So I, I'm saying that to say, do they need to advertise? Because isn't the most important metric that the the subscribers to your service are aware of this game and playing? That's a question. I mean, I'm not making it. The, the thing about um, I was gonna say the thing about Netflix is that like I think I read somewhere that like they have some of the best algorithms out there, right? So if you watch something, like they can just recommend what you would want to you. So they don't need to advertise really because they already know you in and out. They know this, the, the kind of shows you would want to watch. Um, and I think it's a good point with Game Pass as well. Like, you know, they'll probably put a game that, you know, that you've probably tried out and say, hey, this is quite similar. I think my yeah, issue they, with... They um, do more recommendations. You're right on that. Yeah, I think my issue with high, with high on Life is that um, they're, I think it, it's... For example, one of my friends, he, he hit me up, right? And he says, oh, you're so lucky. Like, this was just in the morning. He's like, oh, high on life. Like, you have Game Pass. You can play this game. Like, he's a PlayStation guy. He doesn't know anything about anything. And I'm thinking, how did he even, like, get to how this? Like, know? did he see an ad for this? Because I didn't see an ad. And he saw it on TikTok. He saw some streamer, like, laughing at the jokes or whatever. So I feel like Microsoft is thinking, yeah, okay, if we can get people to, obviously, like, talk about the game, it's going to work. Well, I don't know if they really planned that like High on Life would be streamed by by um, by by people. You who have to though stream. with these jokes, right? Well, it feels like real, real, real quick, you have to, yeah. Real quick, because Ty is talking about his buddy who who's a PlayStation gamer that has no connection to Game Pass, and he could have enjoyed Game Pass. Here's another two month free code in oh. the chat for maybe your buddy 
who could potentially test it out. I'll, Play I'll, I'll let him know. Here's the go. Uh, you know what? I might save one for you, sir. Pass that to your buddy real quick. I have a couple here. I'll, I'll let him know. You know, on Metacritic right now, to mm-hmm. to Everborn, to to your to your credit, it's sitting mm-hmm. at 17 critic reviews, but mm-hmm. it does have over 179 user reviews so there's a lot of people giving feedback on this and it's sitting at about a 7.7 that's Mm -hmm. where i think this game is about a seven Mm -hmm. seven to eight you know depending on the on the scale uh you know people have their their preferences but the thing about it tay is that one of the things that this game has going for it obviously is the color palette and the charm of the game you know what i'm saying so it, it it is one of those games that does call the attention of uh, of someone you know what i'm saying so that i i I am with you that i'm a little bit surprised that we should have seen a a little bit just a a stronger push for this title uh for microsoft to kind of push it out there and say hey this else to be honest yeah you're not wrong there he's like they don't got no games you're not wrong yeah like this should have been the highlight because and it's good enough because i think you know it's not about the game but everyone's just laughing like when you have PlayStation guys telling me like, oh, like I want to try this game out, like that's something right there. There you go. I think it's a, yep. it's a missed opportunity for for sure. Like this, this is not a AAA crazy blockbuster game, but um, you know uh, the, the the TikTok video that I got like had like two million views. Like you know everyone was like loving it. So bro, this this is a game where you you are incentivized to just linger. You know mm-hmm. the, the shooting is competent. It's fun moment to moment. But what you'll find out you'll end up doing is you'll end up just walking around listening to conversation because they are hilarious and they are completely ridiculous. And they say and go to places that you're just like, this should not be uh, on a video game. I better. This, this game thing. needed yeah. to be this game. In my opinion, if I was the mm. marketing team for Xbox, I would have been advertising this thing during the Simpsons, during Family Guy. Yeah. you know cartoon network stuff like Absolutely. that to really capture that I, audience because I, it, i'll it, tell it, you i'll tell you a funny story i first turned the game on i decided to play in the living room right and by the way i'm not two hours in i'm about one hour and i just checked my play stats um so i i open the game you're in the house you see your sister talking right <laughs> and my 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 12 year old is there <laughs> I, we don't mind the curses or whatever. The 12 year old's there and the missus is there. And mm-hmm. then your sister just opens up and does a line of coke right in front of you. Right in front of you. <laughs> like, what is what is happening here? So the Christmas snow. Yeah. Yes. Is, they start yes, they start like, you on is, that level and you just you just keep going. It just keeps going more and more. It's crazy. I and I, I'm crazy. still I woke up laughing about the homeless guy who gives you the suit. And he's mm-hmm. like, and he's talking about how, oh yeah, that's a real nice house you got there. Yep. Like, like. So see, again, I see, love the game, and, but and I'm just I'm saying. I'm a few hours in, and and that dude now lives with us, and he's watching TV. You yeah, can literally yeah. sit next yeah, to him couch, and yeah. watch a whole movie, like a whole freaking movie. AK, did you did you choose to stab him while he was sitting on the on the couch? Oh hell yeah, I chose to stab. Yeah, him. yeah. And then his response was, "What the hell?" No, no, my, my thing my thing in terms of it being a competent shooter i never feel like i can actually shoot at what i'm aiming at mm-hmm. and it's 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 weird and i don't know if i'm spoiled by halo or I think it might be the animation or, or, i think it or, might or, be the graphics the the the, anima- the the art style they chose kind of makes you feel like you don't connect i have something similar even though everybody loves this game i have something similar with cuphead as much as i love that game I feel like that animation, that art style does not allow me when I'm shooting my little gun thing and all, it just doesn't allow me to connect. It's almost like it's just happening and I'm I'm not doing it. 
And I yeah. feel a little bit of that here, but it's it's more to do with the art style, I think. It's too cartoony, and you don't feel like you have that sense of urgent agency, I should say. But uh, I, I, I was able to mitigate that with a, a bit of a, what do you, what did I do? I, I increased the, the sensitivity of my controller and like fidget, uh, fussed with the dead zones a bit. And that seemed to, to bypass that. But yeah, no, no, I, I, do understand I, I haven't played it, but from what I like, um, from watching the trailers and the gameplay footage, it does look like it's hard to shoot things. Like it just feels, that doesn't feel. Um, Believe it or not though, once you're proper. in it, once you're in it and you and you have it dialed in, I was surprised at how competent the shooter was. I came in for comedy. Not for gameplay, because this is a comedy type of situation, right? Like, to me, and, and how many comedy, comedy slash video games are there out there? And actually, it's very funny that we bring this up, because this will help me dovetail right into the next game I want to talk about, which is Portal RTX, which is the other comedy-like game that's out there. Since this game, there has not been a real comedy game that's actually good in gameplay as well. I honestly think High on Life scratches the same itch. Now, I'm not saying it's at the at the masterpiece level of Portal. I'm not saying that. But the last time I remembered playing a comedy, specifically a comedy game, that was also a very competent like game was Portal. And there hasn't really been much in that way since then. Someone, please tell me I'm wrong. Are you comparing this game to Portal? Uh, did you just hear me say I'm not comparing it to Portal? Okay, I'm just talking. <laughs> you heard me just say that, right? <laughs> okay. But I feel but like... I will... <laughs> no, 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 because, you know, I don't... I, I, you already know I don't pay attention to anything that anyone says before the word but, right? So if you're if you're going to say I'm not comparing this to Portal, but then you kind of are comparing it to Portal. No, I'm not. I'm not doing a direct comparison because the quality level is different, obviously. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is in the world where we get like comedic games that are also comp uh, com competent gameplay whatever they may be this is a shooter the other one something else right we don't tend we either get one that's good and, and and then we forego the other right oh this is so good that it makes the other one that's not so good ah it's all right oh elden ring is so amazing that the fact that the story is obtuse ah right we always we always credit one the the, the thing it does great and then give cut it some slack for the thing it's not there for, right? Just just like Deathloop. It's I think a people that other puzzle. Games... You don't give you 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 cut it slack for its lack of real good shooting, right? That's what Deathloop was. But here's this the thing. comedy comedy's comedy's tough to land. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In general, and, yeah. And, and and the thing is, is that this game genuinely high on life. I, I I haven't stopped laughing. I, I'm about three hours in it, and I've laughed the whole way through. I stand so the jokes are landing. Uh, Texas was was absolutely right. South Park stick of truth. I stand corrected. Game, that is another very good comedy. Made by an game. Xbox first party studio now, Obsidian. True, absolutely, absolutely. I do stand corrected because that is also a hilarious comedy game that's also very competent. So yes, you're absolutely right. But no, please continue, continue, John. No, what I was just gonna say is just that it's all about the writing, and and I think that comedy is one of those things that it's very it's very tough, man. Because I remember I played Guardians. Uh, earlier this this year, Guardians of the Galaxy, and there were some jokes in there that didn't really land, and I was like, oh man, that was kind of cheesy. But I mean, I, I still you still appreciate the charm and, and the effort, you know. But this genuinely just makes you laugh. Like yeah. it's just so out there that you you can't help but just laugh because you're like, what yep. the hell is that? 
Yep, absolutely. But I guess and, you and, have and to course, be like you have to subscribe to the Justin Roiland style. That's of right. Humor. And it is literally it, it, it lives or dies by I Justin Roiland comedy. You know, and that's I true. think that's what that's why. Hey, uh, I see I see slow mo in the chat. Are you coming to join oh, us for the last show of the year? Yeah, so slow slow. Oh, please, I'm on in. Please, slow-mo. you are you are you are more than welcome, good sir. I will pass you the the the, the link in the DM, sir. I want you to come and be slanderous with us, not just in the chat, sir. So you you are welcome to join us. Give me a minute. I will I will pass. All right. I think we. I also think we should probably move on. We spent the sure. We will we will move on. Yes, yes. I I I actually want to move on, but before I do, I just really really quickly wanted to mention, as you're seeing on the screen right now, uh, I did try out uh, uh, Portal RTX. For those who aren't aware, Portal RTX is literally the OG Portal game that you know and love, but it's basically been given a path tracing remake. and 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 of course, as we are a a non-denominational podcast, and, and we enjoy games from all aspects of life, unless I it's PC say, games. But yeah, this definitely. is a PC game, sir. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, and 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 the reason why this game is worthy. Wait a minute. Can I play, can I play this on the Steam Deck? Oh uh, yeah, you can play so, on the Steam so, Deck. It'll, so it'll just count. run at two frames I'm per not, second. Not counting as a as a. You can run it. It'll join at two frames per second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, the the reason why. Uh, what, the reason why is basically uh, 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 all the lights in here are not baked. All the lights in here are now all fully ray traced, unlike any other ray tracing game, which everything is rasterized, and then they'll add ray tracing to specific characters or they'll add ray tracing to specific scenes. This game is all about its light source, and without the light source, the actual light source, there is no brightness in the game. And because of that, this game, which is old as dirt, will cripple any machine. Like, you could throw a 4080 at this thing, and it will, like... Are you saying this is doing what Minecraft promised and never released? Yes, it's exactly, exactly that. This is exactly the same thing. This is the the Minecraft RT remake, if you will. That was weird. What's that? That was weird. The way... Yeah, it was just... It's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's a whole different conversation that that, that people, a a lot of people have uh, different uh, 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 hypotheses on why the heck it is that it still hasn't hasn't made a disappearance. All I'm saying is, where the heck is it? I'm not going to go that further than that, but where the heck is it? But okay, Uh, so so the reason why this is special is if you look at it, right, uh, the colors blend. uh, If you have green, you see it blend into the walls like, you know, if you look at it compared to the original, it's a completely different, like a huge makeover. You don't see it here because all oh, you're just seeing the game and that's it. But compare this to how the game used to look. It was like, you know, th- this was what, pre-360? This was right on the cusp of 360? It, it's yeah. it's an old game that now has brand new life because of the full path tracing that, that's been put in display. So it's an awesome game. It's free on PC for anyone that wants to play it. It's called Portal RTX. You just have to have an RTX card, right? And the beefier your RTX card, the better you can. You see all the ray tracing. You see all the the, the reflections and all of that. This is full, full, full ray tracing. Not that you know, you know. We'll, we'll give them a little bit here. We'll give them a little bit there. This is the complete package. But be be warned, it could cripple your PC because it's really, really heavy. Real quick before we move on to the stories, the proper stories, let me finally also share a little bit of footage of. The Witcher 3, which I also have been playing because, yes, you know, we got that Witcher 3 uh, uh, patch recently that basically just opens the door to hardcore, like, 
It is. I don't know if any any of you guys have tried this real quick before we before we move uh, on. I actually uh-huh. this is this is actually on my list next to play after okay. uh, High on Life. And the have reason you played for that this is, ever? Yes, but I never okay, finished okay. it. I I, I okay. the as far as I've gotten in this game is where you you play as Siri, uh, where uh, when she's kind of by herself and it's kind of like a flashback thing where you're playing as Siri for the first time. Yeah, I don't know how far that is into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a ways to go, so yeah, I'm gonna experience do. this thing with like really for the first time uh, with this patch. So I'm kind of excited about it, bro. I haven't tried it on Xbox yet. I, I hear it's just as good. I, I checked out the shout out to. I Dan heard the PC it. version had problems. Is that true? The PC version had problems in the beginning, but of course, as you do, they literally took all of the. The, the the upgrades that the community themselves had fixed anyway and they put it into the thing and called it an update <laughs> so people just fixed it themselves and kept it moving they are updating patches and whatnot but i bring this specifically up because this is cdpr before cyberpunk right they've always been very much customer forward customer facing and the upgrades you get here wow they are top tier Right, I haven't really like delved deep on PC on on console yet, but on PC, even on PC, where you can like roll it yourself and do all these custom things, what they offer here is worthy of paying for, and they give it to you for free if you if you already have. Could this have come out today? Oh hell yeah! If if you played this game today, and and I say it's a brand new game from CDPR, it's their new offering, The Witcher Three. You would have no issues. It's exactly what you you would. I mean. You would say, well, I was going to say you'd even you'd have some problem, uh, some some quality of life issues with some of the decisions they've made, but they've even fixed some of that. So, like, like I don't know if anybody has uh, has played extensively, but the the signals, the Signi Kai that you can do, you know, the various signals you can do. Back in the day, you used to have to bring up a radio menu every time you needed to do it, and it was really annoying. Now you literally hit a trigger, and it gives you shortcuts to do it. They've gone in and done some quality of life improvements to kind of bring it up to modern gameplay standards. I am wondering if I should start it from scratch because I don't know how far so. I'm into it. That's what I'm doing. I there. think so. I think so. Yeah. And the cool thing, and a final point, good thing you bring that. The cool thing about that is if you don't want to start it fresh, whether you played it on PC or PS3 or PS4 or Xbox or anywhere, as long as you sign in to the GOG account, which is related to this account, you can literally pull all your games cloud the saves to the cloud and That's continue wherever else you want to continue it. Very cool. Yeah, I right? started Everyone Cyberpunk, should be doing this. Uh, on the PC, I'm going to finish it on the... Well, no, I mean, I finished Cyberpunk, but I'm saying when the update comes out, the yeah. Phantom Liberty or whatever it is, I'm going to do that on Xbox just and continue from my PC save. And my final game I want to bring up, because we, we do that, Ragnarok, which I just started jumping into. I'm, I'm just a few hours in... Uh, I might actually, with the holiday season, like uh, uh, the fam, my fam just like uh, are taking a trip without me. So I'm all by myself for the next couple of weeks. I might just like start streaming uh, 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 my playthrough of this weather as I play it through it. This is just a small bit of footage. Spoilers? No? No spoilers? No, no, this is just the beginning of it. This is the beginning of it. No, no, I don't mean now. I'm saying if you Uh stream the whole thing, like, is that? Well, yeah, then you you know, you know. You, I mean, come on now. The uh, 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 many of our podcasting brethren started streaming this thing when it when it was green in like freaking Australia before the rest of us. Got it. You know, you know what to expect when you come into a into a Ragnarok stream. Speaking spoilers, of spoilers, um, mm-hmm. I, I think w- while you have this time off, 
Mm-hmm. It's completely unrelated, but oh. I think we're going to have to do a review for Avatar The Way of Water because I'm going oh, to see that. Try to go see it this weekend. We'll see what happens. So, of course, Mr. Everborn Saga, as he does, likes to move us forward, and we will. And, of course, since this is our last episode, right, and those some may jump in as they see fit and whatnot, but we will not let this episode rest without a little bit of on the reel. Just a teeny tiny smidge of on the reel. So, since you brought that up, good sir, I want to to just 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 transition to some to some on the real conversation, and ask you about this hairy thing that happened that we didn't talk about. Okay, so Bob Iger coming back to Disney. This is, you know, I almost think it's bigger news that on top of this, mm-hmm. uh, Kathleen Kennedy is leaving. Mm. Right, yep. uh, it, Bob Iger is coming back to. So this isn't the first time he's tried to retire and couldn't. A lot of people yeah. don't know that he actually yeah. sucks at retiring. So he, 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 uh, go, he yeah. steps away and they pull him back in. Right, <laughs> uh, but the the whole talk around this is that um, Chapek wasn't his first choice. Um, but to me, um, I, I don't know. I think Chapek may have gotten a bad rap, right? Hold on a Chapek, minute. Chapek's uh, reputation pre- has preceded him forever. Even those who go to the parks yes, say his name with he, ire. <laughs> he 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 made money, right? And a lot true, of people don't. True. A lot of people don't know this. It's the parks That's where all where the money Disney, comes from, right? Yeah. Right, the movies and TV shows you watch are advertisements to take your money in the take parks. you to the park. Yes, right, absolutely. That that's what those are. Right, you're not you're not spending five thousand dollars for for uh, Star Wars, a Star Wars and, cruise. And, and, right, and you're aside, doing that because you watch the Star Wars movies. So a quick he, aside, next to where they are, and I'm, I'm in Florida, so I, I need to make a quick PSA. Next to Disney, uh, uh, what do you call it? Nintendo World, February 2023. Who's coming? I thought I'll it was. Oh no, no, one thousand. I will be there. Like day we're, we're going to there. Grand Open. We do it. Listen, Let's do this. When Continue. you yes. are getting the day one tickets, just include me. Uh, oh we'll hell go, yeah, bro! We'll I'm there. We're, we're Let's there. do it. Let's do it. You got a, You got a room right even, here. Let's okay. go. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was in California. They were doing the first. There is one in California, but but also in in uh, Universal Studios. Right. Oh, that's it. That's not even. It's a wrap, baby. We going. Okay. Don't even like anyway. Wow. Uh, but yeah, but so what we so, do on the so, last uh, with uh-huh. um, Bob yeah. Iger yeah. and Chapek, the thing is, Bob Iger does all these things, right? He brings in Pixar, then he brings in Star Wars, then he brings in Marvel, then yeah. he gets Disney Plus started, or sorry, then he buys Fox, then he brings it, then he gets Disney Plus started, and right as the streaming service is about to launch. And going into the pandemic, like that we haven't seen since the influenza, whatever, right? He leaves, and Disney's sole moneymaker, which is the parks, is shut down. And Bob and Bob Chapek has to run the company in light of Hollywood being shut down, their biggest moneymakers not being able to be open, and having all of this uncertainty. So it's like he left as soon as he saw things were about to be bad, 
let Chapek take the fall for it, and now he comes back. And now he's when, white knighting. Right. And to <laughs> me, that's kind of that's that's kind of shitty. And, and, and a quick aside again, uh, Iger and and the the pro, the previous president who was the president of the United States when COVID were, were was a thing, they are they both are in the same uh, country club here. So when the president of the United States found out about COVID, so did Bob Iger. Hence the uh, 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 peace out. I'm done. Bob Iger knew is this it was about to go down. Or is oh this no, it's, it's a fact. It is a fact. You can look it up. They, I'm not they, going they, that they, far. What, what I mean, no, no, it is an absolute fact. But you then read it. The same there's a report. Club doesn't mean he got the news. No, no, no. But there's there's a report that said that, and this gets overly political. But there's a report that says that that Trump had very uh, really good friends at Mar-a-Lago, uh, Iger being one of them. They, these are the keys of industry, and they basically ran the presidency from Mar-a-Lago. Bob, Bob Iger is included. playing uh, Fall Guys here. He's playing yeah, a real like, game of literally. Real like life, they were guys. saying that a lot of a lot of the governmental <laughs> bodies were very upset because Mar-a-Lago would call and they would have to listen. And when Mar-a-Lago calls, it could be Bob. It could be like key CEOs that are all friends at yeah, this I club. Thought, would I call thought, and tell them what. I to thought do. that was Ike Perlmutter and not um, not Bob Iger. Ike as well. Like okay. it was a whole thing, but okay. he uh, Iger didn't do too much influencing. He did information gathering and made moves based on it. Anyway, but the point but is, yes. you know, everybody says all these terrible things about uh, about uh, Chapek, but at, mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, you may not you need like the Hatchet Man. Where, you need the Hatchet Man, but right, you need he, him. He's, re he's he is the Fall Guy, right? Because you need him. Listen, yeah. the MCU. You can say this is uh, Chapek's fault about the MCU, but in reality, they had just finished Endgame, right? Ooh, sure, and they yeah. didn't so really they didn't know they where had, to go. They're in they're in rebuild mode, so people saying quality dropped off when he came in. But, but even not that, that though, but even not that though, I heard like he didn't sign off on any of these projects. So, for example, it was Iger who was signing off on all these projects. All the projects that people are watching right now, like Chapek is signing off yes, on them. Yes. Like he's so really developing hasn't for really like had years. any influence in it. Yeah, he hasn't done anything at all. And even yeah. like when you look, I, I, it kind of catches me. So what, what I heard, what I was um, reading up, um, I heard that like Iger just wanted to retire because he wanted to get into, into like the whole politics sector side of things, right? So and that makes kind of sense to me. And even when I'm when I'm looking at Chapek, I'm thinking, well, you're the guy who brought like what Disney Plus from zero to like was it 180 million or whatever. Like I don't know what the shareholders of Disney expect. Like yeah, you're gonna lose money. Like that's just a subscription service, right? But like to have that many subscribers to catch up to, like, I'll be very honest. I I did not imagine Disney Plus would have this many subscribers. Catch up to Netflix so quick, like crazy. It's crazy. insane. Oh, yeah. And oh, you yeah. know, and that's an L. That's a win. You know, so. Yeah, I don't want to get yeah, some of this. Chapek was basically telling the shareholders because they, I think they lost something like four billion dollars, yeah. uh, just on on content spend versus uh, what do you call it? But the whole point is you get the subscribers there, and then you have the high enough profile content. I do, I do feel like the whole Marvel IP is a little oversaturated now, but that's a casualty of success, right? When we say something's over Absolutely. uh so i i really um i don't know how to feel about chapek because they're saying he's only coming back for two years to groom his you mean, successor you mean you mean, you mean uh, Iger. uh Iger. Iger's coming back for two years to, to groom, groom his successor but yeah. every time he's tried this he's failed at it so we may just be right back where we left off in two years so before we there's another that. there's another 
Tinfoil one, hat one second, Everborn. One second. Before you get to your next conspiracy, I will first and foremost stop for a moment and say, please hit the like button if you haven't done so. Please consider subscribing if you haven't done that already. We appreciate you being here. We're, we're, we're going through the gamut of conversations. We're in the on the real minute right now. And I will ask you, Everborn Saga, and everyone to watch their, their words because the slander is not only in the chat. Mr. Uh -oh. oh, what's going on? Uh, he really oh, got that commission. Wow. You see that picture? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's that's amazing, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we, we, got, we got to put this up. Let's, let's see this. Let's see this. Wow. Hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. That's well how you done, make an entrance. <laughs> wow. Right, I, guess, I got something for you, Slobo. Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> look, I, I had that. Uh, uh, forgive me for taking a little time to come through. It, it took me about five minutes, five ten minutes to put that together real quick. I that had to, great, I had to make bro. sure that that, uh, that that Everborn, um, he he that, that's my Christmas gift to him. You know, this is <laughs> this is uh... well, it's actually it's actually a birthday gift because my birthday was yesterday. Oh, what's yes. even better? Happy yes, birthday! Happy birthday! Brother. Happy, happy birthday. belated! Yes, happy birthday, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> So yes, we will we will move quickly on. We're just we're just kind of spurring just just a, a few bit of of on the real conversation, uh, me, and we me, can't stop until we speak about this one. We, well, well I'll, I'll come I'll come to that in one second. So I'm okay. just there's the other conspiracy theory that the Please, reason yes, Iger up. came back for two mm -hmm. years is so that he could position the company to be acquired by Apple. Now Apple has since oh, denied wow. that. Wow. Uh, but it is a thing that people are talking about. Mm, and it's it a thing that I can believe. It is a thing I can believe. shepherd an acquisition of Disney by someone else. Uh, but again, Apple has denied that, and I don't think there's anybody else who could. Uh, I wonder, I wonder what, the, what, the, what the regulatory bodies would say if Apple buys Disney. It's a vertical merger. What are they going to say? I mean, these days. You know, I was about to say you. You were saying the vertical merger. What are you going to say? Uh, <laughs> the days. ground beneath our feet has shifted, sir. Um, so uh -huh. you know, we'll 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 see how that how that interesting, uh, yeah, all all pans out. Now, uh -huh. um, but again, could you really make the argument that Apple owning Disney is holding content away from Microsoft, Google, and Amazon? I don't think you could. Like, how do you? I mean, who who would Apple be harmed? owning Disney? Apple owning Disney, you can say would uh, Netflix could turn could turn around and be Jim Ryan about it. I guess so, but yeah. they didn't have that. <laughs> and content. that's a verb now. No, no, no. Just, but, just like you can cyberpunk, you can Jim Ryan. Now. Yeah, but, but but again, I don't want to stay uh -huh. too long on this because they already denied yeah, it. But like we're moving. Yeah, uh, Netflix complaining about it would be like Nintendo complaining about ABK. You don't have the content today. You have you, you have no leg to stand on. Well, they have some of the content, not all of it. They, they used to have more, but it's been dispersed more. Yeah, Lena Khan would just pull the same card just because. That's my card, the just because card. Tech bad. Why? You guys don't Give me think a minute. this is like because. Just because. Wait, right, right. You don't think... Um, you, you don't think Apple buying Disney is going to like cause... Uh, that sounds wild I think it's me. a big issue. It's like, a like big issue. This is already way too big. There's no way Apple can purchase. Nah, there's no way. And, and I honestly yeah, think, I think Lena I would definitely do something about it. There you go. I honestly no, think I, the reason why Lena is where she is, mm -hmm. the reason why Lena's in the position she is, is kind of because they saw Disney do to Fox what they saw Disney do to Fox, and nobody said anything about it. So that's why she's in position now. There's no way. I, I, I don't foresee Disney going for if they do this. Right to have them go, yeah, no big deal. It would be war. Well, I, I I do want to clarify. I'm not saying like this is true. Again, Apple has mm. denied it. 
<laughs> I'm just awesome. saying, I'm not even saying Apple wants them. I'm just like, as a theory of, you know, looking at the complaints that we see today, I'm trying to understand what would be the rationale to block it. Again, I don't believe for a second this is happening. And shout out no, to no. King David. Just randomly. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but okay. you know, uh, go ahead. companies deny acquisitions all the time, B. I mean, they do this all the time. Bethesda not denied. They were, being, <laughs> they were acquired well, by Microsoft. did too. Yes, yep. Bungie denied it as well. Two seconds before, before they got bought. So you never know. Obsidian <laughs> did as well. Yep. They all deny it because legally they can't really talk about it because if they say, yeah, we are being acquired by X company, that's going to affect, especially if you're a public, publicly traded company, that's going to affect the stock market. That's true. What if something happens and it doesn't happen? Yep. Be a lot of angry people who bought stock or sold stock based I, off so, of that news. For me, so, I just don't think Apple wants to deal with the parks. It just doesn't feel like. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Yeah, I don't think they want that. Yeah, yeah, they don't want that. I don't think so either. So if if there is a world where they do buy the 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 media empire, they might separate the parks, do something to that effect. Oh, but isn't sure the parks they, like the biggest cash cow though? It is. It is. And but, how but, do but, the parks? But to live, Apple, the parks though, live off the IPs, right? Well, so but the, but to Apple though, that might not be the same equation because they already have their service. They just want content for their service. Imagine Apple TV including all the Disney Plus content. That well, would be very lucrative for them. Doesn't doesn't Comcast own uh, Universal? Uh, that you know the the parks and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I can kind of see them trying to figure something out. Anyway, let's just move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's, I want to talk about this this Henry Cavill. Okay, thing. this yeah. is hilarious to me. Right? Mm. <laughs> That's messed up, man. <laughs> you got a raw deal. So, so you got a raw deal. Just so let's establish the ground first. Uh, obviously, we we've already heard that Henry Cavill left The Witcher because oh well, you know, uh, well rumor has it that he's very diehard on on the source material and they're veering from that. So he had a lot of back and forth with with the create the the creative team and ultimately he left and they replaced him with uh, with a Hemsworth, right? With one of the there are many Hemsworths, not the one you want. Right. Secondary Hemsworth. They, they didn't even get the right Hemsworth. Died right, well, Hemsworth. The, <laughs> the, the right Hemsworth is, is, is having a crisis right now because the man has some health issues, so he might not even be the right you Hemsworth. You got the hand-me-down version. The hand right. Yeah, we got the hand-me-down Hemsworth, yes. I still but, think and, and here we are. charisma and acting ability. And here we are, after Hemsworth, Hemsworth took over The Witcher, right? Then we were like, oh, Cavill's great because, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen, uh, if you haven't seen uh, uh, um, Black Adam, well, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, according Henry, to those box office numbers, nobody has. But not anybody but, has. So, spoiler in three, two, one: Henry Cavill shows up in Black Adam. At the I don't end, think. I, I think everyone scene. knows that. Think, everyone knows that, but I, I want a spoiler alert beforehand. Uh, but it don't mean nothing now. HBO Max right now. I think they dropped it at HBO Max like oh, okay. unceremoniously with zero like with zero fanfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me. So let, now, well, let me, let me establish. Give, give me, give me one second. Let me establish the ground, and then I'll let you speak, everyone. So after he showed up in uh, as Superman in Black Adam, the the assumption at that point was, okay, he's left The Witcher, but he's back to Superman. And here we are on the CNN report saying he won't return to The Witcher, and he lost Superman. Everborn, go. Okay, so I don't think we can get to the. Um, the Henry Cavill story without first talking about the Black Adam story and the drama 
with The Rock and 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 Warner Brothers, right? And then we you also have to talk about the James Gunn massacre. All these things are connected. So absolutely, uh, um, the thing with with Black Adam is is it a it is a movie they were trying to make for nearly a Years. decade, right? And to the point where I think it, it, it's it, the writing of it of it even became an artifact of its time because it didn't get modernized. And I actually didn't hate the movie, and I, I didn't it hate was, it either. I thought it was fun. I thought, I it, was thought it was right on par. Doctor Fate was great, and I thought it was on yes. it was on par, if not better, than Aquaman. But we can talk about that in a second. I said it. I don't know watch, about that. Watch Aquaman again. Anyway, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe I, I need to watch Aquaman. Exactly. Uh, so now the thing is, um, they were expecting this movie to do Aquaman numbers, right? And it obviously didn't do anything near that, right? It's lucky if it cracks 400 million. And a lot of people were calling it a flop, right? And and The Rock... Technically, it's not a flop, but yes. Th- well, according to Warner Brothers, it is. And that's what I'm getting ready to it, talk it, about. It made yeah, money, it though, like right? I, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it, the it made movie. More than it, it made more than it costs, which no, is... No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. You're not, you're oh, it lost money, actually. I think it yes. lost, yeah, it lost, it lost So money. The Rock shared oh, wow. some documents saying that uh-huh. it turns out the movie actually will make money. But okay. then Warner Brothers, who's probably doing Hollywood math, who wants to use this as a write-off for tax purposes says no the rock has shared misleading information as to oh, the wow. money and the film will lose upwards of a hundred million dollars oh wow okay and, i did not hear that then part. interesting okay. and then after the rock who pushed for henry cavill to come back he literally mm-hmm. says this uh it, henry cavill would not be back if it wasn't for us the oh, rock yeah, that, yeah. has not even mentioned that the movie is going on to Disney Plus. Uh, sorry, uh, HBO Max. And to HBO, he, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. nothing with him promoting the HBO Max release, and The Rock has unfollowed all Warner Brothers and DC accounts. Wow, he's going scorched earth. Oh, yeah. wow. yeah, right? I think so. They I, called I him that... a liar. Right? Uh-huh. People called it yep. a flop. They declared it a flop. He said, "No, it did. It is going to make money because he's a producer on this thing." Also. They said no, he's lying. These are the official Warner Brother people. And then um and now he's unfollowed them. And so now we come to Henry Cap, right? In the light of this new uh James Gunn Peter Safran takeover, they are uh they Cleaning want house, to kill with fire everything that had anything to do with Zack Snyder, right? So we hear that Wonder Woman 3 is not happening. We hear that. And it um, should. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. Um, we hear that um, Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill's cameos have been scrubbed from the Flash movie. We hear That's that Shazam. Yes, that surprises the hell out of me. We hear that Shazam wow. will not get a sequel, nor will Aquaman two. Right. Wow. Uh, and and, and so, a quick aside, a quick aside, just just so we have we have the 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 ground established, a hundred and ninety five million dollars was the budget of the of the movie, and stateside it made a hundred and sixty six million, and uh, worldwide it made three hundred and eighty eight. Yeah, million. but you can't. That's not. Again, we come back to the Hollywood math. Yeah, Hollywood math. I'm, right? I'm just sharing. Obviously, I'm sharing yeah. what they have 
announced. Doesn't mean it's right. factual, Hollywood right. math included. Right. They spent hundreds of millions on marketing on yeah. top and, of And the they also budgeted about a hundred million for, for its marketing budget. Which, right. You know, which means the earnings is substantially low. Right. So but then it gets further because remember, they don't get all of the movie tickets. The theater gets a portion of that. Right. You get opening weekend, you get the lion's share, but every week that passes, the theater gets more and the studio gets less. Right. So um, that's where it comes in, where they say to break even, they were looking at a $500 million number when it was all said and done based so on get, what so their cut the of is. Anyway, so Cavill. Now, um, Cavill says he's leaving The Witcher. Everyone is surprised. And they, at the, I've, for me, Geralt, I've always pictured him as Mads Mikkelsen. Um, yeah, that like was one thing I did not like about Cavill's portrayal. Uh, like I love him as the Witcher, but the Witcher should be thinner. Yeah, not, not anyway. as you know. But anyway, so 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 then we we there's hope. They do this big whole press thing, and then the statement Cavill puts out is that in October they told him to announce that he would be returning as Superman. That they were fast tracking the Superman script, only for James Gunn to come in and say, "Yeah, we are fast tracking Superman, but you're not a part of it." Right? And James Gunn has shut everything down because he doesn't want any mention of this now he says batman and superman will be key to his universe but it will not be the batman and superman that uh we have yeah uh, from, from what i read they said it was going to be younger batman and superman much younger yeah but i that's mean what, that's what he's saying he's saying uh, it's going to be pretty, a younger uh, why, why are we doing obvious. this again come on yeah go, go i ahead, mean Josh. i i understand why because i think that james gunn he he just wants like a clean slate and I don't think that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I kind of understand why he wants, like, if he if he's been given this job to kind of do a Kevin Kevin Feige esque uh, a role, uh, I can see where he's like, look, I, everything that had to do with the past, let's just yeah, get over slate. with and yeah. clean slate, you know, for for us going forward. The only thing that's kind of uh, messed up here is that um it, they kind of they kind of gave Henry here a bad deal. You know what I'm saying? And it's not I've I've read different things and the rock as well by the way. It's the rock and Henry Cavill that they've kind of uh given raw deals here to because everything that Go ahead. Again, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. But I'm Absolutely. stopping you not because of that. I'm stopping you because this is our final episode for the year and as such we bring on all the friends we can. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Infinite Number. Well, God dang. <laughs> almost cursed. Almost cursed. Hey, what's up, man? Please go ahead, John. What's up? Baby? Yeah. So, what's up? So, so I do think that um, the Rock, from everything I've heard him say, you know, uh, his huge campaign for the film, everything he said afterwards, I think that he was super excited because, in his mind, he this was this was the clean slate for the DC universe. I think that he really thought that hey, I could I could be like leading the the charge here, so that we can create this this whole expansive universe, and we can do it starting from my movie and going forward. And I think that James Gunn kind of said, I knocked him off a peg and said, I don't think so, buddy. That's not what we're planning on doing here. So at the end of the day, Henry Cavill, I mean, he's gonna find work. There's already rumors of him. Uh, I think Warhammer or something like that. There uh, it is. Warhammer. There he's you go. Produce TV and movie. Yeah, so uh, I mean, look, people who know this, is there a difference between Warhammer and Warhammer 40k? No, it's uh, all the same. It's all the yeah. same um, universe. It's just that, like, like all the games, like, essentially the Warhammer IP, they just be like, who wants to make a game? 
And, and depending, it doesn't matter what kind of developer you are. You could be a developer that does RTS games. You could do first-person shooters. You could do whatever. And, uh, and, they and the story is like crazy adapted. Star Wars. You know, the yeah. same world, but the, what happened 50 years ago? What happened 300 years ago? What happened five years? Like, they don't care. You could just pick a piece of it and just go crazy. They're really, really interesting with the with the forty. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say real quick. Yo, yeah, there is there is eighty six people watching right now, right? And I know some of you guys are already subscribed to the channels, and but some of you may not be. K is at nine hundred and eight subscribers as I see it right now. If <laughs> yes, all sir, yes, all sir. you guys subscribe, we can get just that much closer to that infamous one K. And when I and when I say that, look, I as someone who has hit that number and the hard yes, work sir. it took to get there, it is the hardest grind on youtube to get that first 1k it is absolute torture because a lot of people it, it, it's it's like i don't know what it is people just don't see at least 1k and they don't want to subscribe for some reason the people who do though really rock with your content so if you really rock with this content subscribe to the channel do myself a favor please i appreciate it um <laughs> thank you sir appreciate you sir no no problem man i i did want to say this real quick mm -hmm. uh I think I think there's a lot of when it comes to Henry Cavill leaving the Witcher, I think a lot of that was also like it, it he kind of made it a bigger reason than it really needed to be because they made a departure from the from the the book story in season two. So yes. they already had was making things that like he may have actually be really honest. I don't care for the changes y'all making. Yeah. I wanted it to be you know about the strictly about the book really kind of retelling this book story y'all keep making changes that don't make any sense um i haven't read the books but my homie luca has read the books she said yeah they're making changes that in the book like i don't know where they're going with it because the changes they Die made hard won't appreciate it right it doesn't make much sense with the mm -hmm. where the story goes that kind of stuff and so i think that was a uh, a reason but he made it the reason I'm leaving simply because he had this other opportunity coming to come back and be Superman. Yep. If this, if this, if he knew where this was going to eventually go, he I think he probably would have stayed. Stuck it out. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have stuck it out maybe for a little harder to yeah. get some of the things that he wanted to be in the show, um, in, yep. in the, the Netflix show there. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I, I think Warhammer is him just like, it's his constellation. Ah, I guess I'll just head over here i mean everybody knows he loves it it's it's part of his his basically it's part of yeah, his he's a gamer at this point yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a real big, gamer you know, like, he yes. built his own pc and stuff you know like yeah. there's a lot so, of people in this community that won't buy their build their own pcs yeah it's like it's, it's less of a consolation prize and more of the big prize for him seeing how much he loves the, the franchise clearly clearly mm. yeah. you know yeah. i was talking to a few people about this right and um they were talking about like reports that, that came out on one of the things they were saying is like his team also primarily wants him to do movies like they don't seem as a TV guy. Like, it's okay to do yep. The Witcher and then you do Warhammer, but then you're, okay, you're going to do Mass Effect. Like, now you're the TV guy, but, like, you're Henry Cavill. You should yeah. be working with, you know, um, Christopher Nolan and the likes of this. But if you keep doing TV shows, like, you're going to be shoehorned down. That's it. Like, that, this is where you're going to stay. Uh, question. So I'm, I'm also not sure Mass he's Effect? doing Mass Effect. There is, that's not confirmed <laughs> yet. It's He had a script for Mass Effect from Amazon, like, in a screenshot on Instagram. 
it was the script was on like his desk and people zoomed in because he was a little careless and people zoomed in so oh there's a script for bass effect there oh, wow. just because he has a script doesn't mean that <laughs> he actually oh yeah yeah no no yeah. I, I didn't mean his actually do mass effect but what oh I mean yeah i'm like, not saying you you it's the just like that's where the rumor TV came shows from. is gonna so be what y'all are saying he's, he's turning into the summer glow of, of the of the industry <laughs> oh, like, man. would you all be against him would you all be against him no that'd be great no 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 i want henry carroll Cavill as uh, Garrett. Garrett. Uh, Garrett. <laughs> oh, Garrett. Yeah. Okay. There's plenty I, of room. I, I, there's plenty of room for a Captain Mar uh, uh Captain Britain role in the mm -hmm. MCU. Oh yeah, uh, he, would, he would knock that yeah. out. He oh, would yeah. be oh, a for great sure. Captain Absolutely. Britain. Yeah. Um, in regards to Mass Effect, I actually agree with uh, David Gator, who is the lead writer of the Dragon Age series, who's no longer with Bioware, but he all he kind of feels like the way Bioware did their storytelling that it, it doesn't translate well or it may not translate well to a adaptation on in, in TV or movies because we all played those games. The main character is more of a blank slate that you allow, you mold to right. what you yeah, want to do. They put yeah. a lot of their writing into the side characters, Miranda mm -hmm. Lawson, Garrus, Tally. Like those characters, they they really brought those characters to okay, life. Slow, slow, slow. I got I got to call an audible and real quick in mm -hmm. the chat. Do we disagree? Idris Elba as, as Shepard. Uh, yes. I, here's my. He here's would my murder thing. that role. He would do it. That would be great. That would yeah. be great. Well, here's here's my thing. Uh, Go ahead, he would. But for me, mm. I think you tell the Mass Effect story around Shepard and don't put him in it. Yeah, don't I make him the protagonist. talking about. Yes, that's yeah. where I where I was going to go to. Uh, David Gator thinks that any kind of story that does uh, any kind of tv show that does dragon age like the dragon age netflix show does not have any of the actual like it's not about any of the dragon age characters that are in the games it's a whole different like ragtag group of thieves kind of thing yeah that's a don't better you would, don't you think they would they would they should go completely off the beaten path i mean mass effect is such a such a huge established world and yeah. us gamers know exactly what to expect from that right. world and those characters they, they need to wouldn't push it be great agenda. they do but if you do, you're so ruining... I'll say this right. So I, mean, I think they could and leave we... them on TV screens like the hero while the story's going. You see, I think whenever we think of adaptations, right, we like to just mm -hmm. draw from okay, um, Geralt and the. I'll give an example, right? <clears throat> so, how many copies of um of The Witcher Three did um how many copies of the of The Witcher Three were sold? Oh, I, I can look it up for you. Yeah, that number's pretty big, but yeah. I mean, it, it jumped up when the TV show came out. Of course, even yeah. Further. Yeah, and and then when what, then the question is when Netflix brings out The Witcher, it's forty like million. How many people, how many people yeah. watched it in the first two weeks? A lot. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're not really targeting the, um, the, the actual core fan base. They're targeting for like the yeah the new casuals, new entrance, right? new entrance exactly. into that ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so, so for me, it's the exact same thing with um with with mass effect you know you push shepherd in there the fans might get upset but it's not about the fans it's about the casuals at this point you know okay. i don't know but, tay because they, i think, I think and let him take off his helmet i think paramount made that <laughs> same mistake with Halo. No, no, keep so the helmet on the whole time yeah. oh, no no keep also, on taking like, look, off the helmet look, as much as you they, can they did cyberpunk cyberpunk's on netflix none of the like v from cyberpunk isn't in it um judy's not in it um um 
what's the girl? But the world of Cyberpunk yeah. is yeah, it, exactly it, the exactly. same. It's just a different yes. protagonist. Adam Smasher yeah, is new it. characters. Adam and Smasher that, is in it. Yeah, Adam Smasher is in it. That's yeah, but but then Adam Smasher is a side character that is already established. Like they wrote that character out. There's it's not like your V who is like my V is different than K's V. You know, we, we may do have like a different my v gender. Got, got an awesome different... fro. <laughs> you know, like my, my V's going around cutting people in half and, and using the sand division. K's V could be a net runner. It's just yes. like when you take a when you have that kind of character in an RPG and then say, let's put this on a, a different screen. You're making it static now. When the yep. character was not static before, it was yeah, dynamic. It used to be dynamic, and now right. you're basically making a choice as to where he can go versus the game, which had open-ended choices. And yeah, I, I say that only works for some some games, though, right? Because yeah. V can work that way because V is not so established as a character that people are like, "Oh, this is what V is," because yeah. you get to but create Shepherd, him just like you said in this way. Shepard is more set. Yeah. You have a yeah. female right. version, you have a male version, and people is have he? a direct vision of what they look like. The redhead. Or the guy from Lost. <laughs> so that's well, what they see well, when they the think of Shepard. Is that well, yeah? Some a lot of the conclusions still reach the same conclusion, but how you got there? Like my Shepard could be a straight renegade, shooting yeah, people I mean, in the face, kicking, kicking people True. out windows. And if I see a Shepard that's all stoic and heroic, and on on and you know and and uh, in, in this Amazon show, I'm like, dang. No, absolutely. absolutely. I I think I would say I would think more people lean toward the neutral good shepherd, I would say, though. And but even beyond characteristics, we're talking about looks and stuff, too. Right. That goes into Mm -hmm. it. So when we saw Master Chief as done by uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name right now. But when we saw that, it's cool because yeah live right thank you Uh, not live, Mm -hmm. but strive Pablo Pablo. is right. So when we saw him, it's like, that's cool, but we don't want to see you. Because yeah. Chief doesn't take his mask off like that. <laughs> that's at least, where all for, that, at least that for us from. as the audience, right? Yeah, and so that's this why guy I was said, taking hence, his helmet off every time. He was taking off in the Chief field. Was born. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like bullets flying <laughs> over his head. He, he all. We're not gonna have this helmet conversation doing. today, guys. We're yeah, not gonna do it. Master Chief was showing cheeks and slapping cheeks the whole. Oh, even with asking cheeks too. Got him some cheeks. As someone who's a massive Mass Effect fan, I've played through the trilogy a gazillion times. I would say this. Like they are building, they're working on Mass Effect Four or the next Mass Effect. I don't know what they want to call Andromeda Four, but whatever. Um, I think if they're going to do a TV show, by the time this TV show comes out, it's going to be very uh, shortly before the actual game comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. tie it into that. There is uh, a lot of like uh, a a lot of mystery about what happened to Shepard. At the end of three, look, it's been over a decade. Like, it, it, if you did everything, he takes a breath out of the wreckage of the uh, of the, of the citadel, so he's still alive at the end. I mean, now, they, they, they've shown, so, by the way, slow slow mode that they, they can yeah. bring him back just from anything. They brought him yeah. back from death. They brought him back from the dead. Yeah, his body was all burnt the, mm-hmm. the, to a crisp, and they, so, they turned him into quick, half an android. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I see folks in the chat still having lively conversations. Sycamore drops bars. Expanse, anyone? That is basically Mass Effect. If you have not watched The Expanse, yes, it is. It 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 ain't Mass Mass Effect, though. Well, it is. It is. It is lifelike. It has it has some it's elements. Like, it, yes. it has. I never even heard of that. Aesthetic and the themes are very much like alike. 
like Mass Effect. But you know, back I mean, in the day when they made X Men, like the X Men movies, and it was like, oh, X Men Wolverine was wearing spandex and wears wearing ye- yellow clothes and all that, and you were like, how are they going to transition it? And when they did, he was all black leather. They had to, you know, like get real with it versus the comic book lifelike, which obviously we're now coming full circle, but neither here nor there. I think Mass Effect done real would be very much like the Expanse, grimy, dirty, not as flashy. Because that's the real rendition of the the graphical style that they were going yeah. for. Everything yeah. in the Expanse reminds me of Omega, uh, the Omega Station, yes. and, yes, and Mass does. Effect. Yes, it, it, it it, the look, you know, uh-huh. look, at, you know, the, some of those uh, those uh, asteroids where people are living out in the solar system is dirty. There's trash everywhere and refuge and stuff like like that's Omega, and that's, and that's the Expanse. That's, yeah, yep. yeah, you could you could definitely get the guy from the expanse who's also doing um what is he doing? He's doing something right now that he man, I can't remember what it is. He's working on something for uh Amazon at the moment. It okay. might be Warhammer. Crap. I think yeah, it might be it Warhammer. Every every other day we're hearing something new that Amazon has, has uh, taken control of. The latest iteration being Tomb Raider. Yeah. But they're going in the game direction there. But yeah. okay, we have had a lot of great on the real chat. This will be. I'll I'll, I'll put this here and, and I'll cut it out. And thank and you, Iron Mike. It's God of War. My bad. Oh, uh, the guy. Oh, he is working on God of War. Is doing God of War. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I, I look forward to that because the expanse is. Wait a minute. Is, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I read that it's the same showrunner as. Um, the Wheel of Time for God of War. <laughs> it's, it's it's two of them, I think. That's yeah, I think, I think it's the God of both thing, of them. My my thing with um mm-hmm. with that is if it's the Expanse guy, I'm super excited. If it's if, if it's, it's the Wheel the, of Time guy, if it's the Wheel of Time people, whoa boy, we are yeah, absolutely absolutely. I, so I hope I hope that Iron Mike is right. Yeah. And I'm wrong because I, I, yes, I don't want anybody. Iron Mike says yes, it's both. Oh God! Right. <laughs> the showrunner well, of uh, the showrunner of the Wheel of Time guy and two, uh, uh, two Expanse people under him. Well, flip a coin and toss it to your Witcher. <laughs> you know what? Let let us move forward from the on the real conversation. We still have a lot of show to go, and we're already two hours in. We're gonna try and make it a little shorter, but. I will stop again and tell you guys I really appreciate you all for being here and really enjoying this conversation. We're, we're, we still have a lively conversation in the chat and the numbers aren't going down. So thank you guys so much. If you haven't hit that like button, please think about that. If you haven't subscribed, do so. I know I'm annoying in saying so, but we're trying to get to that 1K. Come on now, people. But anyway, because this show tends to have a lots of different things going on here, this one will be short. Damn it, this one will be short. But I had to stop for a moment because on this show, we haven't talked about it. And I think everyone on this panel is knee deep in this app. So let us have a quick conversation about the state of Twitter. Who wants to take this first? I have an idea. Mm. What if, you know, Elon says he wants to save the world as well as doing all this electric cars and which I own one of and I and I swear by it. they just put uh, Apple Music on the Tesla by the way. I mean, uh, he's he started as Tony Tony Stark and now I kind of feel like he might Justin not Hammer. Be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's a good. Literally, he started good as Tony Stark to me 
and now he's the he's heading in the hammer direction a bit, right. which but I'm just like, hmm. He's making those faces too. It looks or, <laughs> or every time you see him, he, his eyebrow is up. Or did he start as Tony Stark from Iron Man One, and now he's Tony Stark from Civil War? Hmm. Different ideology, well, but, you know. But 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 well, uh, Tony Stark from Civil War Iron still had Man still had a good War. good. Uh, he was still trying to trying to do the right thing. He just did it wrong. Exactly. Steve. I'm not sure. Steve I'm not sure Elon is on that tip right now. I don't think Elon cares about the right thing whatsoever. Yeah, like, I'm not sure he's on that tip. Did you but see his uh, uh-huh. the the whole uh, um, recorded video of him jumping into that Twitter space? No, I did see that. Yeah, so essentially a, a group of journalists were discussing things and he jumps into the Twitter space to say that they violated his uh, his rights, um, his First Amendment rights by uh, posting links to a, uh, I think it's called Elon Jet. That, location, right? That, that was, that's, that was a, like providing the location of his jet. Um, they corrected him and said, uh, by law, uh, for us to be, um, what did he say? He said they were doing, they do- he said they doxed him. He said, in order for us to dox you, we would have to be posting your actual home address, which we did not do. <clears throat> um, he then said a bunch of gibberish that no one understood. Um, and then when he got pressed about certain things about like essentially what you're doing now, suppressing people, suspending people over this is what you co- complained about back in 2020 when something else political happened and he just dropped out and then that's like five minutes later all the twitter spaces just started to uh <laughs> basically various people stopped being able to see twitter spaces as an option under uh he basically under, gave them the old thanos snap yeah yeah <laughs> spaces away it, it's weird because i whenever i open the app up sometimes the twitter space icon is there and then sometimes it isn't and so you know it, it's yeah. funny these days when i open the app up sometimes it asks me to log in as if i'm a new user and other times it just logs me into my account and that is as recently as like a week ago clearly he is he is like and and and, and i've read a lot of background on, on on all the various uh engineers that have been since fired from twitter since this whole thing started they all say the same thing he is basically hollowing twitter out for, in the back end and one day this thing will just stop working which is super, super sad. Super so, sad. Well, so here's the thing, right? Mm. Uh, what if, uh, you know, um, his actual goal is to buy Twitter so he can shut it down because Twitter has been a cancer on the, the human experience. <laughs> I think well, that you give him too much credit. He's kind of being a cancer on the human experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You give so him his, way his, too his much care. Altru- his altruistic much, uh... motives are kind of. He, he doesn't yeah. seem like you know he 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 is fighting fire with fire a bit here. That's a, that's a little bit, bit you know a bit much. This whole Twitter experience has dropped his pedigree it, to me uh, in my in my head. Uh, if you've been following Elon for a while, you it mm. should have been dropped a long time ago. Oh no no yeah yeah yeah. I've been following him, but it's 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 how he handled Twitter that surprised the heck out of me. Because more often than not, when uh, and and I mean he's bought many companies, he's bought the boring company, he bought you know the the the, the solar company. Every time he buys something, it's to further a goal, but usually the goal is altruistic, and you can see it. This is the first time he's bought something, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" And clearly, he's messing with it. What, what if he bought it to shut it down? I'm just saying. I mean, you could have. But then he could just buy it and shut it down. down. Yeah. Rather than being all sneaky and and, and kind of weird about it. Or overpaid by billions for it, by the way, to do so. Yeah, I I think he's genuine about trying to improve Twitter, to be honest. Um, Just the way he's going about doing it, pissing people off, just isn't the right approach. 
Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think, um, you know, I think this is just an example of like the fact that these social, like, especially Twitter now that it's like privately owned, right? The, this is not like uh, a social media network is not the uh, end all be all or embodiment of free speech. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. They the the people who run these things can do whatever they want. Right. People were getting banned on Twitter and not knowing why for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Actually, so, I saw somebody in the chat. I asked that question. Like, you know, the, we act like old Twitter was better. Of course not. Old Twitter was not better. But it seems like old Twitter tried tried to be more of a straight shooter. Whereas the current iteration of Twitter is like, yeah, it's Elon's I way. Think, you don't like it I too bad. Think, I, I, I don't understand how people make those kind of assumptions. If we're talking about Elon Musk's, Twi- Elon Musk's Twitter and the things that he's doing or how he contradicts himself at, at every turn, that isn't automatically saying Twitter was better before him. Like those are two different statements. Like you can actually well, say, yeah, no, more. I hear what you what he's yeah. saying. I, I think what he is saying is clearly uh, Elon is here to quote unquote make Twitter better, right? That's that was that was his his idea of purchasing it, right? But the question is, was Twitter like was Twitter bad before and it's getting worse now, I'm, or was it? I'm kind better of before, I'm kind of what. You know? I'm kind of with Tay on this one a little mm. bit, my my mind frame of it. And it's uh it's that I think that the intention that I think that the intention is good, but the method what they say about the order, road to hell. <laughs> I think that the method I think I think that the intention is there. It's just the method, right, that's being used. And I guess that Elon in his way, and I mean some will say it's justified, some will say it's not, that if he owns it, he's gonna I guess lead by example of what he thinks to be the correct things, right? Sure, so sure, if sure. so if he if he feels strongly about a certain uh you know a, a a certain stance on something, he I guess that he he feels empowered enough that since he's the owner of it, he's like I'm going to I'm going to show you guys exactly how this feels kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like in a way not not saying it's right, uh, you know, I'm not not going there or anything, but I I think that he's just forcefully like imposing his will which is which is what i think is rubbing people the wrong way a little bit you could you could also make an argument that um twitter's probably more transparent because he's just talking he's just saying what he's gonna do he's saying this is saying that he's saying this is how this works and um, i think maybe the, the problem with the old twitter was um it just wasn't transparent you didn't know why certain things was happening like when he jumped on that space i'm thinking why is he on, why is the head of why is this the head of twitter the guy who owns it on, on the space yeah, talking to people weird. telling them why he's doing certain things and i think you know that there's something to admire about that because you get that kind of tra- transparency right which is probably key for a lot of people okay i know why he said this like he's actually engaging with people you know if you tweet him he'll tweet you back i think like what doja cat tweet him right yep yep and then he tweeted he, back he, so i think he's like almost like, like a gabe newell in that way you, you get it you'll get well, a, you'll get a reply I, he back never tweeted me back when i asked him when the damn cyber truck is coming out so i don't know what <laughs> well you you asked him a boring question if you ask him a question that that's fiery that that will get a response maybe he will respond i think a lot of people want to know when the cyber truck is coming out so. I, I, I mean I, I understand like yeah that's that's different you couldn't speak to people who ran twitter before and get a response but True. Like 
is is that worth like it, him the response he gives you is that worth it when he will contradict his his same response 24 hours later uh he he, he jump he makes a twitter space with his employees this is the, the, what i'm saying is actually happened did twitter space like a month ago with his employees um he's all i want i want you know suggestions i want people to tell me what they want from twitter no one's saying anything you know everyone is is mum and then the the majority of people who were in that twitter space with him quit the very next day like like is that transparency really but what i mean is like you know when he so the thing is we can actually catch the contradictions right with with the old guys you didn't know what what they were thinking so maybe monday he feels this way maybe friday he feels a different way but at least with elon he'll tell you how he feels on a monday and on friday if he changes his mind you can at least put them out and say, yo, listen. Yeah. And I think and Monday. I think that there's mm-hmm. and I think that there's a little bit of uh to kind of reel this in and intertwine it with gaming. I think that he's oh, kind of in the same in that same headspace as Jim Ryan, where he's oh. like, where, where are you guys gonna go? You you know, you guys are gonna stay. Uh even if I piss you off, you'll get over it in a few days. What are you gonna do? Go to high? Mastodon? Like, what is wrong with you people? I mean, he can say that, John. I agree with you to a degree, right? But he can't say that for the you know ad shares and people who would buy into yeah, that. He can't say this that's for right. corporations. That's, that's his true. problem, and that's where he. That's why he started to reel back some of that nonsense he was talking. Once they started pulling out, he was like, "Wait a minute, yeah, oh, I need them. I do need this." And he, oh. he started to correct himself a little bit. So yeah. let me let me take a quick break here and pop this up here. We have Ellis Murderman Foster who just joined us. Said. I saw John Wolf on my brother Dirk Griggy's podcast. He's a real one, and you have a new watcher. Thank oh, you thank for you. joining us, Ellis. Thank you, Ellis. And yes, indeed, Mr. John Wolf is the real one. We love him on this show. We thank him for being here as always. Gentlemen, before we move on to the gaming topics, there's, there's, there's a few of them. I'm not, I don't want to, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll touch on ABK a little bit, but I want to so, talk about the future. I want to talk about the future of gaming. But before I do, just one I'm heading in the gaming direction. A, a question about the whole Elon thing, and I. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Give me, give me your last um, note before we move on. Yeah. I'm a customer of his, but I also have not been a fan of him for many, many years. Okay. Um, but in terms of this whole Elon Jet thing, I know we don't like the moves Elon has been making and the things he's been saying, and I'm right there with you. Elon Musk is trash, and his family got their riches from stealing from uh africans in from Afri- south uh, yeah uh, although yes he is also one of the ar- architects of, of of paypal so that's where he, yeah he fame there. i don't know mm. like it, got, it's it's got, part of it's part got, of his story that yeah, that's where his money first came from but he got pushed was, out yeah. uh and then he got bought out and then he used that money to go and invest it in tesla which is already it. a thing that's for right. yeah. that's that's neither here nor there right i'm not here to defend him i'm not here to slander him what I'm asking is objectively, if there is a site that posts the location of Slow Mo Backslap's car or Kayasante's car, even though you didn't post the, the, the actual location of your car, but you posted a link to a website that does that, yep. is that cool? I mean, it's not cool. But clearly it's not cool, right? And and clearly he had an issue and his issue was right, right? He he had he had the right to be uh, upset. 
But with 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 great power comes great responsibility. You don't just get to wield it to your liking because somebody did something wrong to you. That then Why discredits you, the, you the platform that you're on. Dollars. Why can't you wield it the way you want? Yeah, I think if no. you own it, then I think you can. Uh, to be honest with you, I actually not, think I'm, that I'm he has the argument. I'm just saying, you know. Hmm. I, I kind of feel like when you get own when you own a platform that has millions upon millions upon millions of users, you have a responsibility to strike very strategically and not just on your own whim. And I think that's a lot of a lot of what people have a problem with with Elon. He doesn't recognize that he's holding millions of people's ability in his hand and just moving it left and right based on his own whim. And and the 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 CEO that the 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 uh, uh, management the the leadership organization that was at Twitter before clearly they were they were screwing up right hence the need for new management but them when you heard them speak they spoke knowing that responsibility they held that responsibility in high regard that's why it took them a million years to even give you guys more characters because they didn't want it to feel like oh we're 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 pushing the narrative on one side versus another it it became a hotbed of political craziness but it wasn't their intention it's just how the the algorithm seemed to work that way you could tell i forget the name of the the general it's like on the tip of my tongue you could tell that they were working to try and they were trying to level the playing field even though they couldn't it seems to me like elon is not is in no way shape or form concerned with any of that he just wants his will done and that may be a bit kind of it may rub the the millions of people that use it a little wrong can I answer uh, Everborn's yeah, example? Yeah, please, please. Go, go, ahead, um, go ahead. If uh, someone was out there posting the location of my car and everywhere that I went, I would expect nothing to happen on Twitter because they don't have anyone left to actually stop it from happening. <laughs> Nor if they did have anyone left with Elon there, would he give a literal damn? He yeah. wouldn't do anything at all. The only reason why he cares about this is because it affects because him. Because it's his because it's his exactly which, which is which is the problem is that he only he has a different mentality of what twitter should be doing for yep. everyone else but, but he but himself he's excluded yep. from that yep. and if and and sure and that's the issue it, he can do whatever he wants with it but we yep. that doesn't mean that i'm going to agree just mm -hmm. simply because you could you own it and you can do whatever you want with it all right i'm still seeing you're a hypocrite yeah, so, the, I mean the shutting the shutting down of the spaces because if that's will really happen, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous if you kind of think about it. You know what I mean? It's, he got in a space, he didn't agree with what was being said. He's like, I'm just I'm just gonna shut everything down. And it's kind of it's kind of weird, man. <laughs> like settle down a little bit. So I I kind of yeah. understand that. And, and as much as Twitter used to be screwing up, the, uh, Jack Dorsey, that's his name. As much as Twitter was screwing up, you could tell that Jack was just trying his best, and he was he was over like overwhelmed. Clearly, every time you saw him, like he started being the Twitter CEO, he was clean cut, buttoned up. Towards the end of his tenure, the dude looked like he barely had a home, like scraggly <laughs> beard, he barely wore clothes. He was... <laughs> I've seen some things, man. Seriously, it's almost like it's almost like Jack Dorsey went through a pres presidential like uh, presidential round. He came in looking like spry, ready to go. Towards the end of his tenure, he was ready for like he was ready like get me out of Jack here. Dorsey <laughs> looks like he's too old for this shit. Exactly. <laughs> See, and I, I and and even though he kept. Obviously, he didn't do right by Twitter. 
but he was trying and you could tell and it was causing him sleepless nights whereas elon is just like ah i'm gonna do the me. fbi you don't like the, it too bad the fbi knocked on his door and said you're gonna play ball son no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but okay <laughs> Be- before i move into the gaming stories proper i want to go gaming adjacent a little bit because we're still in the tech drop section i just want a real high like kind of high level what you guys think the next steam deck uh, the Verge talked mm-hmm. to Valve, had a quick chat with them. They're looking to upgrade, obviously, the next version. They, there's, there's a full in-depth conversation about it. I will leave all these links in the show notes so you can actually this read it for basically yourself. basically like a Steam Deck Pro. They said they're not talking about performance. Exactly. Uh, That's why I want to bring this up. They just want to make the screen better, and they want to make the battery better. But everything else stays exactly the same. Now, I, mean, I know that most upgrade, right? I'm, I'm sorry. Screen, that's not enough to upgrade for me, right? I don't want to. That's my question. That's my question. Like, if if they increase the battery life, which they can definitely do, right? They'll increase the battery life. Maybe they'll OLED the screen. Who knows? Is that enough to replace your baby with the new baby? Nope. No, but it's enough for newer. I'm, I'm in the bag. I'm in, in the, the bag. bag. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll upgrade. That battery yeah. is atrocious. It's atrocious enough for new. Guy. It's not. It's enough for new people. Like 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 Everborn pointed out. I haven't mm. gotten it yet. So mm. if they have a better screen and a better battery, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I'm not upgrading wow. mine. I'm good with mine. I mean, I don't use it as often mm. as some other people do because I'm a, I'm more of a stationary gamer. I mean, like I mean, I work from home too. So I, I don't actually when I'm out and about, I'm too busy to actually pull out this big long pause, pause. Steam deck pause. And, and 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 start playing games while while i'm out i just don't have oh, the yeah. time so like literally when i play my i'm actually at home and and it's just like maybe i'll pull it out and play it yeah. while the kid i'm sitting with out, with the kids the movie. you know pause well, again right well, that big. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm but, okay yeah, it, it's okay. it's not enough of an upgrade for me to do that. So, so let, let me share this with you guys. And of course, you know I'm self-serving. I'm a big Steam Deck guy. I love my Steam Deck. I have been using this thing called the Deckmate, which is right back here. It's a little plastic kind of thing that attaches to it. And then it gives you capabilities that you didn't have before. So now I can have a kickstand with it. And hmm. purpose, purposely for this conversation, the reason why I say it's not, I, I, what reason why I agree with y'all that it's not a good enough upgrade because... You can just do this. Yeah, now it weighs 100 pounds. That's the thing. And now it weighs a bit more. <laughs> but then you have three times the battery. So what are you complaining about? And it's still a better, they... a better switch than the actual switch. So. Funny story. I was actually laying know. down. I was laying down two nights ago on the couch over here. And I, and I had and I was playing the Steam Deck over over my face, you in the face and that thing boom I was like oh my god thank God I didn't it. <laughs> and it gave you a concussion <laughs> didn't it <laughs> that thing's like All a right. brick <laughs> okay okay we're we're done we're done here clearly clearly we we've drained this monster pause but oh let me god. let me that was worse <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know how much of a leg I have to stand on because I just got this uh, Apple Watch Pro and I'm. Uh-huh the furthest thing from an athlete with all these features, but I got it just for the battery life. So if you tell me you have a Steam Deck that has like, with you know- Awesome battery life. I'll, that might be enough for me. That might be, it might be, we shall see. You know, myself and Mr. John Wolf, we are still pining for the Razor Edge, which is coming out we're soon. We're getting it. Brother, you and I, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna connect and, and do some reviews Good on that. Good luck with that. that. 
Any oh, kind of Razor hardware. Good. Oh yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot. Mister Mister uh, Sonic Backslapped hates yeah, Razor I'm, for for dude, right I'm reasons. Super super excited about it. The yeah. the streaming capabilities. I'll be using Moonlight up to 144 hertz. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be. I think it's gonna be sweet. I can't wait to hear the complaints. I am. <laughs> you know they're always going to be so. <laughs> I, I can't wait for them to buy it, rave about it for two weeks, and then and then never, never use it again, and then put it away. Yeah, <laughs> put it away, and never use it again. I understand. I... <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get to the gaming, the gaming talk proper. We don't have too much in the way of news because I don't want to go through all the the Michigas of the news. Of course, we may talk ABK because we have Everborn Saga here, but. I want to talk about 2023. We are all gamers here. We have been here for the longest time. We've seen what 2021 brought. We saw what 2022 brought. Not much. And now we see some TBDs and some some right already pointed out 2023 schedules. What I want to know, and and, and we, we are, we're like two hours and some odd, and we're going to still keep going. But what I want to know, and I'm, I'm going to go down the line. I want you guys, and and, and I think... By and large, we all play PlayStation. We all play Xbox, right? Most of mm-hmm. us are both Xbox. and Some mm-hmm. play PC, some not. That's Ugh. fine. Yuck. Sorry. Stop it. Some play PC, <laughs> some don't. That's fine. But I guess what I want to know, and, and, and we'll, we'll, chop, we'll get into the, to the, to the dates and releases, but just from you guys, what game, and I'll start from the bottom. I'll start with, with Umbra. What game can you say represents like every year when a when, when a year comes and goes, we have one game that we go, oh yeah, that was the, that was the year of this. Mm-hmm. What game last year, this year, is your game of the year? I think I know. Mm-hmm. And give me your excitements for 2023, whether that be PlayStation, whether that be Xbox, whether that be both, whether that be PC. What do you see in 2023 that you go, yep, that's going to be the game of that year as Elden Ring is the game of this year. I suspect that's what you're going to say, right? You <laughs> you suspect it correct. Uh, Elden Ring was absolutely the game of this year. I don't think uh-huh. many can make an argument against that. And I, I liken it to, you look at, I think, generational phenomenas, right? You have The Witcher 3. You have Red Dead Redemption 2. Those are clear standouts of the 8th gen. No other game touches those as far as the height of what those did and how how it elevated the the platforms uh, or the the genre of the of, or gaming in my in my honest opinion um i think elden ring it had a good grip on on gaming but not not just as us as hardcore gamers because it's a souls type so it's a hardcore type kind of game but to see how it reached even the casuals and to see how it was all over the place and tiktok and every every other video you scrolled up to was t- you know was elden ring uh for that to happen, it, it was just culturally gigantic, right? So you look at something like God of War, which some people will throw out there. God of War is good to you. God of War is not good to everybody as Elden Ring was good to everybody. Not to everybody, but you get what I mean. And right now, nobody's really talking about God of War right now. And I, I don't say that to dismiss it. I gave it a 9 out of 10, although I think it's really probably an 8.5 out of 10. But I gave it the nine. You know, I don't want to be extra about it. Uh, but you look at those games, and to me, just the cultural how how Elden Ring pulled so many into it is why it deserved to be game uh, of the year. Even beside that, I mean, I can go obviously into the game itself, the, the mechanics, the open world design of how you can choose to do what you want to do and things of that nature. All those things are why, but I'm just saying culturally it just swept gaming. 
for Where'd so you long. Play it, by the way, were you I, PC? Were you were you console? Where'd you play it? On console, I played it on the Series X. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I played through it twice. I have about three hundred hours into that. It's a magnificent game. Magnificent game. Not 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 a masterpiece to me, but it's a magnificent okay. game. When I look okay. at twenty twenty three, I'll be honest with you, and I hate to sound kumbaya, but man, everybody's going to be eating good next year. Uh, I mean, you go from Nintendo to from Zelda, you go to Sony with Spider Man two and and all the other you know games did, they have. Did we hear news of them of Spider Man two definitely coming from Insomniac? This we year? did. Yeah. And when Insomniac, Insomniac speaks, I listen. They yeah. confirmed. Insomniac it. speaks, yeah. I listen. So yeah, so if that's definitely coming this year. Ooh, that's yeah. some exciting times. But, mm-hmm. Insomniac is money. They absolutely yeah, oh yeah, indeed. Nobody indeed. delivers at a higher quality on a consistent basis than Insomniac does. Yep. I agree. Yep, one hundred. Yeah, and Sony will tell you that. Uh, uh, Oculus will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Heck, even in back in the day, Microsoft and Xbox would tell you that. Yeah. Insomniac has a good reputation. So yes, I they do. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. And not only are they consistent, they're pretty quick in getting out what they got to get out. Right. So that's the thing. Multiple projects at the same time. Absolutely. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very good at that. Their, their process is amazing. They need to, honestly, a lot of publishers and developers should be poaching Insomniac yeah. and trying yeah, to figure but, out but the process of, I, of how I they think, get out. Things I out. think the thing is their talent retention is off the board too, right? Yeah, we, right. We got a lot of people that just want to go back there. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at here, shout out Drew to, from it. Uh, I was just about to say, exactly. shout yep. out to Drew. <laughs> That's exactly what that man went crawling right back. He yeah. was like, no, <laughs> sir, this is not what I'm used to. Right. <laughs> I'm going back where things are stable. You left yeah. us before. They, I, think, I think they need to uh, send some spies in there to just understand what their workflow is. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely, because it seems like they even in even in like VR and places where you think they because you know you hear this 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 company that makes this type of game is now making that type of game. You raise your eyebrow. You hear Insomniac is making I don't know whatever the hell they want. You go yeah sure Insomniac can do it. They mm-hmm. seem to be able to do everything while while others don't seem to be and, able to to. to you know, know I made a video about them a couple years ago. Um, and I, I did a lot of research on like I, I the, the name of the video I said this is PlayStation's best studio. That's the name of, of the video. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I I did I found a lot of interviews from them uh, from a lot of people that work for them. They the reason why they're so fast with things and they have high quality is that they use their high quality tools in various different ways. So a lot of like the the weapon wheel, for example that you see in spider-man is the same weapon wheel that is present in sunset overdrive ratchet and clank like yep. they are I hear a lot masters. of you cor- correct me if i'm wrong here slow, slow-mo i hear a lot of spider-man's backbone comes from the uh, um uh the 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 xbox exclusive game yes they, they, the, overdrive, the, the, the verticality the, the the verticality they developed in the game design of sunset overdrive they yeah. adapted that and the locomotion and all faster that. yes and then yeah. and then put that into spider-man i'll like, also the, add that ratchet and clank took some of that from that too the dna mm, from that right the, the rail scale and scaling the rails and such as he does mm-hmm. yes they they are okay. very good at adapting the tools that they create and using them in various different ways and they also are like whenever someone has an idea whether it does if whether you're just the level designer or whether yeah, you they're are very, the very top inclusive creative. as far as idea gathering in within yes. the studio i've heard as well yeah. there, there are it's no not about a hierarchy anyone yeah. can come up with an idea there, there are no dumb suggestions everything yeah. is listened to and if if it's a good idea it gets implemented period and mm-hmm. so like they're I very very why, good at that 
which is why Wolverine is interesting because from mm. all the characters they could have chosen from, Wolverine is more uh, brawler based Grounded. You know, in, in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what, what they come up with. So yeah. here's, a, here's a, I want to know if there's going to be a Wolverine cameo to kind of lead us into uh, the Wolverine. Like into Spider Man? In Spider Man? Yeah. Uh, but my I question. Yeah. So I, next year is going to be super because like when we're talking about like what are going to be the standouts of the year, right? We're talking about a year where Spider-Man 2 is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Starfield is going to come out. And I'm just going off the pedigree of Bethesda. To is it though? Starfield. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being messy. Just being messy. This man. It's a valid <laughs> question. No, no, no. So, but between uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2... And then uh, Starfield, that's that's gonna be like a, a, a battle of the ages in terms of absolutely, yeah, and absolutely. I, um, and you know what? S- slow, I, real quick, everyone. I will let you come back. Slow. I know you were speaking. Hit me with your greatest hits of this year. Uh, don't say it's Elden Ring again. If it is, it is. And then give me what you <laughs> think next year's will be. Uh, well, I, I've been running a little. while. I've only beat. 26 games this year um i'm normally a lot only. higher only uh, yeah <laughs> I, I normally do around 35 to 40 games beat I, a I, year. I i may have beaten eight games this year and, and by the way real quick slow-mo i uh-huh. know to, to speak to slow-mo's point i know the man is right because i checked uh, you know you know at the end of the year they do this hey uh uh this is how much you spent time you spent on playstation this is how much time you spent on xbox this is how much time you spent on twitch guess how many hours I spent watching slow mo content? Over a hundred hours, sir. You are the number one channel I watched this year. So, oh, that's right. I, I, I about. Bunch, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I saw it a few that. days ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> slow got a lot of a lot of time from slow mo. You have a family and a full time job. How the hell when are you, do you doing this? <laughs> when does this happen? Go home and be a family man. <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Christ. I average maybe about four or five hours of sleep. That's that's the that's the clearly the, 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 clearly yeah. absolutely. But look, look, I'll I'll go through a couple of games that I, you know we mm. we brought Elden Ring is my game of the year. I I, I spent according to because uh, I played it on PlayStation. Um, according to my uh, my stats on PlayStation, four hundred and forty hours in the game. Wow. I have four, I beat the game four different time four different times with four different characters, four different playthroughs uh yeah it's 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 my my game of the year but outside of that some games that i played this year not all of them came out this and year by the way for those for those who are watching the, the the visuals i will i'm scrolling through literally 2022's games just to give you a sense of the games that came out this year continue yeah. mr slow-mo go ahead um tales of arise uh i played uh-huh. i played on pc freaking awesome game um a, okay. a little a little long that was near in 2021 the end. That, that, that yeah, was, they did come out at the end of 2021, but I didn't get to okay. it to 2022. Okay. Yeah, yeah, understood. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, like that's just the game that I played through this year that I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. Sifu, I also enjoyed the the difficulty and um in that game and and really like if you <laughs> if you were not so familiar with fighting games, you know, as as oh, I yeah. haven't and, and, and haven't been in a while. Sifu like that, will that game, mark you oh, over yeah. and over and over again, but you'll keep going back because it's a brilliant game. It will beat you Absolutely. into shape. <laughs> um, I uh, Disco Elysium. I, I know. Look, I know that game's a little older, but yeah. I played it for the first time this year. Absolutely excellent. I see why uh, Obsidian saw that game and was like, "We can do something like that." 
we could definitely do that and actually you know just like do something similar large, those who played it say that it by and large worked pentiment yeah pentiment, pentiment works it, it's yeah. uh i still think disco elysium is a better game but yeah, more it, stylish it's, you know more you know gives you more yeah yeah it gives you more completely original story and the dialogue is is you know excellent it's great perfect as on steam deck by the way mm-hmm. as <laughs> thus falls oh yeah as thus falls, I think had one of the better stories this year. I think in the video game awards show, that might be the, the the biggest surprise this year because mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. shitting all over that game. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, and then playing it like I agree with you. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I just I I think that developer that game was published by Xbox Games Publishing. I think that developer is a developer that that Xbox leadership. If they have any ounce of common sense. They, should buy they will be looking to complete that story because it, it, the way it ended, clearly there needs to be you know more to it, part, part two yeah. to the book three, so to speak. And, and give them a better budget. Yes, give them a better budget so they can fully animate these characters. Give them, uh, uh, give them, let them expand their studio out so they can actually like, a, a, as all games are, you know, enter in all of the ideas that they had with that game and really really wanted to to you know, like dive into and potentially look at acquiring that developer because they do something that xbox first party does not have this is like Tell your stories? kind of telltale yeah one there's that but like it's like it's like a telltale kind of uh game and um it is a PlayStation telltale game has... without without following the telltales like you know cloning the telltales right style. Yeah, right, they've been able to carve their own niche. You're absolutely right. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Cole, so, can I just say I never trusted you know who, you know what you see in the end of the game. <laughs> oh yeah, no spoilers. Clearly, no spoilers. yeah, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I do. Too. <laughs> uh, I'll speak this up real quick though. Cold the uh, land, go ahead, go ahead. addictive yeah. as hell. Oh yeah, awesome. Uh, do you think it was robbed? Yes. Cold the Lamb should have been if that was my nominee, my the, mm-hmm. in, the token indie nominee mm-hmm. for game for the Bill Game Awards. That's the one I yeah. thought should have been up there instead of Stray. Stray is I, I think overrated. That's just me, but, uh Road 96 was awesome. I enjoyed that. Great sound, great oh, oh um great OST music was awesome. Um I mean I, those and then of course like you know God of War Ragnarok was was freaking awesome as well. Probably Again, one of the better stories that I played this year. Um, next year, well, I'm looking forward to next year. Right off the gate, Fire Emblem Engage. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses um, back in 2019 was my game of the year. Back in 2019, that game is awesome. I can't wait for the next one. I, I'm gonna love it on my Steam Deck. That's January, like early, early, <laughs> yes. early on. Early and January. I will, I will love it on the Steam Deck as well, good sir. <laughs> Just saying. Deliver <laughs> us Mars. Oh wow! Um, yes, yes, yes. So, so that's the sequel to Deliver Us the Moon. Deliver Us the which, Moon. Yes. Yo, that game was an indie sleeper. I think that game's awesome. Uh, I, I, I can't shout wait out to, to the Dutch developers. Mm-hmm. Another Dutch developer, just like uh, Gor- Gorilla. Atomic Heart, Hogwarts oh, Legacy. Yep. Uh, you know, um, there's so many. I, I, I don't care for Zelda. I know a lot of people okay. might be like, oh, you Ooh. know, I'm sorry. Ever Born Saga just just like just like mouth. stabbed you with, with, with stabbed your little your little doll with a little. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Super you know what? Knowing you slow-mo, that makes sense. Oh, stop <laughs> no, it. No, look. Slow-mo's okay. about to now do a link getting slapped down. Oh, <laughs> no, no, look, I, I, I finally realized why certain RPGs that people love I don't like. And this, okay. it was after playing the, the new update Witcher 3 and then mm. realizing this is really boring. Like I don't like Witcher 3. I don't like, I, I'm not going to say all RPGs like this. But for the most part, RPGs that don't have a party, I don't like. Hmm. So if you want an RPG solo, with a crew? Yes. With like different classes and everything else? I am loving Chained Echoes right now. It's ah, in Game okay. Pass. Play okay. that game. It's like a love yeah. letter to Chrono Trigger. It's so good. Okay. okay. It's a party, though. Chrono Trigger is mm -hmm. my favorite game of all time. There's a party. Final Fantasy VI, best Final Fantasy. There's a party. Okay. Mass Effect. You have a squad. Uh, Dragon Age, you have a team. It's like any of those RPGs that have a group, I'm into those. Zelda, Link running around by himself with this really basic Nintendo story. Pass, skip. Sorry, not me. I'm just saying. I, I, think, look, I know I a lot think of Gensh people Genshin has, has treaded that ground. I hope they, they, they innovate somewhere else because the, the, the rose is off the bloom at this point. Genshin basically took, took what you started. You took that hot line and made it a hot song, right? Like, mm -hmm. like Wait, you know, I hope, I hope. They took yes. the essence of Breath of the Wild and made Genshin Impact out of it, right? So uh, clearly, they're going to have to innovate with part two. I, would, I don't know if I would say that. that you don't, you don't agree? Is, no. I, listen, my 12-year-old probably has thousands of hours in that game. In Genshin, okay. I, I have maybe four hours in that game. Okay. It's not, they're doing something very different from Breath of the Wild. And I actually think, I, I still to this day am amazed that it's effectively the same game on mobile that it is on PC that is on and, console. and yeah, console. Yeah. And yeah. it is not, like Super it changed impressive. my, it changed my world view of what a mobile uh, game could be. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I didn't stick with that is because I thought like, it's one of those things. This thing's gonna suck me in, and I'm basically not gonna play any other games this year. <laughs> if if well, I play, it's gonna but, suck uh, all your money. Being all that. Well, yes, but so the point is, um, I, 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 everyone. Before you finish, I just want to yeah. finish up so 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 you he can get to somebody else. Final Fantasy 16, can't wait for that. And Redfall, those are the games that I can't wait for. I think Suicide Squad is going to be a massive miss. I, I guess I don't know why. I guess I have a very uh, I'm kind of nervous about that game. I don't like the way they came out defending their sister studio at 30 frames per second. I don't like how I haven't seen any gameplay yet, and that game's supposed to be coming out, and I think yeah, very soon uh, May. So it's like 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 the same reason I don't like the fact that Xbox hasn't shown much of anything um, from the three games they have coming out in the next six months. I gotta give the same smoke to to Rocksteady. Cause they ain't showing us any gameplay for this game, so I'm just I don't know what's going on. They ain't put out a game in damn near a decade, but uh, <laughs> right. So I'm I'm a little leery about those, but um, otherwise, look, I'm 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 gonna have a lot to play next year. We we, we already know how it is, right? Starfield, so, by the way, leading yeah, 2023 I, for I, me. I want I want to talk about Starfield for a second because I think go ahead, everyone. Yeah, like I think personally, I might be more excited for Redfall than Starfield, which sounds weird. Me too. I oddly I enough, didn't, me too. I didn't care about Redfall when they first announced it, and mm. then they started doing the vid docs, which is what I think Xbox should do to unveil their games, because that's the first time where I wasn't excited about a game 
they released like some uh you know standalone video content about it and now i'm excited and i think they should do that for more of their games coming out but that being said i think um starfield is going to be it might be the most important game next year um and not sure (laughs) not because it will be like the best game next year maybe it will maybe it won't uh but i think that um it will signify uh whether xbox is actually coming to play or not right uh so we we already know what spider-man is going to do it's going to be amazing it might be the best game of the year right we already know spider-man too yeah that was good as well yeah right so so we already know or we already expect that tears of the kingdom is going to be great for the for those sane people that actually like zelda (laughs) unlike uh some of our friends here Uh um so we know that right and we know what bethesda's pedigree is right this is why we talk about starfield in such high regard but in terms of being uh first party exclusive new ip like i i think it 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 really tells us that now uh whether or not xbox is actually like playing for keeps and playing so i think i think starfield is going to be a real kind of industry moment because it says that is the game is no longer you know nintendo and sony uh so and i think that's why a lot of eyeballs by, are going to be by on. the way real quick I, I, while oh, you're Starfield. talking I'm, I'm scrolling through this thing and all the to be announced the, the games that are there but don't have dates there's a lot bro yeah but if if they don't have dates are they really coming out looking like yeah. uh, what well, well, this is game uh, informer they did the same thing um around this time last year for 2022 yeah. and they fill it and, in as they go yeah they fill in as like when the yeah. game gets a release date it gets yeah. pushed it's just surprising to me that yeah. right now like with 2023 literally next next week or two away there's still so many that need to be filled in yeah, because we know we're in the state of delays. But anyway, uh, so for 2022, mm-hmm. I, I talked about this already. Um, mm-hmm. Elden Ring is game of the year. Uh, it's it's one of the greatest experiences I've had gaming in in, in several years. Um, but for, but going forward, um, to me, um, next year obviously is going to be all about Tears of the Kingdom. It's obviously going to be about um, again how important Starfield is and what it represents. Where Spider-Man. were you playing Tears of the Kingdom, by the way? Well, we'll see how good the um, the emulation is. I'd like to be mm, playing it on the Steam Deck. That's a good question. But but okay. the thing is, the other thing though about that uh-huh. is, I I have almost never played the Switch undocked. Like I want to play Tears of the Kingdom on a TV screen. I don't want to play it, look at it on a seven inch screen. So if I play it on the Steam Deck, it would be docked. Yeah, uh, and dock. I, yeah but I don't know how, like, the. the I mean, um, if you really want to go crazy and play it the that. way it should be played, you would take the same emulation software, put it on your 3080 PC, and play it there where you'll get 4K 60 frames. But that's neither here nor there. Listen, that's not that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, so uh, so those are, I think, going to be the biggest games for me next year that will get the most of my time uh, is is going to be uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Spider-Man 2. Uh, Redfall, I'm more interested in it than I am excited about it, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Okay. Um, but you do realize Redfall is very heavy. No, no, I, I didn't no, no, I didn't mean I didn't mean side, Redfall. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean Redfall. I meant Starfield. I meant Starfield. No, no, I know I know you're a big fan of Redfall. Like you you're saying how Redfall is exciting to you, and it is to yes. me as well. But I guess my question to you is you do realize that although you can play it single player, that game is really meant as a co-op shooter. Yeah, but you know I don't I don't like people. So how are you gonna fare yeah. with that? <laughs> no. We're gonna find out. They say it's still able to be played. It's still uh, playable, yeah. That's um, true. That's so true. so okay. I'm not after playing the demo for Wulong, I'm less excited mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Um, the demo was very buggy to me. Yeah, it, it, it had a lot of issues. I mean, it, it's a demo for a game that's not releasing till next year, and they don't they barely have a release date. So you know, yeah. hopefully yeah, they so, fix a lot of those problems. I uh, forespoken. Mm. No, uh, no, not so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. um, that's on nobody's bingo card. But anyway, um, Diablo Four is another huge one that I'm looking forward to. Like, super excited about that. And I haven't played a Diablo game maybe since Diablo Two on PC. You didn't play Three? A, I didn't play Diablo Three. Oh man, Three, three is awesome. good now. You should definitely yeah. play Three. Three. Is um, so, but like that's like one of my most anticipated for the year. Um, I don't think Starker Two is coming out. I see uh, Umbra had that in his list. Uh, I think Starker Two gets pushed back until 2024. Another thing that I'm super excited for um, is the second half of 2023, right? Which is funny uh, because that second half of 2023, it's funny you bring that up because even the Game Informer's list ends in July and then everything else is TBD. <laughs> so there is no second half of 2023 that anyone can no wonder with like, all this like uh, nuclear stuff in Russia and all that, will there be <laughs> a second half of 2023? No, <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Six Tekken, I'm go. trash at fighting yep. games. Super excited for those. I yeah, still yeah. don't care about Hogwarts Legacy. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Okay. Right? Lord it seems of the Rings like it's got guy. some very comparable systems in that game, though. I get it, but I just, it's just, I don't think, I'm going to try it, but I don't know. Um, the other thing is, um, like on Umbra's list here, and Umbra, I'm not, I don't mean to take your shine. I'm just looking at it in the chat right in front of me, but uh, Flintlock looks super interesting, right? And then Ravenlock also looks interesting, but those are the A lot of those are the smaller games. <laughs> Two um and then um so so we so uh final fantasy 16 i think I, it says six months on playstation but i feel like it's oh, not coming it. to xbox stop it yeah, it's going to pc <laughs> exactly six months. Yeah. exactly so i don't just, i don't let, think it, that let it go really, yeah if you're there for um, final fantasy better play it on playstation just move yeah yeah, yeah yeah so uh that's that that will be played on playstation I have to finish uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I'm a good ways through, uh, but uh, Rebirth, it's crazy that that's also coming out in 2023. Like Rebirth and 16. Well, it, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And even Ever it, and Ever Crisis, the iOS thing also. Nah, I, don't know, I don't care about that. Yeah, after, yeah. I just, after I had all those praises for uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um No, and then you have... Uh, uh what's it called um forza motorsport that's gonna be like a a a tech demo for me because i'm not really into racing games so i'm gonna play it just to marvel at the ray tracing and then Mm -hmm. put it down after like an hour Um, yes what is this like a dragon gaiden what is that uh, the Like a Dragon, uh, it's basically, isn't it basically, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, well, Yakuza. 
they're changing the Yakuza name because technically Yakuza means yeah. like a dragon. So now they're just going to call it like a dragon. Yeah, every, everything going forward that was Yakuza is now yeah. like a dragon. It's, yeah. they're, they're basically no, using but, the translated name as the name moving. But they, there's one that is like it takes place in feudal Japan. That's the one. Yeah, I'm, they're, they're yeah. doing lots of different things. No, I don't think that's not that. I don't think that's it. No, okay. There's another one. Yeah. All right, so then you have they're turning um, the like a dragon idea into Final Fantasy. Multiple different stories; they don't connect, but they're all like a dragon. I know okay. you guys got to give some love to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, man. Come on, it's just... thank, thank you, you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh... Killer Clowns from Outer... who? Who watched that movie in the eighties? I used to watch that on USA Network every every weekend. I was like freaking five or six or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it is hilarious to me that that this IP. This IP can get a shot, whereas some of those tried and true IPs we've wanted for a long time still can't. It's really yeah. hilarious. To me. Um, anyway. Then there's also that game that Capcom showed off like two years ago. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the, with the baby walking in yeah. Times Square kind of thing. Yeah, super weird, but mm -hmm. I'm interested in it. Um, and then you have. Um, I don't care about Dune Spice Wars because it's like an MMO. So I mean that I'll leave that one to slow mo. Surprised that wasn't on your list, by the way. Um, it, it's a. <laughs> I, I don't know the dev. Even slow can't depend. Can't, can't, yeah, uh, so depend it's it. like I'm not going to be like mm, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Shiro Games. Like I don't know. I don't know you, bro. Like you, you better do good by my IP. I don't know. That's all I know. Uh, you better hope they do, because you will not hear the end of it from me, sir. Oh, boy. Um, well, you, I wasn't out here capping saying it was going to outsell Spider-Man 2 or something. Okay. So, okay. you know. All right. Excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. while you're here, Slow-Mo, do you, do you think his knees are mine? I think you think his oh, knees are mine. Oh, yeah. Are yeah. You, you should put thank his you, knees you. up on your mantle. You know Right over there. Just, right right over there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not the 31st or the 25th yet, but uh, sure. Continue. Whatever you say. Um... <laughs> And then uh, what is go through the list because I'm gonna see it when it comes up. I can't remember the name of it. Let's um, see. No, keep going, keep going. Okay, no high. Uh, Killer clowns, like we said. Kerbal space program. I actually like Lightyear Frontier. Looks interesting. Oh, okay. Now there's that game from Nexon. It's like this open world Unreal Engine five third person kind of Destiny style game. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, uh, the first Descendant. I, I yes. played it actually. I played it in the uh, closed beta. It is uh, a mix of Destiny, a mix of Anthem, and a mix of uh, um, Outriders. But is it the right it's not mix? on the list? It's one. It's the most beautiful looter shooter there is. That's one. Really? I give it that. The story is competent and it makes sense. Um, it's it's a better written story than what you get from from Destiny, at least from early. You know when Destiny first starts, uh, they've got a good foundation there. I think it could. I think it'd be it, it could be really good. It's uh, it's definitely uh, something I, I've multiple times since the the beta closed. I wish I could, I could play it again. That lets me know that it's uh, yeah, it's so got it's got some 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 potential there. Yeah, so that's that is um, a high on my list, and uh, finally, before you move on from me, uh, we saw that's the good. trailer for this at the anyway. Game Awards: Warhammer Forty K Space Marine Two. Which that, that name is a mouth wow. a mouthful. Okay. The game looks uh, spectacular. Like Absolutely. I am, that is up there in my top five most anticipated for next year. 
Um, so if you, a lot of people I, think, I, I and it's before, not the first person. The first one, if I have not, but I saw this trailer, and I'm super hyped for it. Can can you show? You should play people, the first one. The first some, one's still good, put, even put now. The trailer on the screen. Let the people see it because a lot of people think that I'm talking about the Warhammer 40k okay. Dark Tide, which is a completely different thing. Space Marine Two, which is also very good, but it's different. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Space Marine Two is is a different beast than than, than the others. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, let me let me put the I, I have the Steam page for it right here. Yeah, there you go. So let's let's play a little bit of this trailer real quick here. Oh, if if I can get it to play, there you go. Without audio, because I don't want to mess with the audio. But yes, it looks absolutely fantastic. Everborn, I think you should play the first one. Uh, it is also on Steam, and I, I think I said this to you already. You can find it for a steal at this point. It, it was the 360, like, you know, back in the day, 360 version of the game. But you can get the PC version on Steam. Plays amazing on Steam Deck. Kind of preps you for what you're going to get in this one. Obviously, graphics are so much better in this one than the other. But the the gameplay, the moment to moment, is still really great in the first one. So people said it was amazing. I tried it out on Steam, on Steam Deck, and I still, I think it still holds up. Graphically, obviously, it's it's a little bit less than, but still. How was Dark Side, really by the way? Um, the right, one that so, just came out. I've been hearing good things I about it. I am really liking Dark Tide. Yeah, I need to install it. Yeah, I'm really liking Dark Tide. I actually, I wanna, I wanna play with people because the first, the first, like I would say, what the first hour or first thirty minutes to an hour is the prologue, which you can play by yourself in bots, and and you can play the whole thing with bots. But I feel like the way that game goes, the way they throw the enemies, the the, the amount of enemies they throw at you, you need humans to really help you like traverse that world because you could get murked easily. They they just swarm the screen with crazy. Uh, as you see here in, 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 in this trailer, same thing in Dark Tide, but like the graphics, I, I've only played on PC, obviously, because only the PC version's out on Game Pass, but beautiful, beautiful <laughs> game. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to try it out, That's it's cool. on Game Pass PC. Mm-hmm. On PC. Interesting. What's that? No, I'm just saying there's well, you know, you know. Visual, it Visually, next year. visually, Space Marines 2 looks spectacular, year. though. Yes. I'm super. I'm personally super excited absolutely, for all for all the uh, all the horror themed games that we got coming up. They're showing horror mm -hmm. fans a lot of love lately. Um, you know, Cali Callisto Protocol. Speak on it. Speak on it, it John. What 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 dude, game do you look forward to? Yeah. Um, back to to start with 2022, man. Everybody's pretty much said all the top games. You know that that it, that obviously everybody tried out and 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 ran through and they absolutely deserve a place to be mentioned by every everyone in the community but um you know I, i'll give some love to a game like Callisto protocol because my favorite generation of gaming is the xbox 360 and ps3 during those days and what you what 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 i appreciate um especially now considering the time that i have to play games are your linear eight to ten hour solid you know games that have a story to be told beginning middle uh, end you know yeah. and i yeah. and and sometimes i'm in the mood for that um and callisto for some reason it, it it was perfect it was exactly what i was in the in the mood for and what i had the time to play so it really made me kind of miss kind of those type of games you know what i'm saying um uh, next year we got you know i'll start off i'm a huge wrestling fan so right off the bat aew uh fight forever uh supposedly it's 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 borrowing heavily from the Nintendo 64 days, the no more the no mercies of the world and stuff like that. That was like the golden age of wrestling games. I remember having get-togethers with my cousins and we would 
have matches over championships and stuff every week. So it was a big thing for us. We're going to all get together and play the AEW game when it comes out. Um, Resident Evil 4 remake, man, is the big one for me next year. Uh, it's honestly the the one that I'm most excited for. Um, even, you know, I, I, I am very excited for Starfield and it does, but I, I kind of have, I've put it in my mind where I'm setting expectations. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if, if you, if you set the expectations to be so high that Starfield is going to be this new thing that no one has ever seen before, experienced before, I think that you're setting yourself so for disappointment to be honest with you i think that you need to understand that the game is 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 going to be from the time that they're taking and the delays that they did i i think that ultimately it's going to end up being a good thing for the game because i think that the game when it when it releases um whenever it releases in 2023 i think it's going to be the best version of that game um where if it would have released earlier this year you're probably going to get one of your traditional bug festa games uh, that that's being real so I kind of might have, still get that, but <laughs> we'll maybe, see. but, but oh, I, varying like to, degrees of bug fest is what I like. More time is better. We I, get you. I'd like to, I'd like to think, no, no, but, that, but, but, but John makes a point. John makes a point The the, 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 the later the version, the better the chance of the game being good. So continue, John. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think that with that state of mind going into it, Realistic expectations. I think the game's going to deliver. I, I hearing Todd Todd Howard speak on the latest interview that he did. I think he understands that this is a big deal, and he's not taking it lightly. And neither is is Microsoft. So I think that they're going to deliver on that. I'll give him I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Diablo Four, as uh, Everborn and and Umbra mentioned, it's up there right below Resident Evil Four for me. Um, you got Suicide Squad. Uh, Slomo's right. Um, it's right now. It's a little suspect, okay. But I'm still excited for it because, man, Rocksteady, the the level of pedigree that they're bringing, that they bring to this industry with, with that Batman franchise, that they completely revolutionized superhero games. I they got they got my benefit of the doubt. I think that also I'm optimistic on that title. Uh, Atomic Heart looks like the next evolution of Bioshock. Uh, Kay Asante, I think you've been high on that game as well. Um, and Spider-Man 2 is going to close out the year probably. That's going to be Sony's Absolutely. big game, which they're they're going to deliver on that too. Insomniac and um, at, at the end at at the end of next year, I think that there is so much. This is, I think that 2023 can be. It's going to be it's going to be summarized as the year that everything that got delayed finally came out. And it's going to be just one thing after another, one thing after another, because, uh, you know, as much as we 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 don't really downplay it as a community, but we got to mention it. The 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 pandemic really, really delayed things here. We're we're two years. I, I would consider two years delayed, you know, because of the pandemic. So I think 2023, man, is finally the year, the breakout year, uh, the breakout year for a lot of things, for a lot of games, for a lot of developers. And I, I am an Xbox-centric gamer. I do believe that 2023 is finally this year where Xbox gets over the hump, where you start seeing uh, these titles come out on, on a cadence that, that they become dependable, that you can say, hey, you know what? Xbox is, is starting to, to hit their stride here. Um, that, that's what I think. And, and you know, we got we to gotta talk about it, right? The, the ABK deal next year. 
it, it's it's more than likely hopefully well, going to close yeah, that, that's, or it's going to get the denied. Piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you know we'll get there yeah. and 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 we'll talk about that. But that that's gonna that's gonna dominate the headlines again, unfortunately, until until this gets settled because every week it's a little nugget it's a little nugget so 2023 is going to be super super good man super hyped for it and there's a lot of good games coming guys yeah it's gonna be like a golden year of gaming i think so tay we did kind of say that when we were coming into 2022 (laughs) and then everything out of 2022 got pushed to 2023 so we'll see what happens indeed Oh, why well, be a downer? So, Ty, I, I don't know if you're here, Ty. Uh, uh, you, yeah, I'm still here. You're 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 off uh, off video. Yes, awesome. How about you give us your take? Uh, the game that that literally took your life this this year, right? The game that, that that you can say by all accounts you played so much of that that's your game, and the game what any 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 platform that you are excited about for 2023. Something that maybe we all know, something that maybe we don't know. Shoot, go for it. Um, so for for 2022, it has to be Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, I was I was actually quite disappointed that it didn't win um, RPG of the Year, but I mean I get it. Elder Ring was there, so I mean it was always going to hard to take that down. But um, I think Monolith Soft did an amazing job. I think if you play the the first um, Xenoblade game, the second one as well, like you can see like they're just improving every single like um, sequel they make, right? And I think um, from a Nintendo perspective, anyway, it's probably one of the best um, first party studios. And the Xenoblade IP is probably one of the the best um, um, first party games out there. So Xenoblade for sure for me. Um, twenty twenty three is going to be, and, and that's part three for this year. Sorry, can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. I, th- I think we have a bit of a delay in, in this. Yeah, we have. No, I hear him. I hear him just You're fine. Saying, so for twenty twenty. Oh, then it might be me. It might be my connection. Uh, uh, so you're saying 2022 Xenoblade Chronicles Three is your game of the year? Yeah. My correct. question is, you played that on the Switch, right? But on the Switch, okay. yeah. I played that on the Steam Deck, and it was very good. <laughs> I played. You that know, I, you know that transition. Yeah. To be I honest, you. Um, you have to learn this thing about Asante is that anytime you mention a Switch game, oh, you will oh, not okay, mention miss the opportunity to tell you, well, I. Play the game. <laughs> on a, on a oh, superior and every time you and, and and one thing you also learn about better. me every time it you deserves to be switch, mentioned. I must call it the abacus because that's what it is. It is an abacus. They need to upgrade it, and until they do, I will. But not tell me though, it. like so, so for example, sir, when you play Xenoblade Chronicles three on the on the um on the Steam Deck, like what what are the major improvements overall? Mm-hmm. I mean, smooth, 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 solid sixty frames per second like okay. locked you know no graphical hitches no pop-ins you know smooth locked 60 frames uh if you want to change up your control scheme you can literally go into the background and make any button do anything else you want it's very much a that dynamic solution mm-hmm. for it it's pretty did good you, did you enjoy the game oh yeah absolutely it? i think it's absolutely great i haven't finished through it yet because i'm uh i'm doing it in sips you know little by little but mm-hmm. every time i continue playing it i'm always like i'm stunned at the fact that this thing works as well as it does emulated every mm-hmm. time see i don't think he's playing the game for the game on the steam deck he's just trying to see if he can get it to work and then moving on to the next game no 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 no! don't 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 get me wrong there everborn saga there are games yeah. that, that i play just to be like hey does this work you know the old school stuff sure but like I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and then emulated it. 
I, like, I'm not paying $60 for a game just for experiment. I wanted to play the game. <laughs> I bought it on doing it the, right the way. Switch and then moved the SD card. I've I've spent sixty you know, so there, and sometimes seventy dollars on a lot of games that ended up being experiments. On experiments, yeah. <laughs> on experiments. Horizon I, Forbidden. Yeah. This is not no. that for me. Oh. I actually genuinely do like Xenoblade Chronicle Three. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, such a top tier um, MRPG, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to what, not even just Xenoblade to anything Monolith Soft brings out. Um, I think they tell great stories. Um, I don't know if you you got to certain chapters in Xenoblade Chronicles Three, but like it, it's a very um, emotional game. It, it definitely makes you think about certain things. So like you know, they, they have a good way of taking you on a, on a wild roller coaster, right? Um, so for twenty twenty three, I mean, there's Redfall. The, there's a few games I'm interested in, but it's primarily going to be Starfield. Um, sci-fi anything to do with space and to do with like flying ships talking to aliens like you know that's me but also, also from a story perspective i mean you know I, after you massive tried no man's sky just a quick aside no I, and the reason why no man's sky doesn't really catch my attention is because it lacks the rpg elements for me it lacks that kind of story perspective i just see it as a huge mm-hmm. sandbox kind of game which is fine for those people who are interested in that but for me not really and, you know, after coming off Mass Effect, if you ask me, like, you know, who would you want to make an RPG um, sci-fi game? And I would have just said Bethesda, you know, because what, what they did with Skyrim was amazing. And I think that's where um, I think um, sorry, I think Everbone was saying it, that, like, this is extremely important. I think it's probably the most important game next year. I think we know, we know what to expect from yes. Spider-Man. We know what to expect from from any any other developer coming out there but i think this is not just for microsoft like it's, it's gonna be big for game pass that's number one it's gonna be big for microsoft and i think it kind of tells it's te- obviously microsoft it tells like hey we're actually playing the game now you know this is us entering into this um you know going going out sony and, and nintendo but i think from a gaming perspective like what so what game is gonna moment for microsoft for Xbox, yeah exactly you know what game is gonna come out that could potentially let's say do what elden ring did do what breath of the wild did i, I don't see many names oh. in 2023 that could he do said that elden ring that's that's a babe ruth like pointing towards the dugout right there Ooh, that is some it big is shoes but, but you know there. the only two right. companies that elden I, ring sorry. came out and, and and literally killed everything but you see the, the right. only three companies i think that can do that right now is um is um is cd project red is um and Bethesda, really, okay. because they're the two guys out there who I think they can make top tier class RPG games that can like take it, take it, take it, take it to the next level. And no I think Obsidian. Basically... Sorry, no Obsidian. The reason why I wouldn't say Obsidian is because I don't know. Like, okay, so what what was the last game they made? Our world. I'm not too sure if I I, I would have them have, have a cautious approach, right? So. I think they're I think they're great developers, but to kind of give them let's say okay, you give them all that finance and you say okay, fine, make it out of Wars three. I don't want them to go crazy at it, right? I want them to kind of take their time. So with, with Bethesda, I feel like they know that they they know what they're doing, hundred percent. I think they've made huge games. They, they have um, a pedigree in this situation in this um, field before, right? So obviously we look at Skyrim. I think if anyone's gonna do that, if anyone's gonna recapture that kind of flame that The Witcher three did, um, Skyrim did um it's got it's gonna be bethesda so i think it's I important for the for, for, um, it's important for the industry 
So I'm really looking at them for that. I think it's them who's going to change things up. Like obviously we play um, God of War Ragnarok, but I think it's just a, it's an evolution of the first one, right? Whereas I think Starfield could be a whole new thing. Uh, so that that's why that's my game of the sorry that's why 2023 I'm looking forward to that game. Cool, perfect. I don't know if there's a delay. Uh, Can so, you guys hear me? So I think I'm having yeah, a, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm 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 having a delay issue. It's it's not you. It's me. I'm going to 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 step out and then step back in real quick. Uh, while I do, Mr. Everborn Saga, please regale the audience. I'll be right back. What I want to hear from you, sir, is we are uh, and we're still talking games. But what I want to hear is, uh, and let me put this on the screen real quick before before I go. I want to hear, like, because we've been hearing uh, every time this year uh, in this year of news, we keep hearing about this whole Bethesda about this whole uh, thing with. Uh, oh, hold on, what am I doing here? Yeah. About this whole thing with the ABK stuff and Brad Smith and all this. You keep saying, Everborn, that next year the news will be coming hot and heavier. A lot more is coming out because there's a lot more to be discussed. Tell us what your hypothesis hypothesis is on when it's coming, how it's coming. Are we talking the whole year or is this going to be over by the, 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 the second half of 2023? Please. And okay. I want to jump out and jump back. Uh, you might want to hear that, but I'm just going to talk about Sonic Frontiers the whole time. No, I'm joking. It's a joke. We'll talk about this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. All right. So where do I start? So uh, I this is a link to a video that um, Bloomberg Technology did with. Uh, well, he, he's not on the screen anymore. But anyway, Brad yeah, I knew that was going to happen when he right. when he leaves. His his shared screen's going to leave with him. Yeah, yeah, he took his ball and went home. But uh, so Brad Smith does an interview. He sits down with Bloomberg Technology and he sort of makes the case for why he thinks Microsoft should be able to close the deal, which obviously he's Brad Smith. It's his job to get this deal over the line. And he said uh, some things in that interview that hurt a lot of people's feelings. So and I, they were all facts. And they were yeah, all facts. I posted the video... And this is one of my higher traffic tweets of the year. Um, I think it send, has like send 100... me that send me that thing, and I'll I'll put it I'll put it uh, on the screen. There's a there was a hundred over a hundred retweets, a thousand likes, fifty six thousand views, um, and comments. There's a couple of hundred comments or whatever, and people are crying that um, Brad Smith said. Um, you know, basically it looked like they're trying to portray Microsoft as weak in the industry because Brad Smith said they're last place. And he said, we need this to compete. Now, I get it. People will say, you know, they had 20 years to compete. They're a big tech company. But again, that doesn't change the market, right? They are last place in the market. Now, the fact that they got there through their own lack of investment or whatever else, you can have that conversation, but they are last place in the market, right? And my thing is, if you weren't mad at uh, Mr. Jim Dance Moves Ryan for crying and saying, if Microsoft gets Activision, we won't be able to compete because that's just business and he needs to further his own business ends, how can you then be crying and in your feelings about Brad Smith um, saying something that will further his own business needs, right? It's weird. So let's just come back to what we're talking about here. Um, 
the FTC led by Lena Khan uh, has moved to sue in order to block the deal. Oh, they quoted my what tweet. What the hell? Look at that. Look at that. I just I just happened to pull up a, tw- a, a, a a website for the link, which is Microsoft's own on FT on MSFT site, right? And guess who they quoted? <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> that Hilarious. <laughs> so, okay, so again, way to end the year. Okay, keep going. Go ahead. So I, I, didn't even, I, I did like, not plan this. It's like <laughs> I kicked the hornet's nest, right? Oh, man, that's amazing. Um, and all the the tears, all the wow. tears, and the retweets, and all that. It's crazy. Like I had to mute my Twitter notifications because so many people were commenting on this. Now, um. Here's the here's the, the the facts here, right? Um, we've seen a lot of people speak on this, and I'm not talking about your usual uh, Twitter business analysts. I'm talking about people, former chairs of the FTC, former uh, lawyers. In fact, the lawyer who prosecuted prosecuted Microsoft in the '90s for their antitrust case has said that the FTC's case is weak because it does not rely on any numbers. It relies on assertions. And, um, you know, if this were to go in front of a federal judge, maybe a federal judge would be less sympathetic. So that's the reason they're going to their own um, internal administrative judge, administrative law judge. So the thing is, um, Microsoft now has to get the deal over the line in the other regulatory jurisdictions. And if they if they do that, um, then here's the chess move here. This is how this is how Everborn predicts this thing is going to play out. This uh, lawsuit, being that it's not with a federal judge, uh, being that it's in their own internal court, nothing the FTC has done technically stops Microsoft from closing this deal if they get the approvals in the other jurisdictions, right? Uh, so the only way to stop that is if um, the FTC moves for a preliminary injunction. But in order to get that, they would have to go in front of a federal judge. They haven't done this now, right? Because the deal is not closing eminently. You have to be eminently closing for a federal judge to even consider this. So what I think happens is Microsoft... um, gets the 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 deal over the line in the cma in the eu in china and wherever else and then they move to close the deal that will force the ftc's hand to either move for a preliminary injunction which would get the 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 case in front of a judge faster or allow microsoft to close the deal and then argue in court post-merger to try to unwind it right Yep. yep Now, there's two questions there. Um, Does the FTC, led by Lena Khan, uh, do they they take the bait, right? Do they go for the preliminary injunction so that they can get in front of a federal judge? Or do they let Microsoft close the deal and then have Microsoft have to go in front of a judge who may be less sympathetic that they didn't wait to close it? Right. Mm. And the reason the date, because this is very important here too, the date for where Microsoft can go in front of this administrative law judge uh, is not until August 2nd. Right. 
the current deal runs until July 18th or something like that. So Microsoft and Activision would now have to, you know, just extend the agreement. It's not a huge deal, but it may require another vote. And who knows what the Activision shareholders will do? Because if you're paying attention to that stock, uh, a lot of analysts are saying that uh, Activision is undervalued and they recommend it as a buy whether or not the deal goes through. Why is and that? A, a, a quick aside on that. A quick as- and I'll let you continue. The, like That is a very interesting place to, that, that Activision finds itself because it seems that before Microsoft was ready to buy them, they were slipping down in human hell, right? With with all the, 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 the Kotex stuff and all of this. But since Microsoft came in, and 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 uh, stopped that narrative, right? Now all of a sudden the stocks are rebounding. Now all of a sudden ABK looks good again. My question, everyone, and please continue: If this situation presents itself, and and now that it looks different, people go screw this deal. The stock looks good again. Buy? Are we not going to go right back down to that slippery slope with ABK well, well, and, and, well, and, and Bobby Kotak? Well, here's the thing: Why analysts are recommending Activision as a buy? because analysts believe that they've gone back to the fundamentals, right? If you look at when the offer was made, they were coming off of all the bad like lawsuits and uh, personnel things. They were coming off of Vanguard being a mediocre release, right? Yeah. Uh, people were leaving uh, World of Warcraft in droves. Um, they hadn't released Diablo Immortal, and a lot of people were not happy about the fact that they were focusing on that mobile game. But now, and, and then Diablo 4 and Overwatch were delayed, right? That's the environment they found themselves in. But if you look at how 2022 has played out for the company, Overwatch, biggest launch of all time, right? Or, or for that franchise, right? Uh, same thing with Call of Duty. People seem to be excited again about World of Warcraft. Everybody, like... Diablo Immortal is printing money, and then Diablo 4 is about to come out. So it could be that Activision says, listen, we'll take our $3 billion and, and take our chances if, mm. if we meet that deadline. So that, I think that deadline is very important, and that's why they're going to push to get the thing closed in other places. But they may say, listen, it's $95 a share. We want to get out of this thing. We'll give you, you know, a couple of more months to get this thing over the line. I don't know. Uh but I do want to talk about Lena Khan for a second, right? Okay. And, and a lot of people seemed surprised at what the FTC did. And apparently Brad Smith <clears throat> was su- surprised because they didn't even sit down and talk about potential remedies for what they were, um, for, for the problems that the FTC saw, right? And it seems like a decision was made not really based on the merits or the numbers but based was <clears throat> made based on the size of the deal meaning we don't like you microsoft you're big tech we don't like big, big tech, tech bad let's fill in right? the background later. and and, yes. and something to think about here with lena khan where why you should have expected this is um she's 33 years old i'm not saying that speaks i'm sure she's smarter than me uh that means but, she might be a gamer Oh, maybe saying. she's a play. Maybe she's a PlayStation gamer. Anyway, she, she no, but that's, gamer, not, just saying. that's not what I'm saying. Old, the thing to think gamer. about, though, is that um, youngest person ever assigned to this role, mm-hmm. and she was a law professor at Columbia before mm-hmm. uh, taking on this role. Why is mm-hmm. that important? 
Speak we, about we her talk, thesis. We, 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 her, her thesis was literally against how big tech is ruining the economy, and it focused on Amazon, right? But that's besides the point. Um, since, since she has taken office, and a lot of people don't realize this, she came in in 2021 after the deal was announced. It was already announced. Right? Yeah. And when she comes in, um, like she has said she doesn't mind losing cases. She doesn't mind bringing cases that will... Um, she doesn't mind spending the, 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 the American taxpayer's money to, to, to further right. whatever needs but, to be but, yeah. but but he, But here's the problem about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because they see value in testing the bounds of the law. And why wouldn't a law professor who has been living in theory... Now, who now has a chance to look at these things in practice? So what go you're and saying take is that theory to test with, the bounds what of the you, law. What, what, what you're saying is she's been playing with monopoly money all this time. Now she finally gets to use real cash. Hell right. no, she's not going to. So, she's not going to so, do that. So effectively, it doesn't matter whether mm. the case is strong. And keep people keep focusing on well, this doesn't feel right or fair. And mm. what's right and fair doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is going to be the results here. And if the process takes two years to play out, does Microsoft as well as Activision still have the appetite to uh, do this deal? And that is the answer. I don't know. And, you know, it could be that the deal, because they still say they're confident that it will close this year, although I don't hear them saying fiscal 23, which is June for them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're saying 23 now. Um, and... Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to the, the point that you're making real quick, If I, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but since they did not file that preliminary injunction, right, Microsoft should, could just be like, well, the CMA and, the, and, the, FT, and the, the EU have both agreed with us. Let's keep it moving. When you're ready to have this fight, FTC, we got, we, we got well, the gloves for it. Well, that could ha happen. They'd have mm. to slightly amend the contract because as it stands sure. now, the contract They need says all three. Yep. They need all three approval. Yep. But does do the Microsoft shareholders want to go through with a deal, with a transaction that requires them to spend nearly $70 billion in cash for an mm. asset that will still be in limbo potentially for another two years? Or do they want to know if it's theirs, it's theirs? I don't know the answer to that. So are you leaning more on the side of not? I'm sorry, Ty, Ty, go ahead. I was going to say, I got a question for you. Um, yes, you, you mentioned their appetite. Do you think that's also based on their um, secondary plan? Like, do they have someone lined up who can tick the boxes that they want in terms of mobile and, you know, um, legacy titles? Uh, you mean Microsoft? Yeah, Microsoft, yeah. Um, assuming assuming uh, ABK falls flat, plan B. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's an interesting question as well, because if we look at the way regulators are posturing around the world, especially while uh, with the current sort of administration that's in the FTC, the current makeup of that commission, it seems like they don't want any acquisitions to happen. And you, even if you're buying a smaller, you know, my dream is they get Sega. Uh, but even if you bought something smaller, they may push back anyway. Right now, I do I do understand that you really can't make the arguments they're making for anyone but Activision, right? Uh, maybe you can I, make as it for you EA, already, but as you can already attest, the arguments they're making for Activision is kind of weak sauce. 
So they might be able to make other arguments for other things, whether right. it be one developer or a big publisher. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, if you, if you make the like the, the arguments you're making for Activision Blizzard, yeah, they're not strong, right? So if they, let's say Microsoft takes a step back, and then you bring in an EA, for example, at this point, is it more like, okay, if you're going to make the same arguments, now you're just taking the piss. You're kind of, like, pushing it a bit too much. But I don't. I don't think they care. I, now I should mention this. Uh, Gamefly in the in the chat. Yeah, that was absolutely. one of the points I wanted to come to. So there's a case coming that's already been argued to the Supreme Court. Uh, Axon versus the Federal Trade Commission. Now with this, they're slow walking. That's, that's right. the lawsuit, right? Yeah. Right. So the the argument is to basically get rid of the administrative law judge process. So where if the FTC sees an issue with the case they're reviewing, it must go directly to a federal judge instead of going to their own in-house um, uh, administrative law judge. And that's the FTC's law judge. And whatever that judge decides, the, yeah. F, uh, the FTC can overrule, can, overrule can appeal, yeah. can appeal yeah. their own judge's um, uh, decision and then you have to go to a court for another year for that appeal and then from then you can appeal that appeal to yeah. a federal judge it's, and it's now kind you've of like it's kind of like that that process is kind of like internal navel gazing to waste your time a bit before you get to the actual law, the, the actual judge that matters it's a lot so of here's bureaucracy thing. a lot yeah. of bureaucracy yes. for nothing and here's and here's the thing if this is a battle of ideologies right because like everborn like you've just explained everything you did a great job all the all the scenarios all the complexities of the decisions that are being made here and why trying to figure out why 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 is this where it is today the the thing is is that the FTC is has been assigned to do a task they are not completing that task as they have uh, as they're supposed to and it's being led by a person with an ideology that, uh, to me, seems like she wants to overwrite the whole system. We need to reevaluate the way that this is done. And we're going to start setting examples, even if we lose in court. Understood. That's fine. If she's been given the power, I guess, if she wants to abuse it that way, she can do so. I just want all of you to answer this one question for me, because I thought that this is what this is all about. If Microsoft... Let's say that this acquisition were to go through and Microsoft would have said, Call of Duty is not going to release any more on PlayStation or Nintendo or Steam at all. Okay. And we're going to keep it all to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Would PlayStation go out of business because of that? Of course not. Nope. Would Nintendo go out of business with Steam? No one would go out of business because of this deal. So the part that's frustrating about it, right, is that, and, and, and I like the, I like where, what brad here is doing the argument that he's creating their stance on it is that now he's using what the ftc has put in front of them against them because they're he's using their own arguments okay so you guys don't want to use nintendo as a player here okay so now guess what now all of a sudden sony has a bigger piece of the pie now you guys are are you guys going to be okay with sony owning 70 percent of the industry is that going to be okay with you? Oh, now you want to play these games? Okay, well, and, Sony and has... Nintendo basically being an effective monopoly because in your world they don't—they're not part of the pie, so they're their own they're, pie. They're, the thing is, is that it, this is again what's frustrating here. 
the way that this is I'm perceiving this is that Lena Khan does not want any big company, especially big tech, to make any acquisitions. And that's not the way that the world works, unfortunately. Well, well the thing is though, because I and I don't I I and when we talk about these things, I don't want to make it fully about like the one individual, right? Because yeah. the reason they were able to move to sue is because the vote was three to one, right? This is the this is the vision that the at the moment anyway the Democrats have, and I'm not like yeah. trying to be political, and, 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 but it, and, and I'm saying it's point, bigger than than Lena Khan, right? To your point, Everborn, she has a boss, and the boss likes what she's doing; otherwise, she would be replaced. She was there, right. like everything that Everborn has said, her history. She was a law clerk. She she has a thesis. We It's all public. You can read it. She's literally telegraphed what she's going to do when you put her in office. And then you put her in office. And she's literally and, doing what she said she would. And, so and, clearly the boss likes the job. And, and the other thing is, right, I know that we have a dog in this fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we pay attention to the industry. So some of the things that people who don't usually speak on this industry say seem patently ridiculous to us yeah, yeah. however you know i don't think most of us would care if we had someone we we probably agree that big tech especially companies like you know google or facebook have too much power and use that power or could use that power in untoward ways and they need to be checked so if you know if we're on board with that view and a person who wants to kind of you know put all of big tech on notice gets a deal in front of them that is the largest or second largest company in the world depending on the trading day that wants to buy the largest publisher in the world they're gonna have an issue with it so for me my view is if microsoft has the right of it and i believe in this case they do then they'll be fine but you know if if the ftc is is cracking down on big tech you know, I say more power to them. I, I, I don't I agree. I don't agree. And and you just have to you just have to point to the way that the Brazilian regulators handled this. That is doing their homework. That is actually regulating well, you, you, and looking you know into what? that. You space. know what, John? You know what, John? I will I will stand with Everborn a little bit on this. I agree with what you're saying, John, and you're right. But I think what Everborn is saying is that's the backdrop in which this case came into her lap right she was brought into this space to deal with big bad tech and then a big bad tech showed up now where i agree with you john is it doesn't matter what your mandate is when you came into that office you must handle every case on a case-by-case -case basis and even if you want to make the case of big tech bad you must make sure that the the evidence leads to big tech bad instead of saying big tech bad first and then trying to fill in the gaps she, later she, which the is the same reason it, and the thing is is that the same criticism that we were giving elon a little while ago abusing mm. that power mm -hmm. just just not just blindfully doing things yeah. uh, it's kind of like on the same energy level here right where it's kind of like okay you have this company which but by all means okay you have your concerns mm -hmm. you, you're looking out for the little guy okay whatever okay so they're, they're even willing to make these concessions with the biggest concerns but you don't even give them uh you don't even you give, don't them even give them a, a chance a time yes you don't it, it's like it doesn't that, make sense that part and, right there 
that's what shows us that they're there for ideology and they don't fill in the gaps, right? If they, and do you think, they, do you think that's actually okay though? I think my, no, my main my, the question for not. you guys would be um, like the idea of knowing that this is probably gonna fail, but I just want to do this to send you a message to send everyone a message. Do you think yeah. that's actually like, you know what Ty? you should do? You know what Ty? The funny thing about what you're saying there at first. I thought, oh man, they they have the poison pill here because, yeah, we we all know based on based on our own reading of it, based on all the experts that are coming that that are that are weighing in on it, we all know that off the bat, Lena and and her FTC don't have a case like fully when you when you go all the way through, but what they do have is the process, and they're gonna try and use that process to still get what they want, right? Right. So initially, so, so, so to, to to your to to your point. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are. This is getting lost on a lot of people. I think they don't have to have a winning case. Yeah. If your goal yeah. is to stop the deal, you can gum up the works to the point Which where is what it becomes they're doing. unappetizing. To Which is exactly what the parties doing. involved. But everyone, here's the thing that makes that that surprises me because I think I've t- I've talked to you about this. We've been back and forth about it, like how we think this will play out. And I was far on one side, and I'm far, and it's back and forth because. The tools that 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 Lena Khan and the FTC used to try and thread this needle were so bad on the face of it that even other regulatory bodies had to step back and go, "Nah, player, we ain't with you. We're gonna come and well, actually, right?" It's a, and don't because, put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, that's right. And because they have well actually them, now I don't think that that poison pill that Khan was trying to give them, they want to take. Right. Well, I mean, because- it, it, even even though all that, I, I think at the end of the day, and she mm-hmm. said it herself, like she doesn't care about losing cases. That's They're right. Going, there, I, I think that if this does go, mm-hmm. does actually make it to court, Microsoft doesn't drop out, and and you know they'll they'll try to appeal and try to de- stall and delay and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like if they actually just lose, she still ended up doing what what, what she, she wanted, wanted to do. To do. Sure. What she wanted to do was yeah. to get big tech. To now say, oh wait a minute! If we acquire X no. uh, company, we're gonna have to deal with this. Yep. And do yep. we want to do that? They, they want you. She wants. She wants that you to have pause before you go forward with your right. decision. Right. So, 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 yeah. here, so to to your point, slow mo. The idea yeah. is, if we can do this to Microsoft, yep. Again, the second biggest company in the world, who actually has a good case against us. And yep. still slow them down like this. What are we gonna do to you, Facebook? Right. Yep. <laughs> it's the president. Right. Well, isn't and, it? And um... To that Facebook point, if this was Facebook behind this, uh, behind this, would we be upset? Would we be in the same level of vitriol? I would. I would defend Facebook here because if a deal makes sense, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, a deal makes sense. If it was Sony right answer, that so. had the money, yes. if Sony had the money to do it. I would be saying the same thing, Why the, the same exact yeah. thing. I wouldn't be because, as passionate because I'm not as in, you know, enthralled <laughs> well, with Facebook. But I well, agree that yeah, we would still care. It, it, and Facebook just, actually is dealing with this right now. True, true. Yes. It's, Does it actually it's, matter it's though? Um, so, for example, like she, well, she's gonna be out in like three years. Like, uh, isn't that the way you guys political system works? Yeah, like she, it depends. Yeah. As soon as that. Like is the next administration going to keep her on? Is that the, the way it normally depend, works? Depends on the administration. Like if, if if another administration that's favorable to her chooses to keep her, they can. If they choose to, they can get rid of her. Even yeah, the current a, administration can it, choose. It to depends on if if they think it, she did a bad job. It it depends too on on the approach of whoever's making these decisions. Are they pro business or because the thing is is that look I 
everybody agrees that there's a certain threshold here. It's not it's not willfully turning your eye on anything. Can things always be revamped, reviewed a little bit better? Yes, right? But this is the extreme. Like there's there's ways of doing it and from going to from 0 to 100 is is never good in anything. And I think that this deal is is a casualty like you guys are are eloquently saying it. It is a casualty and it's a shame because what happens here is that it it goes into an argument that and and debate that's being being had on Twitter where in in there there's a certain section of Twitter that believes that Ken Kutaragi and Sony wrote the Bible on competition <laughs> in in the gaming in the gaming at, um, landscape, right? Oh, this is how you have to do it. Ken Kutaragi wrote it on on its scripture. Nobody well, on the on, on the, the 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 parchment <laughs> on the yeah, ancient yeah. parchment. It's <laughs> like like I get I get the point that hey, you know what? Sony throughout twenty years has 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 you know. Uh, captured these devs and they've organically grown. I get all that, and kudos to them. They've done yeah, but that's absolutely also not magnificent. True, but, yeah, that's but, also a misnomer. They but, did a lot of purchases in the beginning. But but the thing is, again, this misconception and in the middle is, and towards the end. But that ahead. there's this Bible <laughs> that there's 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 these ten commandments of of, of, uh-huh. of comp- competing in the games industry is it's a little bit ridiculous. You know, every company is going to do the best thing in their power that they feel that, hey, this is a way that we can compete. Microsoft, they do have the advantage of, of the wallet. OK, so they do have the funds. Call it if, if Activision's available and they're trying to grow in the gaming space. I just don't see why people are so against that. Like they're just like, oh, oh, anyone but Xbox, anyone but but Microsoft. Why? You, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing at Nintendo right well, you now. Know why? Yeah, and that's the part that it just doesn't make sense. So I think that just the overall, when you look at the landscape of this deal, I, I again the question that I asked in the beginning is what everybody should look at. Would well, any well, this, of these companies go uh, to go out of business if Call of Duty was exclusive? And that's that's it's simple. I, it, that's what's frustrating about it. Well, this um. <laughs> I, I is this going to be a situation Kermit where is being uh, facetious here? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Ty. No, I'll, I'll let you speak. I hope Darth Darth Kermit is being facetious. He says, "Stop the cap." Sony didn't buy any studios; they cultivated them. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. So uh, obviously, like this is her just going after big tech. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll just think, and it's, it's to it's to put big tech on notice, which is which sounds fair. But I guess my I was just thinking. But in three or four years' time, if that administration leaves, and obviously, like it's not, they just it's just going to be a pause, right? So, for example, if this deal deal falls apart, well, Microsoft still wants to get a publisher, so they're just going to say, okay, fine, let's wait until this um this political party is gone, and then when they're gone, now we make a bid for EA or whoever it may be. Like, is it really going to like stop big tech from actually doing things as soon as she's gone? Well, to, uh, to, I'll take it a step further, right? Right now, again, it comes back to this Axon versus FTC case. And I know this started before she was in office, I believe. Uh, But the judges that are looking at this right now, we're talking about a Supreme Court that was filled with three conservative seats by the previous administration. You're talking about a Supreme Court that has, um, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, right? They have um, Neil Gorsuch. There's they no way this goes up, goes up to there and it right? does not come come through. They got Thomas on there, right? So um, 
hilarious that his name is Thomas, but that's a uh, conversation for another day. Um, you mean anyway. Uncle Thomas? Continue, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I didn't say that. You said that. Uh, <laughs> but but my point is, um, in, in the view of them also seeing the moves that the FTC is making now, right, under her tenure, while this um, conservative majority Supreme Court is seeing these headlines of that those aggressive actions while they're weighing does the FTC has too much power is it possible that those aggressive actions could lead to the declawing of the FTC, FTC and yeah. have a negative effect uh versus what was intended I mean that is if I can see a situation like that happen, and now we're heading into political territory. But I can. No, see I'm not talking like about that. political. I'm talking about no, no. But hear me, hear me, hear me. Right? Hear me. I didn't make any. I, I can see that. That, that is political right. because they're but on listen, the other side of the aisle from her. That's right. Yeah. If if this fails and they see they see it fail miserably, and at the same time another administration enters the fray, that could be what they need to then declaw the FTC because look what she did. With it. Right? No, no, no. I don't think a, de right a democratic. Now. I don't think a democratic. Uh, I don't think a democratic regime will declaw the FTC because no, th but this that's is working not my in question, their though. That's not my question. I'm talking about the Axon versus mm -hmm. FTC case. Also, you're, you're saying if it, if it succeeds, now, right? And I'm saying they are deliberating whether the FTC can have this administrative process that 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 uh, yeah, before they, they you can, can go federal, right? So again, if they're looking at the statements coming out of the FTC right now while they are deliberating on whether the FTC should have as much power as it does, it, are these aggressive actions going to influence them to say, yes, the FTC mm. does have too much power. So, and so, so what you're these saying, actions could actually have the, the so what you're negative effect of what- Basically what Microsoft was doing which was trying to be slow and quiet and calm down because we don't want the FTC to see what we're doing while they're deliberating. Because Lena's out there with the mouth and we, we're ready to just test it and waste money while, while the FTC's power is also being deliberated, they could take those words as, all right, we need, we need to shut her down. And in, and in doing so, declaw the FTC as a whole. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Does the, do these actions run that risk? Why? And uh, again, it depends on who's adjudicating context, it that. One. Yeah, but you know who's adjudicating it, right? We know who the Supreme Court is made up of right now. True, true, true. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, and the Supreme they are Court also is basically there. Trump. They're also there. Um, it's, this isn't just something that affects big tech. Like in the future, this could be something that affects big oil. It could be something that affects other yeah. uh, rich organizations. And, and we gotta understand the kind of like you know government that we have. It's not run to to do things fairly for the American people. You know, Merit it's run to do things fairly of. for the people who who got me into this position in this office in the first place. The people who paid for my campaign. Those are the people that I look out for. So, and and that's across the aisle. That's whether it's conservative or or or, or liberal. They yeah, all yep, they absolutely. all back the people who put them there. And yep. so in that case when you have uh, judges who have been placed there by particular people who who are of a certain certain political agenda you gotta wonder it's almost kind of like the whole filibuster thing 
you know, like like when it comes to Congress. It's like, oh, we got like the filibuster is stopping this particular party from making the changes they want to make. But then when they have the a- actual ability to get rid of the filibuster, they don't do it. Of course they don't. <laughs> because they want to use that filibuster too when it comes when it, when they're in their Indeed. opposite position. And so, so before hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we and we're heading to the end of this episode, but before we continue, I want to allow Mr. Infinite Umbra to step away because the man is at time. Umbra, I appreciate you being here, sir. I love seeing your rise. I love seeing your growth. You know, you started on this show and you just went to the top. I appreciate you being here for 2022. We'll have you back in 2023, of course. But before you leave, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You know, uh, as long as Elon is not stopping you, tell them the spaces they can keep, keep up with your <laughs> ongoings. And we're going we're gonna to keep chopping it up with you in 2023, good sir. Go ahead. I can tell Elon, you know, my space is our safe space. So he, he don't have to dip out of there if he comes in there and join us, you know. Just talk about gaming. I know he's a Halo fan, but hey, uh, I just want to give thanks to you, of course, you guys, for bringing me on to my first official podcast, like you pointed out. And I've always taken that to heart, you know. And uh, we definitely have to get you, 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 you two brothers, over a thousand without question. Okay. It has to happen. It should have long happened long ago, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, just grateful not only just for my growth, but for, to see you guys grow as well, and also in the endeavors you all do outside of this. And uh, you know. It's, it's always amazing to me to see where how far you know all of us have come in in such a short amount of time uh thank you to, to everybody in the chat too you know a lot of people are in there support me and all over all over the place when i'm here you guys can find me of course on under infinite umber or umber infinite on twitter you'll find me either way and you can find me on two shows xbox factor on tuesdays at 12 eastern and uh the xbox infinite podcast on fridays at seven o'clock eastern and uh yeah just again just much praise and thanks to you i like too. how you you i like how you talked risk it into making the show about you Good <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> yeah that was all part of the plan <clears throat> <laughs> indeed sir <laughs> yeah but thank you guys i gotta get going i got some practice to hit get to appreciate you good sir see you thank in 2023 you. happy holidays sir we'll talk to you again soon you guys too Have yes, sir. yes sir you, fellas. so final points and then we're gonna we're gonna call this because we're almost at four hours anyway. Uh, before we get to our final points, I'm gonna put the last code in the chat. Game Pass Ultimate two two week two months. If you're a new user, go check that out. If you're an old user and you already have them stacked up, this won't work. You can try it, but it probably won't work. But give it a shot. I hope you enjoy it. Give it to somebody well, as a stocking stuffer for Christmas. Yeah. Go so. Ahead, or just real quick, I see J Mo Money is in the oh, chat. Oh, oh, I just, he's, he's here. I just want us because he's here. I would like to remind everyone that we wouldn't be going through all this nonsense. If oh, Michael here we go. Did Somebody what they mute were him mic. to do and buy. Somebody Sega. mute his mic. Well, I, I I think that the important the the next important point here. I don't know if you guys agree with me. It was mm-hmm. the statement that Microsoft is the little guy in the gaming section because that's apparently what caught fire was that statement. That they're that well, they, it was they consider themselves, yeah, that they consider themselves the little guys. No, no, no. And, I mean, uh, I mean, the community was crying when they heard them say that. Right, like, people just didn't like. It, it seems people really hate that. that idea because it's big bad Microsoft. Right, like they, they could show up anywhere and they're the biggest thing in every any room, which is technically I, not true. Right? I get, I get the standpoint. The thing is, is that 
I think that we're just people that are on two sides of the fence here. There's there's people that are looking at it just from a games industry standpoint, and then there's people that are looking at it from the whole cow. You know, it, it's the whole the whole thing. So, I mean, it's pretty common sense that everyone knows that Microsoft overall has more money than Sony. I, I think everybody knows that. the The thing is, is that when it comes to the the gaming industry, the way that I look at it. And why I do consider Microsoft to be the little guys in this sector is because if you get one developer, let's say that you were a, a developer, Kay Asante, you sat them down and with Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. No other perks other than releasing a game on your console. They'll tell Microsoft first, get out of the room. It's going to be between PlayStation and Nintendo. You're right. Almost. About that. Or Nine you're going to have to pay us so much money. To, or you're going to have to pay us to quadruple the price other... that Nintendo or PlayStation would pay. Right. But, exactly. But that, that money that you that Microsoft would have to pay makes doesn't make financial sense anymore, right? Because if a deal has to make sense, which means there has to be an upside, meaning I have this exclusive, it brings me enough people so that what I'm paying for the exclusive rights makes me more money than what I had to pay to get it. And if you have to pay more than everyone else, doing an exclusive deal like that won't make financial sense. So you have to find another way to compete. And the thing to understand here is, like you said, people say that you should be competing this way. That is because they know, whether it is intuitively or cynically, that if you compete that way, Sony or Nintendo... Yes, exactly. Right. And, and so you either have to say, well, all right, because some people on Twitter said I have to compete this way, I am going to now try to hire people who, as we can see, that's very difficult to do right now to find the talent that's going to want to come here and then build up those studios and then have their trial and error period, even though they're still doing that. We see the initiative, but we also see the troubles they're having there. So let's build up five or 10 more initiatives and give them about a decade, which is what it will take to get their stride to start building these first party games. Do that all the while losing more market share to your competitors. Right. So when you went and then you're going to invest all this money to do that, you don't know which games will hit. So you will you'll lose money just in doing that alone. They say practically do that because we know mm -hmm. it'll effectively push you out of the industry. Go back to right? the end of the line. We don't want you to shortcut and you can right? shortcut, no, I, but that's not fair. Go back. To I was going to say that I'm, I, mm -hmm. I understand from a console perspective where they're coming from. Right. And the reason why I say that is because. If Microsoft doesn't get Activision Blizzard, I believe they're extremely competitive this generation. I believe Sony is sweating that. I think Bethesda, Obsidian, Ninja Theory, all these studios they have with Game Pass, X Cloud, streaming, I believe that's their fear right there. I, I don't predict a situation where if Microsoft doesn't get Activision Blizzard, that is two to one. I think Microsoft is extremely close with Xbox Series X well, and S. You, I think you know what, though? You are right on that. You're absolutely right on that. I think that the reason why they are fighting the fight they are right now is not just because of Activision Blizzard King. It's everything that comes with it. Because like we were just describing here, if you sit in front of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, and or or you're one of those, and you go and try and grab a game, if you're it's, Microsoft, you're paying it, in triplicate for something that others would pay. Yes, if they absolutely. had Activision Blizzard in their stable, then the perception changes that they're also a competitor. 
and they might not have to pay as much as they normally do to well, get games in this. Well, right? Would you say that the reason why they're in this situation is due to their own failures? Because oh, that's what's wrong with oh yeah, no doubt 100%. about it. But here's the thing. Here's yes. the thing. Yes. Short of spending the seventy billion dollars to build a time machine so that they could go back a decade, this is the only way they can problems, fix the problem. You're yeah. either going to do this, or you're just gonna keep failing for twenty years, for, right? So, yeah. so listen, if they have the money to invest in there, investing it in the gaming industry, who cares, right? It actually doesn't matter whether Microsoft or PlayStation or Nintendo is in first place. What matters is that they're all making amazing content, right? And and we get to we get to play these things. So the people that are really like upset about this, they have yet to prove to me, like what John Wolf said, that Sony or Steam or Valve or however you classify them or Nintendo will no longer be able to compete. Who's in front doesn't matter. Right? Yep. Will they be, continue to be in business? Will they continue to be profitable? And that isn't answer that, what you're is, describing right there isn't yes. that the mandate of the FTC and the regulatory bodies? But it doesn't matter because what's fair doesn't matter, right? What, you you know, thing, in, in regards to the whole thought that, like, well, you shouldn't compete this way, you should compete that way. They're actually mm. doing both. Yeah. They actually are. They are trying to acquire. You know, of course, their 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 pockets is different than Nintendo's and Sony's pockets. So if if they if Nintendo and Sony had the opportunity, they would try to acquire the Activision. Absolutely. You know, if, if Activision came to Sony and instead of coming to Microsoft, because that's what they did, they came to Microsoft. Microsoft didn't come to them. They went to Facebook yeah, that first. That context is missing in a lot of. It, it's always missing because, it, because it, it kills narratives, right? Yeah. But like, they came to. Facebook first. Facebook said no. Then they went to Microsoft. They would have went to Facebook Sony. Said yes. Oh my god. Yeah. They, if if, Facebook if, said yes. Oh man. It, 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 I think things would be awful right now. If Facebook would have said <laughs> yes. yes, honestly. But like, but it's just that they're doing this, and they're also trying to build upon what they've already acquired previously, mm -hmm. as well as build up on studios that they created. The problem is, is that like. A lot of these people who make these narratives see that Sony can't do the same thing. They know Sony can't do the same thing. And so they say, oh, that's not fair. Well, you, well, you know what else is not fair? You know what else is not fair, Slow-Mo? What's that? The fact that Sony owns a movie studio, which means they have access to movie and TV quality scripts, and mm -hmm. they happen to have the best stories and in technology. the video game and business, right? Right. And, 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 and that, yes. They Sony have motion capture stuff, right? So every company's going to use what they have. The reason why the games are so, so, are so, so narrative they shouldn't based be allowed. So good they that, should not be allowed to, to use their. They, they shouldn't be allowed to use their their uh, existing assets and resources, right? Assets and re no, they shouldn't be allowed to do that because that's not fair. And slow mo. <laughs> right. and, and, and one comparison, one comparison that that like I've I've seen a lot too is that the problem that I guess some people have to a narrative that they use against these acquisition acquisitions is that they're worried that Xbox is going to drop the ball because three, four, three dropped the ball. And because you hear, you know, the, the, the delays of 2022 and such like that, but, you know, looking at it objectively, if since, since they made their first acquisitions of Ninja theory and all those other developers in 2018, if Microsoft really wanted to, to to kind of prove a point that they are going to be releasing games only on Xbox, you would have had Psychonauts 2 be exclusive. That that they would have already been delivering games just for Xbox 
from a while yeah. before. They, but they would they have kept... bought out those contracts and said, right. instead of honoring it, we're just going to pay you some money to make you shut up, but we're just going to put this on our own platform. Yeah, like, so yeah. 20, so 2022 wouldn't be such a magnifying glass like it is. Now, not again, not no damage control. Them not having anything is unacceptable. Everybody is unanimously understands that but i think that that gets magnified right so there's this narrative out there that oh no but now call of duty is going to be just like 343 they're completely yes, different Bethesda studios and yeah. activision are going to forget how to make games just because they're yeah, magical and, 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 and they're going to yeah. throw away their game engine to create a game engine that is completely inefficient and incapable of doing haven't, the content haven't you heard haven't you heard guys as soon as microsoft buys you the mandate is you have to drop your engine and use slip space Right, yeah. even though the majority <laughs> of their studios use Unreal Engine, but I, I was still wondering though, they, they should have bought out those contracts, some of them anyway. I think it was I, a mistake. I agree. If it like, was the me, I ones, did it. You, you can't have Deathloop and um, Ghostwire Tokyo, and they should have been more aggressive. That's, the that's PR, Mia Copa stuff is getting a little too old, but you know, I think what? they should have just that, they should have that, that may help them securing Activision. The fact that they yeah. honored them, contract. Yeah. it could, it yeah. could, it could have bit them in the butt too because they could have. They, they would have used that against them. Knowing Jim the way he is, that Phil Spencer can say what he had for lunch and he'll report it immediately to Lena Khan. I mean, I mean they would have let, used let's that be against fair them for sure. Let's be I don't fair think that here. would have had they any didn't... effect, though, because I, I think the FTC just was going to do what, what, what yeah, they were going to do. Right. Yeah, 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 what yeah, I was about to say. going to do this regardless. Yeah. Right? Right. They you're didn't right. lie, and the FTC says they lied anyway. So yeah, but here's, no way. but here's the thing. She could do whatever she wants. Uh, the the administrative law judge is going to be say the right of this and judge what she said, and that administrative law judge has thrown out their last like four cases or something like that, right? So it's not it's that's why Microsoft says they're still confident the deal will close in twenty twenty three because they're expecting once it goes in front of the judge, it the, it'll get laughed out of court. They literally made up a market of high end game councils, right? Yeah. They just made it up, right? So, yeah. so, so th this is the, the last thing uh, um, I want to say on this. Um, people are mad at what Brad Smith said, right? Is right? They are. Look at the comments. There's hundreds this is of so weird. Um, I don't understand. But the thing is, like, he is saying what he needs to say to you. Can feel however you want to say about it, right? In the same way, Jim Ryan has no obligation to accept the, the deal from Microsoft if he feels like he can get a better deal going through the regulators because he has to do what's best for his business. Do you think that Brad Smith is supposed to come out there who's trying to close this deal and not say what is going to be best for his business? We just watched Jim Ryan say they're going to go out of business if they don't have COD. Yep. The Absolutely. same people that's mad at, at Brad Smith didn't have a problem because they said it's just business. So if it was just business, then they're okay. It's they're just okay with now. with Jim Ryan being hyperbolic, but they can't stand when Xbox is hyperbolic. It yes, is what it is. which is in it, which is indicative of so many other conversations that we have. On that note, we must end this conversation for 2022. Now I keep saying this is the final live. I'm, I'm hoping we might we might have some 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 recorded content that might be brought in brought to bear here here and there between now and the end of the year. But by and large, I should let all of our viewers and all of our listeners know that you will not see another live show of the Gaming Circle podcast until let me see here. I'm looking at literally looking at the calendar as I say until at least the 14th of January. 
That is the next time we will have another live show for you in 2023. But we will but between try now to get and then, some recorded stuff. Yeah, between now and then, you, 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 you might see some interesting things in your feed. But I want to spend some time and thank all the amazing guests that have been here today and keep coming back and have been here all year. Thank you, Mr. Sonic Backslap. Thank you, John Wolf, <laughs> and the returning champion, Mr. Ty Talks. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being here. Ty, first and foremost, let's start with you. Tell the people where they can find you. Hopefully, our, our audience is following you. If they're not, they will, they will, they will definitely get uh, all that information in our show notes to make sure they click on that link and follow you because I love the stuff you do. And I got to be honest, I just love the way you do it. It's very smooth every time. It's, it's awesome. I That's appreciate fun. I can sit there and just watch your stuff all day. Tell the people where they can find you, sir. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show again. Because uh, it's honestly like last time was fun. This time as well, it's the exact same thing. So appreciate that, especially for especially for the last show. So appreciate that. Uh, you guys can find me on Taye Talks. That's T A Y E on Talks. T A L K S. Uh, video content is sci-fi, RPG kind of focus. So a lot of Mass Effect, a lot of Starfield analysis videos there. Um, I mean, when, when Starfield drops, I'm gonna do a lot of that content. So I can tell you're gonna be you're gonna go in on that. I, I can definitely tell. He, yeah, this man sure. does introspective, has you thinking deep thoughts and narratives about Mass Effect versus like Master Chief, and I'm just like, who thought this was to? And it works. It's just so good. Well done. Yeah, that, well that, that was a fun done. video. Shout out to Boom yeah. for um, helping me out with that one too as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tire Talks, um, if you like RPG contents, just yeah, head on over there. Appreciate you being here, sir. Mr. John Wolf, how about you, man? You know, whenever whenever we need the salt, whenever we need the slander, whenever <laughs> I either, whenever Everborn needs somebody to back him up or maybe to dash him, depending on what the situation, <laughs> we call you, sir. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you jumping in. You know, Thank we're, you. we're, we're going to do some things here and there, you know, as tech comes up, I'm sure you, you and I are going to tag team and, and, and do some reviews and things. Tell people where they can find you between now and next year and, and all the stuff you do. Yeah. Thank you for sending me an invite this morning. Uh, Kay, I really appreciate being on the show with Tay. With Tay. I've never been on a show with you and slow-mo. I think we've been on a couple of shows before, but it mm -hmm. was awesome, man. Um, I, I love, I could talk about this stuff all day, man, honestly. And thank you for giving me a platform to just give my opinions. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It's just what I think, you know, um, if you guys These are all digital receipts, man, when you're right, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back later. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't, I really don't care. It's just what I'm feeling at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, guys hit, hit me up on twitter uh strike up a conversation xbox uh, john wolf exactly how it's spelled there playstation hit me up anytime guys i'm going to be playing a lot of call of duty modern warfare 2 uh halo infinite i want to jump back on man um that that season three looks looks like they may be a lot of the changes curve. have happened it's, it's gotten yeah. a lot better yeah i i jumped back on very briefly um had a little Tell fun me the sync issues are gone. Tell me the sync issues are gone. Okay. They did. I only did one match, but I didn't notice any desync whatsoever. Uh, it, it was it was it was a very successful match. I'll say. Gotta that. jump into Forge. Nice. I haven't tested it out since it came out, so I got I get definitely check it out. Mm. We gotta we gotta hit each other up, man. That way we can you know get on there and keep on keep the conversation going. So yeah, guys, hit me up anytime. Thank you, Kay and Everborn. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. And of course, Mr. Slow Mo Backslap. The man who always makes this show just a bit more slanderous than it usually is. We appreciate you, sir. 
Thank you for being here. Thanks for the visuals, man. Let me let me let me put this on the screen one more time for my video viewers. Yeah, that's right. That is Sonic backslap right there because them knees is mine. But that's neither here nor there. Tell the fine people where they can find you. Tell them where they can find you on on DPS. Great show you and 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 the, the legendary gaming forte put on every week. Oh yeah, no problem. I, I had to be here, you know, because I, of course we 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 spoke about you know over a month ago when when everyone was still running his mouth, mm-hmm. completely, like with zero any kind of evidence whatsoever that Sonic had any chance of beating God of War Ragnarok, and, and uh-huh. it was just like this 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 day it had to come. So I appreciate being here. I don't agree that this day has, he has arrived yet, but please continue. Oh, it, it, it will continue to arrive. Hey, you know what? If you really think Sonic is somehow going to uh, have a, a sales burst in the next, I don't know, two weeks and, and overtake Ragnarok, let's make a little bet. You want to, um, if you, if, <laughs> if, if, if it doesn't happen, you, you gotta, you gotta use this icon for a full month in January. How, 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 how about it? Uh, we can uh, talk about uh, that offline. We can talk uh, about that offline. Yeah, it's, it's, don't sound so confident, huh? All of a sudden, Sonic Frontiers is all, all available, all family dollars across the <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, um, uh, great show as usual. Great chat. Um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Slow Mo Backslap, um, where I do a podcast with the, the homie Gaming Forte, uh, Damage Per Second podcast, uh, DPS podcast. We go live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, this we go back and forth, and we also have a DPS uh, channel that we're starting to build up as well. So uh, check that out as well. And um, I got some of the content. I'm finally getting back into the mode of making videos again. I, I did like the last video I did was like in March. I did a, 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 a huge 20 minute review of Elden Ring, and I was like, man, that was good. I think I'm good for a while. I just, I just like just been playing games, but now I'm starting to to kind of get my creative juices flowing again. So expect to see a lot of videos coming for me in the next two weeks. I I got a lot of stuff I'm working on at the moment. So fantastic, good sir. I appreciate it, and I'm I'll be there watching it. And if you haven't been checking out any of the content from these folks, you definitely should be doing that. I will, as I said, I will put all those details in the show notes. Trust me, you follow these folks, they will give you so much content. You know, I, I, I'm like, this is what I do all day. I'm working. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on slow. I'm, I'm like watching him play his game every once in a while. I'll throw some slander his way. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I love hanging out with you when you're, when you're doing your, your live stream. So I appreciate, I appreciate you, you for being here, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for being here every day, every week, consistently helping us get closer and closer to our goal. We're still going to head, head in, in that direction. But, you know, this, this week's episode is done. You will see us again, again, like I said, on the 14th of January. But between now and then, you know, you'll most likely see some other content as well. Mr. Everborn Saga, I know you and I have been talking in the background about some potential things that we're going to be doing. Tell the people right, where they so, can find you. What you yeah. got going on? So since since this is our last show of the year, there's a, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to talk about mm-hmm. the 2023 Everborn Roadmap. Um, so we are currently working on four books. That is Ariel's Adventure Chapter 2, which you've been seeing me post pictures of. Uh, that is the Redlands Chapter 2. That is uh, Prince of Arcadia Chapter 5. And uh, The Remnant, which is a new series we're launching next year. Chapters 1 and 2 will be released together. That will be over 100 pages. Uh, Prince of Arcadia Five Redlands Two and Ariel's Adventure, 
two will each be over 60 pages. Those are all full color comics. Uh, and uh, we are still in progress working on the game. I, 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 I know I've been slow to show things, but I will have something to show soon. But as we are working through all this, I want everybody, if you're here, do me a great, huge favor. Uh, go to EverbornSaga.com. You can see what I'm talking about. You can see these books. I believe, and I'm not saying this just because we make it, the quality in terms of artwork, in terms of color, in, ter in my opinion, storytelling is up there with the majors, right? Look at it. Prove me wrong. Call me a liar. Uh, but we are going to launch a sale that is going to start tomorrow where you can get the entire Everborn collection. This is all the books we've released so far uh, for $50 and it'll give you the whole, the whole collection. So if you haven't, if you haven't get it, just go to everbornsaga.com now, look out for that sale. We're going to be launching it later tonight around midnight. And I have um, to buy that because my kids have gotten their hands all over the other ones now. This is what I'm saying. So this this sale is going to be out, uh, and I'm working with some some uh, people to see if we can do like discount codes for your favorite podcast shows. So you put those in, you'll get a discount on different books. These are all the plans for 2023. But please go to EverbornSaga.com, um, and you can see you can see the level of, of, of artwork we can do. You can see all those books. And like I said, I want to have a bundle that'll allow people to get caught up on the Everborn story. It's, so it's shocking how high quality uh, that your your content is with how poorly your opinions are. It's, 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 I, I love it's, how it's he a comes. Crazy contrast. He he, he 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 brings you a compliment and right away has to backslap you with the, with the insult. Slow mo, well. slow mo's like the the human sour patch kiss. Chef's, chef's kiss, sir. <laughs> chef's kiss. Nicely done. <laughs> Yes, but, but okay, big, okay. big uh -huh. things on the on the uh ah the Charger Moore shirt. They thought I was joking about that. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> and I'm it's gonna on need, sale for twenty nine. Yeah, I'm gonna need a green variant because uh you know because yeah uh, it's about that time. It's about yes. that time. <laughs> uh, but um yes, check it out. This is all the merch and all the things we have. But like I said, we're gonna be putting up a sale, uh, and there's gonna be a special GCP sale, so you'll get a discount nice. if you enter the GCP code. Uh, all that stuff is going to go live at midnight. We got a big thing. We want to do a big store push because that's the whole point. We want to sell these books. We spend like years making them and, and tens of thousands of dollars producing them. Um, so we actually want to sell them. And that's where we do it at EverbornSaga.com. So check it out. Uh, I, I got to do a better job on myself of promoting myself. I'm terrible at that. But that's my goal for uh, 2023. So please help me out so we can make more books and do all this greatness. Absolutely. And you know, hopefully you have another, are, are you planning on having another an, another Kickstarter at some point? You want to start promoting uh, We stuff? will. Each of those books okay. are going to be, are going to have their own individual Kickstarter. So okay. when we get okay, closer. Cool. But the thing to understand about Everborn Kickstarters, uh, you never have to worry about getting it because I never do a Kickstarter until the book is done. Right. So, this, so is, this is not one of those help me fund it. No, no, no. This is just you getting I, your book. Yes. I take I take all the risk on the front end because I don't want people to like invest their money and they don't get it. Thing. Yeah. So if you see a Kickstarter for me, you're you're looking at a finished product and the Kickstarter is basically to try to recoup the cost of of making it. So um, that's that's a, uh, a, a guarantee that we do with all our Kickstarters forever. Okay. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an awesome show. We have had such a great time this year on this show, giving you all the great news and all the introspective conversations. And of course, a lot of the slander, which we enjoy providing you as well until 2023, when we will back, we'll be back hitting you with way more than we have been this year. And yes, as we do every year, we want to do some upgrades. So you're going to, you're going to see, see something new from us coming, coming next year. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed yourself hanging out with us. There's still a lot of gaming news to be talked about. I know for sure that the living split screen folks are still going, go ahead, jump onto living split screen and let them know that we sent you. But until next year, it's been real cool. Have having this great conversation with y'all and we will talk again soon. Have a good weekend. <laughs>